PKN 49 with our guest, Arian Foster. Taylor? Mm -hmm. This episode of PKA is brought to you by AmeriCorps, Honey, and Smart Mouth. PKA is proudly, bro proudly brought to you by AmeriCorps. AmeriCorps needs you now more than ever. What is AmeriCorps? It's your opportunity to help your neighbor and your nation through these difficult times. AmeriCorps members serve their communities by fighting hunger, teaching, tutoring, and mentoring students, as well as responding to natural disasters. AmeriCorps is your chance to get involved and be the greater good. Search hundreds of opportunities and apply at joinamericorps.gov. That's joinamericorps.gov. And that's um, for AmeriCorps, A-M-E-R-I-C-O-R-P-S. So check out AmeriCorps and serve your community. I'm doing my part. <laughs> <laughs> Arian, how you doing? Everything's everything. How's everybody uh, on PKA, man? It's been a minute. Been Real good. Well. Been good. Doing good. Were you, have you been on even since, not even since Kyle's had his whole prison debacle? Like it's Nah, I'm, I'm, out the, I'm, out the, I'm out the loop, man. Keep me, put me in the loop, yeah, man. Kyle's had know, prison like, and yeah. cancer since you've last been on, so <laughs> welcome I'm to the busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a productive kind of guy, all right? Prison <laughs> and cancer, all right? Well, uh, I mean, feel me. You prison. Let's, let's start with the prison. I guess that's the lighter. Yeah, yeah. So I had marijuana charges. <laughs> you, you do the, the fast forward. I had marijuana <laughs> charges going back like uh, like three years ago. I had half an ounce of marijuana. And where uh, do you live? Where do you live again? Georgia. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. So so I had to do uh, two months in federal prison for that and pay a bunch of fines and shit. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the guns. That's yeah, it. yeah, and you know, like half a million in property, that sort of thing. That's Meanwhile, no joke. Really, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. That's expensive <laughs> half ounce of marijuana. I'm about to say. <laughs> hey, Kyle, did you, do you ever regret it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to live your life, all right? So do you still, do you still smoke? Oh, every, probation? never. <laughs> so yeah, Kyle's I, on. I, I, I'm, I'm on sorry. probation still. I got two years mm -hmm. of probation. So like, I was at least a dozen ATF officers listening right now. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, Oh, uh, oh, I was getting drug tested up until like two months ago or something like that, like very regularly, like maybe once every 10 days or something like that for months and months and months. And even now there's a slim chance, right? Maybe. Yeah, they can test me anytime they want. I'm just not on the, like the regular scheduled testing program. Yeah. Jeez. So best to wait until probation's over. Parole? Well, we can jump. I'm we can, uh, what, is, what are you on? Probation. Probation. probation yeah I, I, i've been told parole doesn't even exist anymore oh um, and, and then i got uh cancer in my eye um like uh found that like a month or two ago and uh and so i just got stitches out today so it's it's still a little fucked up i was gonna wear an eye patch because we, we were joking about it but the doctor told me not to because i just got the stitches out today but it looks pretty good he did a great job you can just see a little bit of a, a cut right there mm -hmm. you look better so, with the eye patch so it was, it, was, it was eye cancer, and they it was not eye cancer. Eyelid On the eyelid. Yeah. Eyelid yeah. cancer. Right where the eyelash would grow out is where yeah. the cancer was. So they cut a wedge out of his eyelid and sewed it back together. So they had clean margins. You've probably heard that before. Right. Yeah, yeah it was wow. fun. <laughs> so i mean you're you're so you're cancer free as of right now yeah yeah i found He's that out like three hours ago like yeah i am a cancer survivor um kyle strong uh <laughs> kyle strong. um uh, you can buy your shirts on the pka store never and um <laughs> oh, we do need that my goodness <laughs> we can kyle sell strong. a decent number of kyle strong shirts <laughs> I, I want I'll, I'll get on that um prison and cancer 
Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Me and Woody haven't had cancer or been to prison in the meantime. Yeah. Pussies. As far as I know. Boring life y'all do. I know. Taylor, we <laughs> might have cancer and not know it. Ooh, That's just, oh, fingers crossed. Just something to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the amount of wild. meat I eat, it's just got to be a just an absolute sausage grinder of an intestine system I'm working with. That can't be good for what yeah, I'm like. Colon 50, cancer. Right? That's a good colon one. To cancer. Have. I think that's that's one of the worst ones, right? Pancreatic is like the the last Stomach. boss at the end of the cancer game. Like very like Dark Souls level cancer boss is pancreatic. And mm-hmm. then like bowel, that'll fuck you up. And then at the bottom of it, like the first boss where it like says, like says X to parry and then stab with Y, like it tells you how to beat it. That's the one you got on your eyelid. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I hope you get a more manly cancer. Than you. As a matter of fact, you got, I'm going to be got praying. The... I'm going to be praying for you to get a manlier cancer than what I got, so you don't look like such a bitch. You got the the tutorial version of cancer. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's like the part where they tell you how to mount the horse and ride around in a little corral. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, um, test results. I don't think you talked about them yet. Yeah, cancer free. You know they got good margins. That was today, yeah. uh, as long as well as taking the stitches finally out. They have been rubbing on my eyeball for seven days now, um, so that was good. She's pulling them out and she's like, "Let me know if I hurt you." I'm like, "Bitch, you could take these things out with a fucking angle grinder," and I wouldn't complain a bit. Just get them out of my fucking eye. Because the stitches so were on both sides of the eyelid, right? So they were rubbing your eye. Not everyone saw PKN. Okay. Um, they weren't on the inside of the eyelid, but the problem was they were on the bottom of the eyelid, and so they were like lapping over onto my eyeball. So every time I blinked, it's like scrubbing my eyeball with like those two loose ends of stitch, like like uh, that are on the knot. You know, they're where they pokey. tie the knot. Yeah, yeah, they're poking. I don't like thinking about it. Oh yeah, it try to get it off your mind when it's in your eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worst place for something to be. That's what I told her. She, I, I was like, I can't think of a worse place for this to be. And I meant it. Like, they could have sewn my piss hole up, and I'd have been happier with that. I feel like you get your mind off that. I don't know, man. I don't know. Sew that bitch up. As long as you can still pee. Yeah, right? Like, like a catheter or whatever. We'll put yeah. a catheter in my gooch. I don't you care. Might, that would oh, be really? preferable. In my you head, right. you were just volunteering for a split stream. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> so I want to I wanna jump back, because Arian, with the, the answer, what's going on? Everything is everything. What's like everything is everything, man. <laughs> See, I, nobody can even call you on that because it's true. So I mean, I, I mean, with all of this COVID stuff, I mean, yeah. no, nobody's really doing anything, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, like you're getting more into gaming and just because you're stuck inside yeah, all. Day. I, mean, I, I had me in the game party over here last night, but I bet you <laughs> did, that. bro. I bet you did. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I had been in the gaming for about like a year. I, I don't know how long it's been since I've been on, but um, I just started then. But like now it's like uh, I got a, I got like a dual monitor set up and some more shit like the whole works. And like as you can see the camera, I got a good camera. Yeah, it looks way um, better now. Yeah, because I'm, I'm on Twitch. And so I, I stream on Twitch a little bit. What's your Twitch, What's your Twitch channel? channel? Yeah, yeah, yeah Taylor over. knows how to pimp a channel. What's your oh, Twitch channel? Sure. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. A plug. Uh, it's, just, it's just Bobby Fino. Bobby F-E-E-N-O. No, no space. Uh yeah, I, I just I stream like, like right now I'm super into uh I got my games up. I'm like I play with Valorant, uh Sea of Thieves, Ori and the Blind Forest. That's that's what I usually so stream shit like that. Valorant scares me, dude. It, so that's a game with a really high skill ceiling, right? You can play that game for three years, 
and people who've been playing CSGO, obviously you can't because yeah. it's new, but people who've been playing CSGO for the last five years have a huge advantage over you. Like, yeah, you- no question. Yeah. So when I first, I had no idea what FPS was. Like, I, I, this first person shooter, I learned that. Um, and, uh, <laughs> our audience That's why knows. you did so well in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> no, so I had no idea what it was. And so, like, um, I just, I, I heard, I, I, like, you, you watch Twitch and, like, you get all these, um, these ads. And so mm-hmm. like one of them came out. I was like, that looks pretty dope. So, um, and then there's like a wave of it of all your like favorite Twitch streamers. Like they, they started playing it so you can get drops, right? So mm-hmm. They was doing a beta mm-hmm. test. And so I, I left my, my Twitch running for like a day and I got the drop. I just started playing. I fell in love with it because I was really into Fortnite, but that's getting kind of corny to me. So I, I just, I don't play that anymore. And um, sorry, you hear my baby in the background. Oh, but uh, <laughs> but um, no, uh, I fell in love with this and like, like dudes was whooping my ass and I'm like, dog, how how are y'all so good? So I started asking questions. I'm like, how are y'all so good? They're like, oh, we came from CSGO. And I was like, what the fuck is C? I haven't even heard of CSGO before. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so like these dudes, it's, it's kind of the same. So I started looking at that stuff, like like video tutorials on how to get better. Mm-hmm. And so like they it's kind of this exact same concept. They say it's CSGO mm-hmm. mixed with um Overwatch. I've yep. never played that one either. Yeah, it's got the visuals of Overwatch a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Um, but it, it's a really it's just a really dope game to me. It's like and they're they're gonna continue to grow the characters out, so like I'm ex- I'm excited for them. It's it has dope. a really good aesthetic. I've never really watched yeah. it. I'm just looking at a muted stream right now. Yeah. But it seems like so many of those gaming help tutorial things. It's like, all right, first thing you want to do is get into CS:GO nine years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. shit, bro, I'm behind the ball here. I'm well, you're 12 reliable. years old, right? Good. Okay. <laughs> 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 your brain is still malleable. Sure, you forget uh, how to write uh, first. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm 34. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah nah it's it's hard it's hard because like i i came from i started playing call of duty like a long time ago like i was really mm-hmm. into that for a while and then i started playing fortnite that was fun but this it's totally different kind of aiming like it's it's like more skill level involved oh, yeah. in this and so it's like started from the ground up but i did place i don't know if you guys know about the ranking systems or whatever like so like you have to play like 20 games or something like that for the day and they rank you mm-hmm. and so it goes iron bronze silver gold platinum diamond and there's one more and then they what they call radiant which i don't think i ever want to be that that's that means i play all the time <laughs> <laughs> and uh so i play silver that's that was dope for me because i was like you know i'm still yeah, yeah that's all right but then i got demoted to bronze so <laughs> <laughs> i think as you go higher up those iron fucks yeah that, it, but like, what happens is like so those dudes that are like really good like those pros they'll they'll do what they call smurfing mm-hmm. and yeah, and that so they'll they'll create other accounts and you'll be playing against bronze players and they're like whooping your ass. You're like, come on, fam, you like this is not your league. <laughs> like, oh, that's shitty, but I bet that is a blast no if question. you're really good at those games. No question. Because their queue time is is like 10, 15 minutes for each game. Yeah. It's oh, like you the going high to a high school football game. Yeah, because they're so exactly. high levels. Exactly <laughs> yeah. what it's like. Just yeah. stiff arm and cast head into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't like skill based matchmaking. I, I, mm. skill-based matchmaking ruins games for me I, I, you it should know, be I, optional I it should be mm. optional but but even but when you do that you divide the player base right and and <clears> it's kind of a nobody gets with like black ops had i think it was black ops had a competitive you know ranked like this ranked competitive and you can choose to go in there and put on your try hard pants or you can go in pubs and you know use bad guns or have a good time yeah but they have I mean, a they have an unrated or unranked like on valorant 
Yeah, so they have unranked or unrated, I think they call it, and then they have competitive. And competitive is where you're ranked, but unranked is like it's just everybody, like where you can. So you might be playing against some shitty people, or you might be playing against the best in the world. You don't really know. Hmm. Yeah, I like that better. I like 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 that's one of the cool things about Tarkov. You don't know who you're playing against. Like right. like they could be brand new to the game, or they could be one of the greatest players in the world. You have no idea. I I, I downloaded Tarkov. I haven't opened it yet. Tarkov. Oh, oh, so I play a lot of Tarkov. I have. I would have to look, I don't know, 2,000 hours in it now, like too much. And uh, um, it it's just it takes a long time to learn at all. The maps are insanely complicated. There's six maps. Each of them are maybe the size of 16 Call of Duty maps. And as a COD player, then you know what it is to learn a map. It's one thing to know how to get from one side to the other. It's a separate thing to really know all the lines of sight that you need to be careful about, to know how yeah. to navigate, to know where spawns are <laughs> so that you know you know where danger might be coming from. That takes so much time. I'm still learning real. I don't don't let me talk to you like I'm some sort of pro, but uh Tarkov is a good game for people that have too much gaming time. It's an incredibly complex game. It's one of the most complex games out there. That's um, fun, man. That's really fun. It's fun. It, it, and you it want a be. guide. You're Arian Foster, so you won't have any trouble finding people volunteering to be your guides. But if yeah. you're a list, if you're a listener, try to find a guide somewhere. Yeah, you don't want to go in there like by. It's not like Call of Duty where you can just like hop in a lobby and everybody's got the same shit and everybody's going to the same map and the objective is shoot stuff. It's like okay, mission yeah, number like one: go <laughs> to the old factory and find the notebook. And you're like. All right, well, where's the factory and what's the notebook look like? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> well, perfect. That looks like a factory. Wrong. You're dead. <laughs> but but I lost all That's my guns. Wrong factory. <laughs> but it took me six and a half hours to earn that stuff. Did I mention yeah. fuck you? <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, that, That's the other thing. Like, you know, Call of Duty. So, so you no, you jump ahead, in Call of Duty game and you're like, oh, yeah, I want to play with an M16 this game. Well, that didn't cost you anything. And when you die... Maybe somebody might pick your M16 up. That wasn't your M16. That was just some bullshit. And Tarkov, your M16 is your fucking M16 like you grabbed it off the shelf at your house and took it out to go fight. So somebody picks that up and takes it with them. You're not getting it back. It's gone. It's It's like racing for pink slips. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so it's like um, war sims. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how they describe themselves. It's it's a battle simulator, although it's, you know, it's got some not so realistic features. You know, right. you get shot and you perform surgery on yourself in the field of battle. That's probably not that oh. realistic. There's plenty of shit like that. How's right? But I should mention, if you get shot, there are like four different ways to get hurt. Your brain might be confused with the tremor. You might be bleeding. You might be. You might need a quick surgery. You might have a broken bone. And they all have different ways of solving these problems. So just, it just is one example of the learning curve. Yeah, you've got a but, medical kit, but, dude. Like like you've if, got a surgical kit. You've got a first aid kit. You've got morphine shots and propotol shots and adrenaline shots. There are like off the top Shut of up, my head, boy. maybe four or five <laughs> different <laughs> kinds of none. first aid kits. And the four or five different kinds of first aid kits solve different <laughs> things. And uh, oh, and I even mentioned bandages and See, splints. You guys are playing your, your hyper realistic game. I like playing Red Dead 2, where mm. if I lose my dead eye slow motion aiming ability i can hide behind a tree in the middle of a battle eat a whole bushel of apples drink half a gallon of fire brandy and smoke like a hundred cigarettes and then i'm good to go albeit you know he's not healthy but that's okay they they do make comments in that game if you don't bathe 
I, I went. I haven't bathed in the entire game yet, and so like a lot of a lot of, a lot of times you'll talk to someone, and that's like my guy's just filthy. We'll <laughs> just walk up to someone, they'll be like, "Oh, why are you why are you neglecting your character's well, hygiene, man?" Because I, I like the reactions. <laughs> I cowboy. I made a huge mistake yesterday as far as video games go. I was sitting on here, and my friend Mitty messaged me on Discord, and he goes, "Want to play Rust?" Oh. I was like, "I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess." It's, it's like offering it's like an somebody, attic myth. Yeah, it's like somebody called you up, and they're like, "Hey, man, you want to shoot up?" And you're like, "God damn, if I don't want to shoot up, but <laughs> I want to not." You know, I'm up. six months sober. You know, uh, you know, I got these. <laughs> I've been going to the classes and I got a sponsor. Come on, man. I got some good <laughs> shit. And you're just like, all right, I'll download it. Are you back in Rust now? Is yeah, I'm back know? in Rust. Damn it, Kyle. <laughs> I played all day yesterday. What is Rust? I woke up today at 3 p.m. Kyle, what is Rust? Dude, Rust is. I'll just. How do you spawn in what's your character like? That's where I was going. So <clears throat> join a server in Rust. You're like, yeah, I want to play. And it, the screen brightens up. You can kind of see the sky a little bit, kind of blurry. And it says, press any key to wake up. Press a key. Your guy stands up and he's on a beach and he's buck-ass naked, dick hanging out, balls hanging out, completely naked. He has two items with him, a torch and a rock. From there, you have to go out into the world and farm wood, stone, metal ore, Build yourself a little house to live in. That way, if you find some more shit, you got somewhere to hide it from the other degenerates. Because everybody's out there just like you, starting naked with a rock and a torch. If you put enough time into the game, and by enough time, I mean in a week, you spend at least eight hours a day, every single day, playing this shit. You will have built up to the point where you've got guns and armor and a helicopter. And now you can go to the other motherfucker's base where they live and use explosives to blow the fucking doors down, murder them all in their sleep, take all the shit that they've been working for for 50 fucking hours of their actual real-world lives, take it back to your house, put it in your safe, and then rinse and repeat. And you just keep going and snowballing and becoming the baddest motherfucker in the world of Rust. And I like are... that you specify that, because <laughs> as they're sitting playing, life's passing you by. <laughs> I mean, I mean... You know, any know, video games like that, I guess, you know, we could be out in the world learning a language or uh, playing an instrument. But instead, we're, you know, fighting degenerates with crossbows on a fake uh, ocean and stealing their fucking wood and stone from them. And it's a super toxic game because there's so much at risk. Like I worked all day yesterday, like 12 hours playing this game and we built a nice base. We put all our shit in it and it was like three in the morning last night. And my buddy was like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. I was like. I need to decompress. I'm going to watch some uh, some Twitch, and then I'm going to go to bed. He text messaged me an hour later. He goes, we got raided. All our shit's gone. 12 hours of work. We worked all day. Like, both of us grinding. You got, like, an alarm system or, like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. there are alarm systems in the game, but you've got to kind of get more advanced to the point where you can have an alarm system because you don't just go, like, oh, yeah, alarm on. You got to be like, all right, well, let's go find a battery, a whole bunch of electrical wiring, all, all these components that are just out in the world and actually Bro. build a fucking alarm system. Like, That's you don't insane. do anything easily. 
It, so, you just lose everything sounds, easily. That sounds horrible. It, Tarkov has an element. It's like you, life, actually. <laughs> as you know, Kyle, in Tarkov, like when I die, you get my stuff, right? Assuming mm-hmm. you killed me. Um, I've taken to shooting just like crazy now in gunfights. One, it helps you win gunfights a little more. But two, I'll be damned if you get in that much ammo. I'll fire yeah. magazine after magazine in your general direction. Yeah, the dip, the the difference between Tarkov and Rust, really, I mean, there's a lot, but the main one as far as the gameplay is that when you when you play Tarkov, anything that you brought into that particular game is on your body. That's up for grabs. You could take my gun, my armor, my helmet, and but but back in like the pregame lobby, you have this stash of shit that you've collected over the days, weeks, months of playing this game during this wipe cycle. I can't get that. That's your shit. There's no way I can invade your stash. In Rust, you can invade people's stash. Mm-hmm. So the shit that they've been grinding for and working hard as fuck for for days, weeks, you can go take it all from them. So Rust, of night. Oh, sorry, Rust is like Minecraft meets first-person shooter with first-person yeah, shooter right. graphics. Yeah, it's a there nasty game too. People are toxic as fuck. There's a uh, there's voiceover in game. You toxic? There's no way. I'm nice. I'm friendly <laughs> in that game. I really am. Like like I say GG when they kill me, and I say it when I kill them. But there will be people <laughs> like like people will come up to your base like like when you're new at the game and you've still got bows and arrows and they've got machine guns and they'll just be outside your house knocking on the door. Dot 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 dot. And you're just like, don't move, dude. Don't if they don't think we're in here, maybe they'll just leave. And and you'll hear them in voice. They'll like you know press the the, the voice command. We know you're in there, bitch. Fuck. <laughs> so can you communicate with other players? Yeah, like you, can, you can hold the talk button and you can proximity talk. Like anybody who's within like actual voice range of you, you can talk to them in that game and That's they'll say some scandalous hard. shit. It's they'll say the meanest board. shit you've ever heard a grown man say to another grown man right outside your house <laughs> and eventually get mad enough that you'll be like, all right, motherfucker, I'm coming. And you'll open the door and they'll just blow you away with a shotgun, take all your shit real quick and then run away. So it's in gaming, of course, there's a lot of skills you can have, right? There's map knowledge, crafting knowledge, aim, etc. Rust is interesting to me because Kyle brings charisma as one of his in-game skills, which doesn't apply to Valorant or CSGO or Call of Duty. Like, there's no, I don't know these people I'm killing. I know nothing about them. They're just like AI, right? Almost. But Kyle can talk and sometimes maybe get a better outcome than he would have otherwise. Yeah, there's been so many times where like you can see the huge difference in the charisma skill skill gap between me and the play, people that are on my team. Like they'll get caught out like out farming for wood and two badass motherfuckers will come upon them. They've got AK-47s and covered in steel armor. And they're like, "What's up, bitch?" And he'd be like, "Hey, uh, uh guys, I, I'm kind of new here." Uh, and you'll just hear, "I'm like, you handled that wrong, man." So what happens when? So what happens when you die, though? What happens? Uh, everything that's you, you respawn back um in your sleeping you, bag you back in your up. base and you, you're naked again so you got to grab a whole bunch of new shit from your base that you've got stored away nah, everything you died ahead. with i'm gonna go ahead and not download that one man. it's like mad max <laughs> man, it's like it, it's like mad max like like people now now they've added horses and uh and like cars there's like steam engine cars and helicopters i feel like i would spend more time worrying about losing my stuff than i would enjoying the stuff that i have accrued that's what makes the game good the stress Mm. and the fear of losing what you have and that to me that's what makes any game good some games it's like i don't want to lose because losing losing's not cool right my friends (laughs) will see me lose at the end of the game they'll look at the scoreboard and they'll see i went negative that's the negative 
like ramification of doing poorly. In this game, it's like, dude, I've been working for three days straight on this. I like We've FPSs got- where I can die three times in a row right off the bat, like COD, and then just be like, no, this map sucks. I'm out. <laughs> you can't do that on Valorant, though. Oh, really? Nah, like if you, yeah. You, if you if you leave a match, they like dock. They, you can't play for an hour or something like that. Yeah. If you leave, mm. if you, that's how it should be. Ball. I like that. I no, like, boo, yeah, I, I, like bought, that. I bought the game. I should, I should be able to quit. <laughs> You're outnumbered so on this day. one, Taylor. So did they? You're so did them out of the game, <laughs> and not just them, yeah. but your teammates. Right, your teammates are yeah, now let down. Because then you go four v five. And it's just a hard, and that's hard. an advantage. And a lot, some games, it's an advantage to be the I'm four man help. versus the five man. If it's like team deathmatch, but if it's objective, obviously that's different. You know, if it's it's, it's, it's like a spike rush is what they call it. Like like I guess what they call of duty. Like you go plant the spike and then they have to defuse it. Oh yeah, okay, okay. This shit, this shit ain't no like a demolition type thing. Not an advantage at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like games where when you lose, it fucking hurts. And uh, like like yesterday, we built this first little base to live in where we stored all of our shit. And 12 hours worth of our work are hidden in it. And these guys are bullying us. Literally, I'm being bullied by other grown men. <laughs> and and we're like, we can't live here anymore, man. This neighborhood is too hot. We've got to go somewhere off in the wilderness where there aren't as many mean men to pick on us. But that means we've got to gather up all this expensive shit that we've like farmed, all this gunpowder and explosives and the few guns we own. And we got to get in a boat and we got to sail across the other end of the island and Build a new house. Well, there's a scary fucking moment where you open your front door covered in 12 hours worth of your shit. You've got a backpack full of like gunpowder and guns. It's everything you've worked for for the last 12 hours. If they're out there waiting and they kill me, it's all gone. And they're going to poke fucking fun at me in the chat. There's like a global chat on the left side of the map where you can type and everybody in game can see it. And they'll be ruthless in there. They'll be like, fuck you, motherfucker. We got all your shit. We've taken 10 kits off of you. Y'all are pussies. Y'all are bitches. <laughs> yeah, they'll say some words I can't even say on here. They'll call you the worst. I, I've never been so mad in a video game. Or have I? <laughs> no, it wasn't anger. It's because you're already my, on tilt because they stole all your stuff. No, I've never had my feelings hurt. Like I've had my feelings hurt <laughs> playing Rust. I remember like a year and a half ago, me and my same friend I'm playing with now, Mitty, are hiding in our base, and there's a literal child outside who's picking on us. There's a 12-year-old child with a speech impediment who's so much better than us that it's not <laughs> even funny, and he is calling us the F word with a lisp, and and there's nothing we can do. Let's see. He, he chose that word because you can fire that one out with, with any kind of lisp. Yeah. he can dra- He drags that F on for like three syllables, and then I'm just... Calling us just mean stuff. It literally hurt my feelings. I had to, I was like, I, I gotta go, man. I'm not feeling so hot. <laughs> Did you try I'm to charm him? Oh, uh, you can't charm like th- these are sociopaths. Like, like, like you can't charm a sociopath. <laughs> like, they're, they're, there's there's different levels of people in the game. You there's didn't try people... to charm the child. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had poor luck in the past charming children. It always it never goes my way. That's the other prison <laughs> term. That's the other prison. <laughs> term. I don't like talking about that one. <laughs> yeah, I, we were talking about that yesterday or, or the day before yesterday on pkn i think maybe how like as a grown man you can't have a conversation with a child anymore that's not yours or like family like like you can't be like in the park and a little kid comes up and like hey mister you can't sit there and have like a conversation with them without it looking weird that's I, true dude that is true i, I take it too far but we, we watch you have, kids, you do? unless you have kids they're playing as well 
But like you can't just yeah. be you shouldn't be at a park with those kids by yourself. <laughs> like, so that's where yeah. it's fun. We have I friends. just like to pace. I just like to go on jogs around the, the, the jungle gym. <laughs> what? I'm doing the monkey park too. What's the problem? Yeah. Oh, they just blue. Uh, nah, dog. You got to get up off the. Uh, the you're doing the monkey park with your sticks too, so you're just walking under them, holding them. Kyle, Kyle's yeah. Kyle's getting berated for talking to kids because he's going up to him like, "Hey, your parents are fucking sheep." Let me tell you what's really going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> get, get out of here! Just, your we, parents are fucking retarded, and I'm gonna break down exactly why. Yeah, yeah, my, my, my neighbor's kids came up talking to me, and, and it's these two little girls who were like seven, eight years old, and I felt so uncomfortable. Like I'm, I'm in my driveway in my car. Just, I just pulled in, and they just come running up to me. Hey, hey, hey! I've never, <laughs> I've never known these girls. I don't know their names. I don't know that neighbor. Like we've never spoken. We kind of wave, but like I don't know these people. And these little girls are like right up against my car, and I'm, I'm, I'm just like, shoo. Yeah. I, I don't want to do that either because I don't want him to like, like run back. Daddy, daddy, that man did this. Whoa. Yeah. Well, you know, but I could just totally see him coming up and like knocking on my door an hour later like, hey, I saw you talking to my girls. And it's like, well, yeah, I was. <laughs> I didn't like it though. <laughs> they, they wanted me. That's what they, you don't understand. They wanted to talk to me. They were the aggressors. They, they, they really like me. <laughs> Sir, don't think we didn't notice you had a family-sized bag of Sour Patch Kids hanging out. <laughs> we've been watching this girl it's for like two, we've been watching this girl for like two years now, and uh, I'm playing with her today, throwing her up, holding her upside down, you know, like you do with two-year-olds. And uh, then it's like, oh, she, she's got poopy pants, right? Jackie's <laughs> like, well, you discovered it, you you, you change her. Like, I'm not getting me too. Take this girl; she's all yeah. yours. <laughs> yeah. You never know what she's gonna say when she gets back home, right? Having no part of that. Comfort of events might differ from mine. <laughs> I'm getting Bill Cosby. Like <laughs> 16 years from now, she's yeah, like, right. he was a rough wiper. Was <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get you clean. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Dude, have you ever no changed way. a girl? Have you ever changed a girl's diaper? I'm sorry, I cut you off, Kyle. No. Yeah, no. You... Yeah, two girls, yeah. He's about to talk about poopy pussy. I know he is. Yeah, there are folds that you need to handle. Don't want any Told part you. of that. For for the more for the majority part for fathers or future fathers, like you don't have like they have natural cleaning mechanisms, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you don't have to like you're not supposed to like dig in there. Like it's just, just it is. If you discover poop in there, yeah. But, but the, I'm talking about like because there's sti- like there's always like if you keep going, there's always going to be some in there. Like because it's it rides up in there, but like they yeah. have natural cleaning thing. They got, they got some kind of filtration system, like a Brita yeah, down there. You don't, you don't want to, you don't, Arian's right, you don't want to scoop it out because it'll, yeah. it'll throw the pH balance off and you have to shock it. The whole... <laughs> <laughs> nah, All right, it's, you it's want to the powder. <laughs> we got shock oh, no, I'm sorry, I have a salt water pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter, it still makes uh, chlorine, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you have, you have two girls now, Arian? Yeah, I got two one. Girls. I think you only so, had one last time. Yeah, yeah. So the, okay. I guess. This, well, shit. Has it been that long? Maybe, how really, old is your youngest? She's two and a half. She's gonna be three in November. Oh, well, then no. He definitely had two kids last time. Okay, yeah. You were here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. You gonna Somebody try got... for any more? Or you think two is good? I'm on, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. No, I got four kids total. Oh, four. What? Yeah, I got four kids total, I think yeah. you're... 
then yeah, it makes I'm, sense to be on the fence. I might, <laughs> I, might, I, might do, I might do one more. I'm not sure. Yeah, I had a couple myself. In prison? No. <laughs> <laughs> he was the child in prison. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> in prison. I don't want to go to prison. I, I think Aaron would do wonderfully in prison. I, like, 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 I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, really, right? Like, like, like you're, you're they a all big like guy. Yeah. Like, 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 I think that because you play, you play ball, and because you're a big guy, like, like, I think you just fit right in, you know. And <laughs> I fit in, I fit in better than most, but like, still, it didn't go well. Are you good at you basketball, Arian? Yeah, I'm you nice. are. I mean, I guess everybody says that, but like, I can go. Yeah, you'd be good. I had yeah. like, I had like some small offers in high, out of high school, but I just wasn't ever focused on it. it oh, that's the other thing. We, they had a football league in prison. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Tackle? Was it like tackle? Uh, they did flat. They're supposed to play with flags, but the guards didn't give a shit. So yeah, they. Tackled. How was your, so how was your experience there, bro? If you don't mind me asking, like what? I mean, um, what, um, were you really what, like were you bullied or how? Like how did it go? There was uh, one guy warned me that another guy was talking about raping me. Um, uh, but other than that, it was all good. You know, the the showers were nice. Uh, the beds were fine i guess i mean they weren't ideal but it wasn't like you were sleeping on a rock um we had good air conditioning good food it wasn't that bad you didn't have to like you have to fight nobody or nothing like that no it was it's like low security so everybody who's in there kind of earned their way into there so nobody's really trying to fight because they don't want to get bumped back up to medium because there was a medium security prison like on the same premises and mm-hmm. those people get stabbed up there over potato yeah. chips and shit like if you mm-hmm. borrow some potato chips and you don't pay that debt they're literally stabbing each other over that shit. Where meanwhile, like where I'm at, it's like, hey man, you got some salsa I can borrow? Like, yeah, of course I. It's like in the real world. If you were to ask me for some salsa, and I'd be like, of course you can have some salsa. Here, here's a cup of salsa. I wouldn't expect you to have to come right back with some salsa the next day, or else. Like a, a minimum security prison sitcom. That could be good. That honestly, it would be hilarious. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I write mean, that one down. Right next to that. Let me take this out of the episode. Right next, to my, <laughs> right next to my consent app. <laughs> uh, now, Kyle, you befriended a couple bigger, stronger guys. Do you think yeah. that other prisoners recognize that relationship or were like, fuck with Kyle, fuck with Snow, I don't want that? Or do you think that that really didn't play a big role? I don't know. It, like, like, it's possible it did. I don't think I would know if it had, though. Like, like for all I know, not befriend, befriending Snow and uh, not befriending um, the big uh, black guy and not befriending all the white guys too and like trying to get somebody from each racial camp. If I hadn't done that, like for all I know, I would have gotten like beaten up or somebody would have tried to fuck me or something like that. Was um, that a real threat or are you like, is it jokes? Like somebody no, it's like, a real threat. Yeah, like, like um, I was, <clears throat> there, was a, there was a black guy that I'd been like friends with and uh, he was I noticed the radio, radio one, right? was busted. Yeah, we, we use these radios to watch TV. Like it's the only way to get the audio. Like the TV's mm-hmm. muted, but you can get this little handheld radio with with earphones, and you can dial it into like digitally to what the TV's playing. And then you can. I noticed his was busted. They're like seventy five dollars in there. That and you can only have so much commissary per month. And I noticed his was busted, so I was like, "Hey man, see your radio's busted there. Like I'm gonna be out in sixty days. I got a brand new radio here. You you can have my radio when I get out. How about that?" He's like, "For real?" Mm-hmm. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, you know, no big deal. You know, what am I gonna do with a radio? You know, I'm going home. I've got <laughs> my I'll car has one. Back, <laughs> and, and he was just like so appreciative of that. Like he was always bringing me free shit. Like, like he was, you know, 
I couldn't get Diet Pepsi's one one time, which was like the only soda in there that I wanted to drink. And like he went and like pulled some kind of favor and like found some Diet Pepsi's out of the back or some shit and like brought them to me. But anyway, he came by one day. He put a six pack of sodas in my cell and he's like, yo, dude over there said uh, he trying to get with you. <laughs> and I'm like in bed, like reading a book. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, yeah, yo, he said he going he going to get with you. And I'm just like, fuck. And, and that was like two and a half, three weeks into my prison stay. I had oh just God. started to feel comfortable. I had gotten like like good clothes to wear, like out of the commissary, like sweats. So I didn't have to wear that scratchy ass prison uniforms. I had like sweatpants, sweatshirt. Like I had a nice pillow that I had made myself. I had the, I had the kind of soap that I used back at home. Like, like I had all the chili that I wanted that I could microwave <laughs> in the commissary room. Sorry, I was sorry. doing all right. Like I had figured the library <laughs> out. I was doing as well as you can do in prison. I had all the shit, all the creature comforts I could want. And then this dude's like, yeah. Somebody over there, he just points to the other side of the dorm, wants to fuck you in the ass. And I'm just like, oh, oh no. He didn't say who? Like, he didn't say no, which... he didn't say who, and he wouldn't say who. And I was just like, because that's snitching. And, uh, you know, he's just letting me know, be on your guard. So now I'm on my guard, right? <laughs> now I'm afraid to go take a piss. Show your guard face. <laughs> and you can't tell. There's no way you can be like, I can't, can't be a, you cannot go to a guard. Be like, like uh, excuse me, sir. Um, that gentleman right there. Yeah. You see the one staring at us right now? Yeah. He told me that there's a man over there who wants to fuck me in my butthole. And uh, you should question the shit out of that man. And then he'll tell you who the other bad man is. Even the guard would have been like, dude, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> Joey, now, now you're looking at two or three rapes. <laughs> I'm going to have to rape him myself. <laughs> I didn't want to do this. They you were the keys lube. with the baton. Yeah. They were going to use lube before, but now I, <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. So uh, it wasn't great. But it wasn't the worst thing in the world either. Nobody did rape me, or uh, you know, for the most part, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I got in what one shouting match the whole time I was there, and and I don't think it was really close to being a fight. It was just us yelling at each other over the fucking television, and uh, but yeah, it, it was no fun. I was so glad to be home. Yeah. Still am. Still, still am. am. Does every day still feel fresher waking up? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you, you'll never appreciate the, the quiet of your own home mm. more than if you've just spent 60 days in a, because it, it's never quiet in there, like like 24 hours a day. It's like that when there's like like, like 100 people talking and it's just that cacophony of voices mm -hmm. that, that you can't even really make out what anybody's saying. It's just like, yeah, it's just like white noise. noise. Yeah, it's all day, every day. And at night, it's nothing but snores and farts. Just, just all night long, 150 men in one room just snoring and farting. That's awful. Yeah, this just sounds horrible, actually. Don't do drugs, kids. Say no. I have to go follow these laws real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That sucks. You... I have my own appreciation. You know what? I So I have a CPAP machine, Aaron. You know what that is, where it helps you breathe at night? So, okay. So I would snore, but not just snore like regular people. I snore. Oh, is it the... that thing? I don't, it, it makes no noise, but it, it, it blows in your nose basically and inflates your airway. So I, I went know. from someone who snored on like an Olympic level. People who have like um, sleep apnea, they put yes. a mask on. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it. Look like, yeah. Okay. But I don't. Have you heard one in real life? Because they're crazy quiet. Yeah, well, my roommate had one in college, and it was loud as shit. So maybe I mean that really? was they've gotten better. That was two thousand eight. So maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. To, my start. I know that mine is a really good <clears throat> one. I know that it would cost seven grand if I didn't have insurance. So it might be better than others. I don't know. But uh, uh, sometimes I wake up in the morning having slept well, really well. And it's like this fucking joy. Look at me. I've recovered. <laughs> I feel young for heaven's sakes. Like a, a good night. I went probably 30 years without a good night's sleep. So I still appreciate them now. So I feel hey, every time I get my. Oh, go ahead, Rarian. No, no, no. Go ahead. Get your joke off. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. It's too late now. It's too late now. <laughs> Actually, let's hear it and judge it. Taylor, go. <laughs> uh, uh, you'll never trick me. No, nah, it must be real good, Taylor. It must be real good. <laughs> Come on, now. Fucking banger. <laughs> Come on, everybody now, be quiet. Listen to Taylor. Was gonna, what, was, uh, what, was the, uh, so what was the issue that you had? Like, What was the like, diagnosis? Yeah, so I originally didn't want a CPAP machine. I hated the idea of it. Partly it was this one scene in Sopranos where they made fun of Junior, the old guy, Tony's dad. Like, what are you, a MIG fighter or something? And I was like, ah, I don't want to wear that. I don't want my wife to judge me. She would never, but it was in my head. And uh, I went to an ENT surgeon, ears, nose, and throat surgeon. And I was like, bro, I want to do this. He's like, nope, you want the CPAP. Went back and forth with them. I'm like, yeah, but you know, what can we do? It turns out I have, I can't list them, but like five different reasons I didn't breathe well. My tongue's maybe a little bigger than normal. My tonsils are a little bigger than normal. My uvula is whatever, forward. I'm making shit up at this point. But he's like, I could operate on any one of these and you'll still be not so good. He's like, you, know, you would be a surgical candidate if it was just one thing, you know, but, but you don't have just one thing. If you're my brother, I'm telling you, get the CPAP, don't look back. And that's what I needed to hear to give it a try. And uh, I went in for a couple sleep studies. They figured out my settings. And, and it turns out I woke up like every minute, like on average. Not completely that's woke hard. up, but they call it an arousal, which sounds sexual. But yeah, like every minute. And um, arousal every minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, you know, I just wake up grumpy and unrested and, you know, like, as you know, like even your workouts, you don't recover in the same way. Like it, it, all of life was just a little bit of a drag on it. And sometimes I wake up now like, fuck, fresh. Let's, let's tackle the so day. Loud. I've shared a, a hotel room with him before. It's, it was outrageous. <laughs> I was like a dangerous driver. I was so tired all the time. And um, I remember we, we used to do a thing where we'd watch movies together. You know, like Kyle, maybe <laughs> Chiz and I. And I couldn't stay awake through a movie. And they played my snoring back to me. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. yeah, me and Woody and Chiz are like in a, in, in a call like this. And we're all watching the same movie. You know, we, we queue up, play it from the beginning. I don't remember what we were watching. Good movie, though. I do remember that. And Chiz and I are like really enjoying it. And, you know, we sort of whisper back and forth so we don't interrupt. Like, yeah, yeah, this is pretty good right here. I like, I like, like how this is going on. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna trick them, though. And we just hear. <laughs> 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 And I'm like, what, what the fuck? Was that in the movie? Is that the monster? It's a sex scene. It shouldn't be. <laughs> this is all true, and that's not an exaggeration. It, it, you know, it was, yeah, I, I snored. At some point, bad. we're just like, I think we should just like maybe go. Right? And, and we shouldn't wake him up. I mean, he's right now. 
You fell yeah, asleep not... in the movie theater that time. We were all watching. Uh, we were in Chicago Ted watching Ted Two, which is a garbage movie to, to, <laughs> to your credit. However, I will point out you fell asleep before it started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really tired during the all the time. Credits. Imagine yeah. a life where, like, I took like a nine dollar nap. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, hey, depending on what the movie theater was, like, how would your life seen, go? Like, could have been like twenty. How would your life go if someone just rustled your shoulders a little bit once a minute all night long? Right. You know, like you, you might not completely wake up, but you would never get it. a good night's sleep. You'd never be the best you. You'd exist in this sort of grumpy, tired, physically disabled version of you. And then I get yeah. this machine and it's like a turnaround for me. It's huge. I lost yeah, some weight. Sense. My workouts were better. Like it, it's huge. How long have you had it? Call it two and a half years. Does that sound rightish? Something like yeah. That. Yeah. My dad can't leave home without his. He, um, he was visiting a, about a month ago and, um, you know, he spent the night and the next day he went, he was, he was driving back home and he lives like three hours from me. <clears throat> he's been gone about 45 minutes, maybe an hour. And he, he calls me, he's like, Hey, uh, is my CPAP sitting on your coffee table? And I look and it's like right there next to him. Like, mm-hmm. And he's like, well, uh, I'm gonna need you to meet me halfway. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. But there's no way he can survive without that thing. It's same thing. Yeah. It's gotta have it. It's life changing. Wow. I, 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 I went away for a weekend, the you know, <clears throat> flying thing, a couple, maybe a month ago, and I didn't flying have it. Thing. Yeah, and I just, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Every day I'm just a little bit worse. You know, you degrade. Uh, wow. No, I can relate, man. I had, um, uh, I've been going through, so I guess this is when I, when y'all said, how, how, how have you been? I didn't tell mm-hmm. the complete truth. I, I, I have been going through like these, like, anxious spells like i get anxiety like really mm-hmm. bad but it's not like regular anxiety it's like i got diagnosed with um general anxiety disorder where like i kind of mm-hmm. just walk around with it <clears throat> and i didn't really know what was wrong with me i thought i thought something was wrong with my heart was what i thought because mm-hmm. I, I started getting panic attacks and it started getting more frequent and it's like i don't know if you guys have ever had a panic attack but it was like mm-hmm. it's like the worst fucking feel you feel like you're gonna die do you ever go unconscious i almost did twice um, but like the paramedics came right before that happened, and I think their presence just calms me down. Yeah, but yeah, but um, uh, that that that's what they said was about to happen to me the first time it happened because like it was, it's one of those things where I don't know if anybody's experienced to this degree, but it's like your your limbs actually like lock up like mm-hmm. to like where like you're like it was like this like and I was like I, and at that time I didn't know what it was so I was like oh mm-hmm. what the fuck is this so it's, I'm my, my and it's it's starting to creep up like the muscles are starting to tighten all the way up my arm you can feel it and I felt it on my jaw I was like oh shit I'm like slowly dying you ever seen that scene in uh the matrix where Neil has that silver shit running yeah up yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh, I'm watching it go over it's just weird as hell um but uh, so those started happening like more and more frequent and I, I didn't know it was wrong I, I um I actually went on tour for uh, my music early January before all this COVID shit hit. And uh, we we did like all like Southern states, um, a Southern tour, I mean. And so we drove from Florida to Texas and we were gonna finish. We had three cities in Texas to finish out the tour. And uh, 20 minutes outside of Houston, I get a bad one. And I it, I had never felt it cause like my arms was like feeling tingly. And I thought I was like, okay, this is for real a heart issue. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the, the emergency room and um, uh, they kept me overnight and it was the fucking greatest hospital I've ever been to in my life, dog. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, because it was me, this is how uh. they, cause like they were just like overly like happy to help with whatever. Like it was inside. I mean, I've been to mad hospitals. I've had like 14 surgeries throughout my career. Like I've been to hospitals like all the time. So I'm used to them, but like this was like 
insane. Like they woke me up in the morning and my guy was like, Hey, we're making a run for everybody uh on the floor. Like, if you want some breakfast, like, what do you want? I was like, What? Like, he's like yeah, whatever you want. I was like, nah, I'm straight, bro. But what the fuck is wrong with y'all? I even I told him, I was like, yo, this is by far the best treatment I've ever had in my life. They're like, thank you so much. We actually left. All of us like left our jobs in Methodist, which is like one of the biggest hospital centers in the world, like for mm-hmm. like cancer as as well, like in Houston. Uh, they like we left our our jobs there to come here because we feel like this is how you're supposed to treat patients. And I was like, that shit is insane. So like, if I ever die, I want to die there. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, so like, uh, yeah. So the next day, they they sent me to like a stress test, like for for the heart, echo, cardio, kick. KG or whatever, all that shit. All I did all that. They didn't find anything. And so my my last one I had was probably like a month ago. <clears throat> and I was like, Doc, bro, like so what is this shit? And so he got me in touch with a psychiatrist. And she um like we we've been talking for like a month and mm-hmm. I feel way better. Like she gave me some anxiety medicine. And I felt like yeah. I haven't rested, like just like that's why I said all that long ass story. But just like I felt like I haven't rested in so long because this shit has been on me for I guess years, but I just I just kind of likened it to life. Like this is just how it only recently was the Dude. Matrix feeling of like cramped up. So many questions. Yeah, like, like weed helps with that. <laughs> yeah, but no. See, so weed was a trigger for me, mm. and so that's what that's what started this whole shit. Was like I, I was always a smoker, but like one time I took a brownie, and and well, I the crazy shit is like we have a cook. I asked I had some homies visit from out of town, and we my 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 shorty she made a whole bunch of brownies. And we the whole weekend we was eating them and everything was fine. And the very last one I ate, I just I, I locked up. I thought I was dead. I had no. It was the weirdest shit in the world. And then and then subsequently I smoked like six times after that. And every single time I had a panic attack. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And more research I did was like some people like <clears throat> for whatever reasons like midlife they can't smoke weed anymore. It like it like changes and they. God, I hope up. that hasn't happened to me in the last couple of years. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't want it to happen. That shit is horrible because I love weed. It's amazing. So, Arian, when you were a pro football player, obviously existed in a world where people had an opinion on you, but social mm-hmm. media is different, right? Where you just, that Twitch chat exists nonstop. Your, your Facebook, your YouTube, like your music probably too. Do you think that that triggers the anxiety? Like, is it tougher to be in your current life than your life from back in the day? Um, I th- well, no, I think growing up in a sport where you're highly criticized, mm-hmm. I mean, there's like it's grown men, like, yeah, no, it's not new, so it kind of like put up uh blinders to that, or at least you you're, you become numb to the to the criticism. Um, I think th- the anxiety from football came from like external factors, not like that. They were more so. Like I remember vividly like before games, <clears throat> I used to think, like I, I used to remember feeling, like just this gut wrenching like nervousness, but not because I'm nervous of anything else, uh, but like yo, like you could get really hurt out here. Like I remember mm-hmm. thinking this shit like before every game, and I and I, I played a more physical position, so it's like I had to like deliver it or else it. it Defensemen are mean, it. huh? Defensemen are mean. Yeah, no, nah, they they brought me literally dudes twisting your ankles under piles and shit like that. So like you had to like literally like mentally prepare yourself for like fights and wars every Sunday. And so that I think that after years and years of that my whole life, I think it's just starting to like surface. And so like I, I didn't mm-hmm. not having that physical outlet 
Um, because like, I got changed. Like when <laughs> like I'm a nice chill dude, but like when the lights come on and like the adrenaline is pumping and shit, like I'm not a very nice human. And neither are the dudes that I'm playing against. So it's like, it's just like a war. I know a few fighters who do that same thing. They kind of turn this, yeah. like, you know, in the octagon, there's, yeah. there's no room for niceness in there. Yeah. You got to be dirty. Like, you gotta be, I remember, I'm a, a matter of fact, I found one of my journals. This is actually interesting. I found one of my journals I was writing <clears throat> when I was in college. And it was fascinating to read some of the thoughts that I had. But I, I took a screenshot of this because I was, it was so, like, profound to me at the time. Uh, that it said, <clears throat> it, it, I, it felt like I knew when it clicked, when how, how I knew I, it clicked. It's like me seeing when it clicked, when I knew how to be a great football player. Like I read it, like it was like a, like a the light was on moment. And I said, uh, in this game, like you have to play violent. You have to be angry. You have to play violent because nobody cares. And uh, what, what did I say? I said something like, um, uh, I'm paraphrasing it horribly. I wrote it beautifully. That's why I took a screenshot of it. But it's like, you have to like, you have to be like, in this game, that's what I said. I said, in, uh, in this game, they don't respect intellect. They don't respect anything. All they, all they respect is pain. And it was like, that, like those thoughts from like a 19, 20 year old kid. Like, it's just weird to think, like, it's just weird. Like <laughs> that, that was my thought. You ever work with new football players, you know, kids who want to get to a division one school or something? Um, there's some, there's some cats like that reach out to me and I try to give them any advice that I can. Mm. Uh, but I mean, I don't, I don't have the passion to like change the game. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't really care for football. I was thinking camps or something like, I don't even know how lucrative that is, but sometimes football players do that. Okay. I mean, I mean, it's, it's money, but it's not nothing that's going to make me get up out of my house. Like maybe a girl's camp or something like that. A girl's football camp. Yeah. Maybe I'm just I'm just not into that. Fo- I'm just not into football like that. So oh, I'm not into football either. It's <laughs> Dude, anxiety attacks. Is that a driving problem? Like, like I, that's that's one of the. As you were telling me about the Matrix and the Silver, I was like, what if that happens mm-hmm. behind the wheel? Is that or do you feel like that not a risk? No, people people go through them. Like people, um, one of my good friends actually, <clears throat> uh, his name is Ross Bolin. He has a pretty popular podcast too. He um. Uh, he reached out <clears throat> when I started kind of publicly talking about panic attacks like a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I go through it a lot. And he was like, I've been through this journey. And so uh, during this last little stint, it it just had gotten to the point where it was like every single day. It was bo- like I couldn't, there, it, it bothered me every day. And it wasn't something that I could just put in the wayside. I had to address whatever was the underlying issues or however we get better. <clears throat> And uh, he was telling me like like sometimes like he'll he'll have the attacks and he'll have to pull over on the side of the road and call an ambulance because it's that it, it's that debilitating to where you feel like there's nothing I can't I can't take this shit like whatever this is like I need I need help and it's just it's just a, and no matter how much you try to convince yourself it's a panic attack it doesn't it doesn't matter like it's just your your brain tells you like this a panic attack and so of course you're not going to be able to like talk yourself through it. Yeah, I mean, some of them you can honestly. Some of them you can you can be like, it's it's gonna pass, it's gonna pass, and you have to like continue to tell yourself it's gonna pass. But then sometimes it's like, nah, bro, this one's not gonna pass. We're gonna die right here. <laughs> <laughs> I usually go. Uh, I I have them pretty regularly, probably twice a year. Um, which which is pretty regular for something that makes me go unconscious and collapse on the floor. Uh, it feels like it is anyway. But it's in real uh, stressful situations. Like I would never just randomly have one. Um, it's always been like. 
just some real heavy shits going on. And, uh, and I would have one. I had one when I got arrested, uh, you know, for the marijuana thing. I had one then. Uh, blacked out during that. Um, but I have – sometimes I can stay awake, especially if I can get some cold water and throw it in my face. That always helps. Mm-hmm. Like if I can throw cold <clears throat> water in my face, that will kind of snap me right out of it. But um, I've definitely like completely blacked out and fallen on concrete before. And like you are it's not like when you trip and fall and you get your hands out or you can fall in a certain way. I just like felt like a tree getting chopped down. So I like wake up and my elbows are all scraped the fuck up. And I'm like, yeah, it's bad. Do people understand it or lack empathy or like, I, I felt like I basically I'm saying is I think three years ago, I didn't understand it. Like I didn't. Yeah. I felt like I it, did. I felt like it was a fear response when it's almost something different than that. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's your brain not handling f- uh, <clears throat> fight flight correctly. Um, and uh, and just triggering so, uh, like a, just a huge adrenaline dump, and then yep. your body reacting to that. Yep. So um, yeah, it's it's not it's often you know it, it'll be like an argument. Like I've got into arguments with people, and it happened, and, and not even with a man. Like I've got an argument with like a woman before, and just get so fucking like stressed out. out and fucking worked up that the next thing I know, every it's like if you stand up too quickly and you kind of get like a brownout. Yeah. Everything everything starts closing in, closing in, closing in extremities going literally numb like you've been sitting laying on your hands and feet and just gotta start hyperventilating have to sit down and if i don't get cold water in my face i'm going out so that's like the the trigger does the trigger sit on top of something like a baseline life troubleness you know like like i've had times in my life where i was wealthy and times in my life where i was really pretty poor um there's some stress in not having any money you know, or, or feeling like your net worth is lower than it was a few years ago. Like, that's a problem. Um, like, is that the kind of anxiety that takes you 80% of the way there? Then you're liable to be triggered? Not for me. Not for me. It may be for some people, but but for me, it's it's huge moments. It's like dealing with fucking law enforcement and, you know, getting arrested. That was a big one. Are they all um, interpersonal conflicts where it happens? Like with another person, something happened you really hate? Not like, oh, my God, am I going to pay the whatever? Oh yeah, it's never it's never like like oh no the cable bill's big. It's like uh, one time <laughs> like like I didn't know they were charging me by the show. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Hulu? I bundled. I swear I bundled. <laughs> um, like like I remember I got in, I had one in high school where like um just getting a, got in a shouting match with a guy who was definitely gonna beat the shit out of me if uh, if he wanted to, but I you know I didn't want to be a bitch, so I was just you know screaming at him like well do it do it do it and like whole time I'm melting down on the inside. Like literally I'm feeling the panic attack coming and I'm like, if he don't knock me out, I'm going to knock myself out. And about, I, 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 there's like a timer ticking down in my brain. I'm like, I got about 40 seconds of consciousness here. And he actually walked away. I'm sure not because he was afraid of me just because he didn't want to like get in any more trouble. Did you just he, see he's standing there sweating bullets going away? <laughs> he probably thought I was very ill. <laughs> he didn't touch anything. But I just went to the bathroom and like sat, like flipped the to- toilet seat down and like sat on it and just cold mm. sweat, just like barely conscious in the bathroom for like 10 minutes, trying to pull myself back together from that one. But there's been a few where I just went completely unconscious, hit the fucking ground. Those like when I feel it coming now, I'm <clears> smart <throat> enough to like find a couch. Do you always see it coming? I've thought I've definitely thought in the past that like I've had a panic attack with like I have like a, like a moment of like intense worry and anxiety and like and then i heard about like kyle and arian and people who really get them and it's like oh no like i've never thought i was gonna pass out like i'll just like maybe start like breathing faster and really really be worried but 
Yeah, but they, I mean, it's, it's it's part of them. Like, and that's what I learned is like it's a spectrum. So it's like uh, it not, is. And so and so you got to kind of find where you're at and deal with those. And so like mine have never been like big moments like like I was like mine is never like like big moments don't bother me. And I mean they bother me, but it's not like that's not what triggers them. Yeah. My my daughter says hi. <laughs> Hello. Um, mine mine are more so. Uh, I mean, I, I I still don't know. We're still working through the process of why it's happening, but mine is just like an everyday occurrence where it's like it's mild. And then like I like I was watching um John Wick two. Mm-hmm. I was watching John Wick two, and all of a sudden you feel that adrenaline rush. It's like a you could feel the chemicals go boom, and all of a sudden heart goes to one twenty, one thirty, and you're just sitting there. And then wow. you feel like somebody's pressing on your chest, can't breathe, palms get sweaty. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? You got to try to calm yourself down. And it's just like the best debilitating. It's like, it's just a same question. Oh, I had here. another panic attack. I had another panic attack during pre-sentencing when they're like listing the charges and the potential <laughs> maximum sentences. Cause like, um, what I eventually I laughed at you, bro, but it's funny. <laughs> no, it's funny. Laugh. It's funny. It's... <laughs> Kyle's but, laughed about it many times. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's it's fucking hilarious. I know it is. So like, I pled to like possession with intent to distribute, but they were trying to hit me with a bunch of nonsense. Like like I had a firearm that had been like seracoded, like painted, and uh, it made it a little difficult to read the serial numbers. So they were trying to hit me with this federal uh, charge of um, destroying serial numbers on firearms, and it's like. I didn't even paint the fucking gun like a professional like painter painted this gun and look you can read them you just gotta like you know get the squint light a like, little bit squint a little bit like like scratch it with your fingernail you, we can figure this out i didn't destroy <laughs> anything it's right there uh but it's a 10-year minute uh minimum uh sentence federal prison and so like that plus like some of the other nonsense they were trying to hit me with was going to add up to, like 18 years so like we're sitting there, well, I'm standing there as they read out all these charges, and I don't understand how the court system works. For all I know, like like the deal is off. We're hitting you with all of it. <laughs> like, like, like the judge might even be like, you know what he sees? He looks guilty. Look at him. He's sweating. Guilty. Twenty years. You know what? Twenty five. Because he just sent a Mexican guy away for eighty years. Like I watched him do it. Jeez. And uh, and so they're listing all those fucking charges, and uh, and I I I, I, I lean toward my lawyer and whisper. I'm like. <clears throat> I'm going to hit the floor in definitely less than 90 seconds, but probably less than 60. I'm hitting the fucking floor. So figure that one out for me. How about it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get paid for. And he's like, can we get a chair? For passing out. <laughs> can, we get a, can we get a chair? Uh, he, he explains my condition. He's, he's like, he's got diagnosed PTSD. He has panic attacks. Can we get this man a chair? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Get him, get him a fucking chair. They, they brought me a fucking chair. So now I'm sitting there. Now I look super guilty. <laughs> right? They just list the charges and I'm fainting. And uh, yeah, it did not oh look good. Oh my God. What a horror. I don't even want to think about putting myself in that position because that would be so scary. Because you're not yeah. like, a, you're not an attorney. You are just sitting there like yeah. 10 years for this, 30 years for this. And in your head, you're like adding up like... <sighs> I don't know how many years I have left, but it's not this many. Like, yeah. 58. Yeah. At a certain point, I kill myself, right? Like, I'm not going away for 20 years. I'm not. I'm going to kill myself. I just am. I'm not doing 20 years. Man, all that so, for a half ounce of weed, though? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Just Aaron, so kids. I have the same question for you. That like, it, just Do you feel there. like life's pressure takes you halfway to an anxiety attack? Like, you know, you've got some Steven Jackson judgment headed against you right now, and and you're like, fuck, you know, it, it, all it takes is John Wick to push you over the edge? No, like, and that's no. the thing. I'm, I'm an everyday, like, regular, like, 
happy-go-lucky, nothing bothers me type dude. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think how I've dealt, like, so if like a woman that I love in my life, if she cries, like my mother or, you know, my my ex-lady, if she cries, like my first gut reaction is to laugh. Like, and that sounds horrible, but it's over my life and the trauma that I felt, Mm-hmm. Like that's how I that's how I respond to to pain. It's just yeah, laugh. me too. Laugh yeah, things. I laugh. Mm-hmm. And so it's everything very inappropriate at times. It, it's that's super that's unusual. Lots of people. Yeah. So I had to explain. I had to explain to my my ex uh, one time because she started crying. I was like, oh man, <laughs> like that. <type laughs> and she was like, and that that's so disrespectful. And I'm like, listen, like it's not you. It's just that's how I that's how I compartmentalize what's going on. And I think over the years of me doing that, like pain after pain after pain, that it's just me pushing shit down. Mm-hmm. And and maybe I had just haven't learned how to deal with the shit that I've actually gone through. Because like when I was talking to like my psych, uh, psychiatrist, and I'm a lot more open about this type of shit than I used to be in the past. Like I, in the past, I just avoided this whole conversation. That's good. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> it's healthy to talk about this shit. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so I was talking to my psychiatrist and I was, you know, as, as we're talking, like all these memories of like my childhood are popping up that I know about, but I just don't, they're just not there in my everyday life. But like, I've never really like explored them. Like, how did it make me feel like that type of shit? And so as we're digging into my childhood, a lot of more of that shit is starting to pop up. And maybe that's helping. I know in this last month, I've I felt a lot better than I have. I still get them and it's still, the presence mm. is still there. But I think this is just, just going to be a process. Yeah. And, I uh, you know. I had court mandated um, like drug counseling. And uh, so they sent me to a psychiatrist and she was like, I explained the situation. She's like, well, that's bullshit, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you agree. Uh, I was like, I don't have a fucking drug problem. I just like smoking weed. Um, you know, I, I, I like, I like, I like doing some, I like, I like doing dabs, you know, like, like, like eating, 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 eating fucking, uh, brownies, smoking Bro, dabs, dabs flour. I like, ro- I like rolling artistic <laughs> joints. Um, you know, like, like, like I, it's a whole, it's, it's, it, it, it's a hobby for me. I enjoy it, it's but, a hobby. <laughs> but I haven't smoked in six months or whatever it was at the time. I don't have any withdrawals. Like, like I'm not shaking. I don't have the fucking shakes. Like, like I want some you weed, but I don't. The pot shivers. You didn't get. I that. don't have the pot shivers. <laughs> yeah. All right. And, and she's like, yeah, of course not. Marijuana is only addictive for like one percent of the people on the fucking planet. But you have PTSD. You want to work on that? And I'm like, oh yeah, let's do that. And I feel <laughs> so like like just doing talk therapy and doing uh, this form of hypnotism that she was into was super fucking effective. Like, like that's, doing, that's really doing this, like, that's really dope of her. Yeah, she was a she was great. Uh, I think she wanted me to fuck her uh, with her uh, <laughs> with her husband uh, there. I think I think they were into that. Um, the cuck hold, or whatever. What's up, Debbie? <laughs> <laughs> if you were if if you hadn't been fifty eight, I'd have been down. You know what would have been funny that's is actually, if you think it's a cuckold. Right <laughs> you think it's a cuckold scenario, but it's a threesome scenario when you. I think it's, I, 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 <laughs> one or the other. I couldn't tell, but you know. MMF, not the same as MFM, but yeah, don't get that confused, boys and girls. <laughs> MMF. You guys told me that I did not know. That's a good life tip. I'm out the loop. Oh, what you figured it? it out. So no, male. Female. Whoa! All right, that kind of party. <laughs> hey, Ma- uh, tell Arian, or male, Arian. female, male is the threesome you're probably thinking of, Arian. But when Nelson. the two M's are next to each other, MMF, that's a buy thing. M- male, yeah. male, female. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Male, so that- male, female means there's going to be male, male contact and male, female contact. So like, 
you're gonna be blowing him while you fuck her or something like that potentially that you know the pieces all fit together in lots need of different a PSA ways. about this this is confusing yeah yeah I but male female there. male means the girl is between the two boys male male female really anything goes God, and so like if you're soliciting things online this is important it's an important search string in porn get what you want all right yeah, yeah how about like m f f f m you need a lot of separation lot of in there going i've on. never yeah, no. I've never There's heard of that. There's human centipeding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I, my go-to when I search porn is uh, mature, actually. So mature. you mentioned that last time. You don't like Debbie? Still your jam. Yeah, you. <laughs> so like Debbie. Debbie, Debbie might have got it, dog. I don't Debbie know. looked like she did Pilates <laughs> or something. She was she was put together pretty well. Nice. I like all the women. I still got, got, got a cool, card man, with it. How old no. is older for you at this point? Old enough uh, that there's no three. fifth kid. So yeah, you gotta have five kids or above. No, so, I think forties uh, and fifties is must be. Uh, okay. I guess when I get forties and fifties, I, I don't see me not being into forties and fifties. It just is what it is. But like, I don't like. I remember like so. I'm recently single. Um, remember this oh, girl hits me up. She's nice looking. Thank you, brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this this girl hits me up, and she and then we were kind of talking through the dms and um so i asked her like so how old are you she's like oh i'm 20 i'm like oh no i gotta, I gotta go she's like what do you mean i'm I'm legal i'm like yeah but that's 13 years now. I'm, how I'm old's straight. your mom <laughs> yeah, yeah right I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll holler at your moms but now nah, i can't like younger girl like, even like 25 24 like any tw- like 25 or younger it's just not appealing to me for some reason i don't mm. know why that is. I don't, well, let's I don't let's explore that because I'm really curious. Like, is it the I, I conversation? Is it their favorite activities? Is it like do they just feel I mean, dumb? I mean, I don't want to. That's that's a bit arrogant. I'm not like that. I mean, I, I just find that like older women. I guess they do hold a little bit better conversations. Um, there's not a lot of games being involved. Like, so it's like when you talk to younger women, like you have to like play that game that that. Mm-hmm. Do, do I have to wine and dine you, or I have to like pretend that I like you like that, or like is there a possibility of a future? Like, like that's not what this is. I'm just enjoying my day. And <laughs> if you want to be a part of that enjoyment, then we're good. But if not, like, <laughs> yeah. it is what it is. You know, one way in which I think women improve this general statement, but they self entertain <laughs> a little better, right? In my observation and life experience, eighteen year olds, twenty year olds. They're following you. They're hangers on who are you're like, what are we going to do today? What should we do? Entertain me. Like you're, you're yeah. a 47 year old. That's my wife can occupy herself for some period of time. Mm-hmm. It's like a puppy becoming an adult dog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that's I mean, exactly what I was going to say. That's the yeah. phrasing I've been looking <laughs> yeah. for that it, whole it's time. It's like a puppy becoming an old dog and really liking supernatural now. So you don't have to <laughs> hang around with her so much. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you're not going to believe this. 22 yeah. episodes a season. 12 seasons. <laughs> I'll see you next year. <laughs> Yo, that's another thing um, not related to this that randomly like through this whole anxiety episodic stint I'm in, I got really into like <laughs> trash ass reality TV shows. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, and one? like, um, let's see. So, uh, 60 days in, that. 60 days in. <laughs> no, I didn't see that one. I didn't uh, see that one. Uh, it was in my search bar. Um, Temptation Island. I watched both seasons oh, of shit. Temptation Island. Really <laughs> trash. It's all trash, but it's really good, right? And then um, 
uh, I think I went on a, just an island thing. So I went to the Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> you watch that and you take away the man. It's the island. That's the linchpin here. <laughs> I think I'm watch Survivor next time. <laughs> so you're watching Lost. You're like, you know, nobody's winning anything, but I, I'm digging the island thing. But that guy's clearly stealing the food. <laughs> now that I think about it, I even I tried to watch another one that um where they like they spawn on an island and they like wake up and nobody knows who each other like they don't know yeah. who they. Oh, I forget what, what which one that is. Oh, shit, I can't think of it either. I, I'm aware of it. Was pretty, it was pretty good. Uh, it kind of got kind of corny towards the end, but it was, it was a good show. But there was an island. Uh, <laughs> Castaway is a good no, but um, yeah. it wasn't Lost, bro. That's not it. Were they wait? Movie back? The Island with Sean Bean. No, this is a this is a fictional thing. Um, do you like the lost, survival? Right? Good point. Well, a yeah. Lost is real. I mean, oh uh, no, Lost is. I, I I thought you meant Survivor. Yeah, or I heard Survivor, <laughs> but you obviously said Lost. Do you like any of those um like survival type shows, like where they send them out in the wilderness? Yeah, so I, I I've seen pretty much all of the um naked, naked and afraid. afraid. Yeah, yep. that's a, it's a new one coming. And love it. Oh, oh, I loved them. And so the, I, I even watched the XXL one where they do 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, and I thought so, they were going to do fat people. That's what I was thinking also. And I was like, That'd this so is actually better? way less. This is not fair. No, for the I watched movie. that too. Dude, I love Naked and Afraid. I may have seen them all. Arian, you're on Naked and Afraid. Choose your environment. Oh, man. Okay, right? Definitely, definitely not the swamps. I'm right. Not no, uh, I'm not fucking with Africa. I'm not fucking with no, no lions. Fuck no. Okay. Uh, I think, I think I would have to go with um, that Amazon, Ooh, like some kind of god. Yeah. Lots of big bugs. Though. I am not agreeing. I mean, yeah. Everywhere is my number know? one concern. <laughs> number one concern for me, bugs. Nothing yeah. you can really do about it. Number two is the sun because I'm pale as fuck and I burn. I'm sure. Right. So, but see, so, this why I, don't, I don't understand why people don't like go to like the ditch bank, grab the mud, and put it on your shoulders, like put it on your face. Like, yeah, they should. That, That's what animals do. They don't, ever, they don't ever do it. I don't understand. This mud really smells awful, you know? <laughs> and the flies love it. <laughs> SPF. Am I protecting from that too? What are SPF I shit, I think. It's, it's, that's yeah, no. I, desert's actually well, well, my scene. It, it, so, based on my watching of the show, I, well, the desert people do well. I would have thought desert was terrible, just like you did. And I worry about the sun like Kyle, but they find some shit. Please, Arab Americans. <laughs> Wait, what did I say? <laughs> oh, oh no, oh, desert people. Yeah, no, but I bet the people in the desert—they're not even Arabs. Anyway, uh, the the show—that's like legit Africa. Like the show contestants in the desert do well, is what I'm trying to say. And uh, um, the bugs, like the Amazon, I would have thought Amazon is a place where you just build a hammock and pick all the bananas that practically drop in your lap. No, mm. no. They get eaten by bugs, and there is no way to combat that, right? You, you right. can't Fire. swat off bugs. They Smoke. they don't succeed so Smoke. well. So I'm doing rainforest. They never seem to get the fire going in the rainforest. That's, everything's wet and rotten, yeah. Everything's wet and rotten, and whatever fire-starting techniques they have, they, get, they work in the desert, but they don't work in the rainforest. Yeah. Uh, the I always wanted deciduous... I'm sorry to interrupt you, if you but fine. I just want to throw in there, like, my pick would be like a deciduous forest, kind of like like Georgia, like like where we went. Like like all right, bugs are a thing, but firewood is plentiful. There is fucking shade, and despite what happened to us, you give me a month and I'd have found some food. All right? <laughs> the, 
the cookie man will, will show up maybe <laughs> and we did the survival trip the muffin in, man. The, in the georgia wilderness and like we're fucking starving dude like like we, we brought 22 rifles and we were trying to kill squirrels how long had and, it been and cook squirrels it i don't know three days okay. and uh and uh, we're trying to kill but we're being active you know it's it's three days of like hiking and, yeah. and like like building our little like like chopping like it might have been day two it, it might have been day one. In any case, <laughs> um, I'm I'm out looking for squirrels, and this and we're in like this wilderness park area, and a guy pulls by in a truck because there's like dirt roads back there, and it's very odd to see another human being out there. So I'm just like, hey, hey, and he's like, hey, how's it going? Um, I'm the Muffin Man, and uh, I, like like basically he, his his thing was his family, him and his wife owned a bakery in the town that was like 20 miles away. And they would go out there and give away the expired bait goods to campers. And I was just like, he's literally, I'm, I'm, I'm super fucking hungry. I'm looking for a rodent to kill and eat. And this <laughs> man showed up with cookies and muffins asking me if I wanted some. And I was just like, this counts as foraging, motherfuckers. Yes. This counts as foraging. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please. I, and he had like, it was like when you go to the grocery store and they have those like paper boxes of cookies with like the the, the clear plastic on top and you like mm. open it up like a donut box he had those full of m&m cookies and he's just giving them away i come yes. back to the camp <laughs> it was it was i don't know how we'd have made it without those cookies and we didn't find any food there was no other food to be found and uh, at first at first, I didn't believe Kyle that he had just met a muffin man in the woods. Oh, you wouldn't believe it! Like such a oh lot. no, I didn't go to a bakery and pick all these up. Like, no, and I'm like, sure you didn't, sure you didn't. But that sounds like some bullshit, though. Right? No, but but here's what happened. I I'm like, like, you, like you killed a family or something. <laughs> I'm suspicious of the story. Now we had a cameraman. Now the cameraman had food. He wasn't part of the survival thing, and he's like, no, he's telling the truth. I met the muffin man too. I turned down the muffins and it's like, you bitch, you, the guy with food <laughs> turns down the muffins, but the rest of us. Yeah. So, so I'm glad Kyle brought the, the muffins I, and I, cookies I, back. I, there's, there was no circumstance in which I, in which I was going to be like, <laughs> no, thank you, sir. I haven't eaten 48 hours and I've been hiking for two days straight. And I slept in a hammock last night while bugs ate me, but no M&M cookies for me. <laughs> The fans might not like it. <laughs> That's actually what's interesting to me. Like when when those people for like either twenty one days or, or forty days when they when they finish their little stint in the forest, like they have like this table full of junk food for mm. them. And I don't understand that though. Like why why would you not like give them like good food? Because to like help. Craving. But like your body like because I th- like, I think initially like fasting is actually good for the body like it in is. stint. So but like when when you come off of fasting like you should introduce your body to like good nutrients in order to like reset some of the systems yeah. like there was like doritos and like it's like because like um when you've been starving like that your body really starts craving super high caloric concentrated foods like things mm-hmm. with lots of fat in them and lots of sugar in them and it knows what those <laughs> things are from like i don't know stomach memory like like when i was in prison i was craving like i don't say i was craving fajitas but more than that i just wanted sugar I wanted sugar so bad. I wanted so I wanted like cakes and cookies and ice cream and bullshit like that. But I, I think that's it. I remember one time my favorite thing that Survivor ever did. They could never get away with this nowadays. But they had there's maybe eight, ten of them left, and they had them out in the ocean, standing on like poles that were jutting out of the water, just big enough for a person to stand on top of. And Jeff Probst, you know the the, the host of the show. 
he's on like a little barge that's like floated out there, like sitting all pretty, you know, all comfortable. And the last person left standing on one of these poles gets immunity. They can't be voted off that night. So it's a big fucking deal. And he starts tempting them with like treats. And, uh, you know, if, if you'll, uh, and, and then it changed at first you might think he said, all right, if you jump off, you get five Oreos. And then, and I think somebody might've jumped, but then later on he was like, you know what? Uh, if you take your tops off, I'll give you five Oreos and some peanut butter. And like, <laughs> he literally said this and it was like, what? I mean, I mean, I'm down, but what? <laughs> and the girls look at each other. There's like two hot girls left who are even hotter now because they've been starved for like three weeks. And <laughs> they look like MMA fighters, like, like on the, on the way in day. Right. They're, oh, you hush up, Aaron. You know, he's right. <laughs> but it's, it's, they're look, they're, they're way hotter now that they're starved. Yeah, they're looking fit. They're looking what do you gone. type? What do you type in on the porn thing? Anorexia, non consent. Don't judge. I like bulimia better. Those girls have throat control. So, <laughs> so they're all gaunt. They're they're like cheeks are hollowed out, and they're already hot chicks because they picked them for you know the biggest reality show in the world. And the girls look at each other like, how about? We both get topless and we split those Oreos and peanut butter. And 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 like Jeff is like, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, both of you. And maybe uh yeah, that'll work. And so they both just get fucking topless right there. They may have taken their bottoms off. They may have got completely fucking butt naked right there in front of the dudes and everything, and just like titties are out. And then they jumped in the water, swam over, and ate peanut butters and Oreo topless. And it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in a reality show. The host's finger stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. That could have been recent. That had to have been like oh, 10 years ago. Yeah, because that's that's Can't, not where we're at. They got the me too hard right there by <laughs> yeah. Jeff Probst. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> we're not there anymore. He, he let <laughs> survivor go to his head. <laughs> He's, you know, I forget yeah. the whole Guys keep standing. Women, you come to the beach and just start making out. I'm going to go order some. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some Italian. <laughs> I, I have some chunky peanut butter. On my cock. <laughs> all you can eat, ladies. All you can eat. Jump off that stick onto yeah. a new one. Yeah, yeah, he did that shit. It was ridiculous. That's uh, okay, so for survival, so you got, so I don't know if I ever watched 40 Days and 40 Nights or um, Regular Naked and Afraid. Each person you, you, like, you get, like, you get coupled up and you can only take one survival item. You can, you can only pick one. So what is what is y'all's? What would you pick? Like one survival item? Oh, it depends on the environment too. They all get a satchel, <clears> right? Like uh, no, oh no, okay. Oh yeah, the satchel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I think you got to have a knife. I think, but really, knife. I think that'd be a knife. Knife, knife is good. I mean, that knife's makes sense. a popular the, the satchels. One. What they use to carry the mic in is what I what I really realized. It's the battery pack. But I mean, you they oh. use it to do stuff. But it's like they carry it, and then they give them those necklaces. Everybody has those necklaces. That's where the mic is. It took me like two seasons to figure that shit out. That's cool though. Yeah, I um. <laughs> oftentimes they turn the satchel into clothes. They'll turn it into some sort yeah. of modesty garment or. What I don't understand is like why I would fuck that satchel like. You would fuck the satchel, huh? <laughs> I would say, I would say. Oh, it's chafing so bad. <laughs> Why are these have to be burlap? Fill it with coconut water. <laughs> nah, I would say fuck that satchel and like put, uh, like tie it around my feet somehow. Cause like that's, that, that'd Jeez. be a big obstacle. Dudes don't like, they're, they're like tiptoeing around the whole show. Depends on the obstacle. Like, getting... like if you're on the beach, maybe not. Maybe you got some other priority. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I would that'd be like head. I would wrap it around my head because that shit would be hot. Like, yeah. You I just, just don't the water, throw it on your head. That'd be nice. All right. So, so the so for this scenario, uh, Taylor, we're in we're we're in the Amazon. You're still okay. getting cut off. Okay. Oh, it's okay. It didn't fix. Oh my bad. I cut him off. No, 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 go for it. No, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a tech, it's a tech thing. It's, it's a, a Discord weird. thing. Oh, for does. some reason, like Kyle and I can talk at the same time, but no one in Taylor can talk at the same time, and he always loses. And we tried something new to fix it, but it's not fixed. It's not a settings thing. No big deal. But Naya, yeah. go with what you're saying. Okay, so in this scenario, we're in the Amazon, and you can only bring one survival item. What was everybody bringing? I'm bringing my knife. I gotta have the knife because I figure like. With the knife, I can do some other stuff. Like, even if I brought a fire starter, I think I'm going to have a hard pr- time with the tender, and I'm going to have nothing. But maybe with the knife, you know, I could cut some vines if I want to try to make myself some kind of bullshit hammock. I could, like, cut some wood if I do find wood to make some sort of fire. Um, and maybe I could do that, like, thing they do with the uh, the bow and the, the, the like, post where they oh, yeah. no, do, like, yeah. a friction fire. Like, mm-hmm. like I've, I've tried that before and failed terribly. Um, I've made plenty of fires with flint and steel, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, if the knife, you know, I have had knives that had the flint, uh, attached to the, the base of them. So you could like a striker that you can hit with the blade. It seems che- like cheating. I'll admit. Um, but with the knife, the knife does everything. If I could get a two for one, I'd go for that. If I could only have one, I mean, cause your partner gets to bring one too. I would bring sure. the fire starter and hope that she brought a cup Maybe something a steel cup or whatever. Hot, yeah, a pot, pot is yeah. Because um, it, it it turns out carrying things with more than just your fingers, like that's a big thing. When all the all yeah. the nuts and berries and such, like having a pot, it's really helpful. I guess the burlap sack helps. Um, and uh, the fire turns inedible things into edible things. Like there are all sorts of mm-hmm. meats that are only safe <clears throat> after you cook them. There's mm-hmm. water that's only safe after you heat water, it. Water, yeah, you know. So I like the flint a lot. And the, if I could pick two, I'd add a cup. And I'm a knife guy, but it it just doesn't. It might be my third favorite. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, I can often I, I I haven't tried it actually, but I suspect I could sharpen a rock into something cutish, you know, angled ish enough to like cut twine or something. You think there'd be mm. any benefits like a hatchet over the knife, Kyle? No. Mm. No, because you lose some of the the stuff that the knife can do, but you really don't gain much because you can. With a good legit knife, like like one of those Rambo type knives that those SOG knives that we took, those big boys, um, you can really chop. You can chop down trees that are like this, and you're never going to be chopping down like big trees anyway. Yeah, just get an enormous knife then, and hope that your partner brings a pot. That's got to be the best one. They you just give yeah. up on the fire right away. Yeah, I think I think knife and pot are top two for sure. Okay, yeah, starting a fire without a fire starter is super tricky. Super tricky. Like like yeah. that would be that. Would, You'd want to try to get that skill um, beforehand. down beforehand. Um, there were, there have been people on the show who have that skill down, and then they're like, oh, you know, I thought I was good, but it turns out I always do this in Yosemite where there's a ton of dry wood and it's basically a desert. And, you know, I take this same skill to the Amazon and I can't start fires anymore. Yeah, so. if you don't have tender, you're fucked. You know, it, it, yeah. it, like, like there's so much tender in Georgia, for example. Like, like there's trees that just give off like that dry Spanish moss is that Spanish moss is great. That's Southern yeah. Georgia. Um, bird nests. Bird nests would be good. Um, or if you bring yourself some drier lint with you, like I did, that'll really get the thing going. 
dryer lint yeah you know you clean out the lint trap of your dryer that, yeah. that stuff's amazing for like, what if you just really packed your belly button with it claiming it was your normal condition <laughs> and went I'm, on the show <laughs> that works i mean maybe nah. i fill my whole prison pocket up with a few items right <laughs> you know they're like kyle has a whole kitchenette over there <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, the, the knife is kind of sticking out. Is that normal? <laughs> where, where did he keep the cutting board? Is what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> got an instant pot. Got a whole cheese plate going over there. I'm, sweat I'm sweating bullets. <laughs> Guys, is that a whole salami? I really prioritized the pot, and this is hard on me. <laughs> Can we get started? <laughs> what was the dumbest thing anybody ever brought on that show? Mm. Oh, um, that you can remember. So I bet people bring some really retarded I, shit. Yeah, and no, I think I think one time a dude brought um <clears throat> fish uh fishing line. Did he bring like the a fishing kit with a hook and a you know? Mm -mm. Oh, one lady brought duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. So I Googled Bro, a, this. A, a big ass roll of duct tape. So I'm not very familiar with the show, but I Googled <clears throat> your question. Apparently in season one, this guy named Clint brought some goggles. <laughs> I remember the show. I remember he was, that one. Because he, it was it was like an island. They were on they were on an island. And he uh, didn't want to swim in the ocean without goggles. <laughs> the, so the part the partner, I remember the partner saw that and they were like, The fuck? I'm a, I'm gonna trust you, but you, you gotta get these fish, man. If you, this is what you brought, <laughs> they were pissed off. <laughs> He didn't get any. Aquaman under there, or <laughs> yeah. I'm going to murder you on this it's, island. It's fun to see the different skill sets on that show, Naked and Afraid. I saw yeah. one, and uh, they show up, and there's a guy there, and the guy's muscled. So <clears throat> if, if you're wired like me, like your initial impression is like, oh, fuck, this is a formidable human, right? He's going to be helpful. And it's like an island environment. And the girl, she's hot. Which, you know, is fine and everything, but this is a survival uh, you know, problem here. And it, it, she's not ranking. Initially, my slide whistle's going out for her. Anyway, the guy can't deal with sun at all. He gets yeah. wildly burnt to the point he's pretty much a disabled person who needs to go in the shade and heal for days. And the girl, initially, she's like weaving together clothing out of leaves. And you're like, mm -hmm. this is some <laughs> horse shit here. Like, we got to get clean water. Anyway, she comes through big. She's making the dude sombreros and things, and and like she saved the day with that weaving skill. And oh, this uh, cock ring is incredible, honey. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that other lady would have been taping leaves to him with the duct tape. <laughs> yeah, Did duct you see tape. that one, Aaron? Do you know the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was on. It was on a beach. They were on a beach, mm -hmm. and he was like big as hell, and he was like he was kind of confident at first. Yes, and which made the me issue confident was, in him. Yeah, the issue was like she was like. Like you're exerting too much energy on the first day, and he was out there cutting some big ass log. Like, and he spent all day in the sun, ended up burning his ass, and he couldn't move for like a day or two. Somebody brought a magnifying glass. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> but that's not just a sex toy; it's I a fire starter. Up, yeah, they and, and they were pissed. It took it took them like three or four days to start the fire or something like that. But they were like the, the other person was pissed because I was like, "Dog, this is what you brought, and you didn't you didn't even practice." One yeah. guy brought a slingshot. <laughs> And then I think, yeah. they brought him, I think they brought that same guy guy back for like the XL version of the show. Yeah, yeah. And so he brought a blowgun the second time around. Yeah. He was so he was Bruh. so dedicated to try to kill something. Did you get anything to do with either of those things? Say it, start over again, Taylor, not. please. I was saying, did he kill anything with either of those? 
Not the slingshot, no. It was funny seeing him try, though. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He was literally out here in the forest trying to do this shit. I was like, bro, I grew what is up with slingshots and blowguns trying to kill shit? No. There was, um, no. There was a swamp environment one I saw, which was pretty neat. Now, this guy had a knack for getting food, and he would kill <clears> these <throat> snakes that must have weighed 40 pounds and been 12 feet long. Yeah. And, and just... I don't know. He just wreck them, and the hard part was finding the snakes. But if you if you, if he got eyesight on a snake, he would he would bring back enough food for both of them to eat well. And I read about like a behind the scenes type thing. They didn't like give him the snake or help him kill the snake or anything. But if the crew spotted it, or maybe they were small alligators or something, whatever it was, yeah. If the crew spotted it, they'd be like, "Yo, hey, I don't know, Lewis, Cayman." Cayman. Was it Cayman? Oh, yeah. they'd be like, "Yeah, there's 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 a Cayman, you know, 150 feet that way." And he so dead. I brought up the the survival show thing because there's a new one coming out uh, with my favorite uh, survivalist, Les Stroud, because he's the legit guy. You know, he's he's the survivor man. He'd go out there by himself, completely alone, film everything himself. Unlike Bear Grylls, who had a camera crew and a lot of fake shit. Hotel going rooms. On. Hotel rooms, fake setups, making things more dangerous than they needed to be, or at least look more dangerous than they needed to be. It was There was a lot of bullshit going on. I, I found it entertaining, but Lestrade was the legit guy. The only thing a little mm. crazy about him is he believes in Bigfoot and believes he once saw Bigfoot. That's the only crazy thing about that man. Anyway, he's doing a new survival show that's a competition. He's taking NHL players. What? Yeah. I thought you two would have particularly liked Taylor, this. Yeah. He's, I woke up for that too. They br- He's taking NHL players out in the goddamn NHL wilderness. players, maybe. Um, There's no way teams are going to be cool with yeah. like, oh yeah, dude, you you bring a lot of put a lot of asses in the arena. Go eat bugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, here's the here's the link to it. It's a YouTube trailer for it. So we, so I oh, we probably you know I know how that goes, but uh, it looks like it's Les Stroud Survival Challenge, and um, and the opening moments he says. Les takes a group of NHL hockey players, doesn't say former, out to the wilderness to see if they have what it takes to survive. Um, Wait, is that Phil Kessel? <laughs> no, that can't be. Are you at like 33 seconds? Like 18. Oh, these guys are X players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought, um, they don't look old to me. Huh. I'm sure they're still in great shape. Yeah. Was it... <clears throat> That's- I watched a thing with Les Stroud the other day, and he was in uh, on Kodiak Island, uh, which is an island just south of mainland uh, uh, Alaska. It's where they have these Kodiak bears, which are like a, a, an offset breed of brown bear that are like the biggest bears in the world, essentially. They're gargantuan. They just eat salmon all day, every day, and get fucking huge. And he was 20 feet away from them. Like, he's just walking up to them with a camera like, hey, bear. And the bear's just like, mmm, you're lucky I'm eating <laughs> got all this salmon or <laughs> we'll just sh- stay right there i'm almost done. <laughs> they're just watching him like 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 running up to him and he's just like no what you want to do here is keep your voice at an even tone but if you get too close be a little aggressive no bear no <laughs> and i'm like Somebody better have a fucking 12 gauge behind this guy while he bullshits <laughs> about how to talk, what tone to talk to a fucking apex predator in. Did you say what kind I of bear it no. was? Kodiak. I don't know those. I've those are like the, those are like grizzly bears, right? 
Uh, I don't think I, I think they're I think they're brown bears that only exist on Kodiak Island, just which is just south of uh, mainland Alaska. Oh and, fuck no! And because they them, yeah because they live on that island, they they are much bigger than regular brown bears. They're fucking huge. Uh, I thought nah. polar bears were the biggest. I did too. I wasn't <clears> scared <throat> away a brown bear. It's on YouTube somewhere. But... Yeah, polar bears the biggest. Fucking knew it. <laughs> Uh, it was kind of cool. The brown bear was like it was literally stealing someone's picnic <laughs> basket, and uh, we all ran up to it and started yelling. And we banged on pots and pans and we told him to leave, and he left with the picnic basket. You only hear about the stories where it works. <laughs> yeah, right. Otherwise, you're just in a bear's stomach being shit all over. Y'all, y'all did that to save the picnic basket, dude. Brown bears are not that scary. They're just like big badgers or something. They're they're not. No, no, no you're, you're thinking of black bears. Black bears are the small ones. Right. I maybe, I maybe. What, what's, whatever's in Yosemite. There's grizzly bears too in Yosemite, and it was I'm not that. All bears are scary. There are That's no bitch bears. <laughs> this isn't cancer, <laughs> all right? There are no bitch bears. Dude, the bear <laughs> acted no like real version of a bear. Ever, That's horrible <laughs> ever yell at a dog and he like hangs his head low and he feels kind of ashamed because he he knows he's misbehaved. That's what this bear was doing. Bro, I'm just Googling pictures of bears now. Like, they, that never in a thousand years would I take your advice on this. <laughs> no, no, Aaron, you just have to yell no in an even tone. What you want to do is bear, bear. right at the bear, growling. We were yelling things like, bad bear, go away. Oh, you hurt his feelings. <laughs> we did, yeah. He looked like his feelings were hurt. Bear, I kindly ask you to bring all of my calf muscle back. <laughs> Please, don't, no, I don't need it. That's the best part of the human. Whenever I get out of this probation, I'm going to get myself a nice bow and I'm going to go shoot a bear in Colorado. Bro, That's going to be my first. Uh, yeah, I want to go. I want to go. Legal? Can you shoot yeah. me right back in jail? <laughs> with a bow. With a bow. Uh, yeah, I, I, I grew up bow hunting and shooting uh, like archery tournaments a little bit, so I'm pretty good with a bow. I haven't done it in years, but I'll pick it right back up, I'm sure. But uh, but I want to go hunting with a bow. I want to kill a bear, and I'm going to make one of those like rugs you see in movies. Why do you Why do you want to kill a bear, bro? Because I want the I want the skin and the head. I want to make a big rug. You can make a bear, awesome. the bear. But but, yeah. but why though? Why not, man? Because he ain't doing nothing to you, man. He's, gonna, he's over here right right now. I'm going to do probably, something to him. <laughs> he, he's just chilling. He's he's probably in a stream right now. Enjoying he better bring it because I'm coming. In a year or two, along comes Kyle with a fucking bow. Oh, I'm the bad guy in the scenario. I promise crazy. you. And he better be looking the fuck out because I'm coming. Bro, I got my bow. Going, I got bro. my arrow. I'm going to be if up you, in the tree. You, if you use the parts of them and actually eat them and don't just like leave a bunch to rot, oh, you're no, the bad guy. No, I'm throwing it. I'm, I'm leaving it all to rot. That's for sure. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, definitely. You're spitefully. Even if someone hunter. asks for it, like like I'm just, they want to eat it. I'm gonna like ruin it so that no one can use it. I'd rather throw it away than. Let I'm an anti-ecologist. That's that's what I'm going for here. I really forget no, how I'm, big bears are. Like this shit is. Recipes insane. for bear meat. What do we got? Yeah, I want to kill the biggest bear I can possibly kill. It's really expensive. I mean, you know, not prohibitively expensive, but thousands of dollars to kill a bear. big, big bear yeah. chili, big bear stew, a lot of, a lot of stews. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to eat the bear. Uh, I just want its skin. Why not? Can just you? eat the bear. Or maybe if I kill a baby bear, I'll eat that. I think they're. Bro, you gonna kill a baby too. bear, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I no, I don't think you can do that, bro. What's yeah, you can. Why? Why do you think baby bears are impervious to death, Taylor? 
It's because there's actually there's too many of them. You're immune to death. There's too many bears. Yeah, it's population. I, I want to do like I want to get them both mounted and do like a Yogi and Boo Boo type thing. <laughs> like like ha, ha, he's like holding a picnic basket hey, by my boo. fire. <laughs> hey Boo Boo, let's go get some picnic baskets. I don't know Yogi. <laughs> then you blow his fucking bear head off. Fucking except the bow. Yeah, it hey, wouldn't be that. Um, who blows a right head off with a bow? This. An arrow. I forgot it was a bow for a minute. <laughs> I wonder if you I can make those eye. You can give them like a cool glass eye. Ooh, like mm. I mean, I guess they'll still they'll both be glass eyes, but I mean they should be artistic glass eyes. Like in Fortnite, they have those. Um, I don't know if this is like an actual thing or it's just a video game thing. They they tie like they. I mean, it's a Fortnite. They don't do it, but like they have those shotgun shells attached to the end of a bow and arrow, and you shoot them and it explodes. Is that a thing or no? No, that doesn't work. Okay. I've made well, exploding sounds, arrows before, but, but you don't do it like that. How would you make? I probably should. Uh, maybe we should. I probably shouldn't tell you how to make a bomb here on YouTube. Probably nah, should. probably not, man. You on probation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, regardless of probation. Um, but, but, I, but you know, I did. I I have a video, you know, up. Um, it was the rage video where I made those exploding arrows. <clears throat> so you like a true outdoorsman? Uh, I wouldn't say that at all. I mean, I grew up hunting in the woods and stuff, but I don't enjoy being, I like hunting. Um, and I've done that a lot and I've been in the woods a lot, but I wouldn't say I'm an outdoorsman at all. What's the craziest thing you didn't kill? Oh, nothing crazy. Just, just mostly deer. I did a lot of bow hunting, shooting, uh, hunting deer yeah. with, bu- uh, with bow, <laughs> um, coyotes, foxes, lots of birds, stuff like that. Mostly, uh, mostly heart, archery, man. a lot of gun stuff. I don't. I don't got the heart for it. You've never hunted before, Arian. Mm-mm. I can't. I can't do it. I told myself I was going to do it, but like I keep backing out because like I remember going fishing when I was like sixteen or fifteen, and I caught the fish and I, I saw like we put it in a little bucket and he was like <gasps> he's like gasping for air and uh, I threw him back. I couldn't. I felt horrible. Yeah, I started feeling bad. Um, I, I started hunting when I was about seven uh, with a rifle. And I hunted until I was probably 15 years old. And I started feeling really bad for him because um, I had gotten so good with a rifle that, like, there was, it didn't feel sporting anymore. Like, if I saw the deer, then I could kill the deer. Uh, it didn't really matter where it was because I could shoot really far accurately. So, it, you know, if he's 500 yards away, I'm, I'm just going to zap him. So it didn't seem fair. So I stopped hunting with a rifle then and started only doing bow hunting. Um, and then he's definitely got a fair chance because he's going to be 10 to 50 feet from me and he can smell really well, see really well, hear really well. And I'm up in a fucking tree and I've got to like draw a bow back and hit him with a fucking arrow in the heart of the lungs or he's going to get away. It's hard. Jesus. And then you get to eat him. Yeah, they taste deer, good. Deer actually does taste good. I've had deer before. <clears throat> Cut the liver out. You eat it right there raw. Really? No. Hunting <laughs> 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 tradition. I, mean, I, I wouldn't know, man. So. You're like, God damn. <laughs> Kyle takes you on a big first time hunting trip. He's like, no, we've all done this. We've all done this. Yeah, <laughs> people did that shit with... Um, uh, you seen the movie Apocalypto? I was about yeah. to say they made. <laughs> there's a great scene in Apocalypto. They they fucking they they kill this boar out in the jungle, and uh, there's one man in the crowd who's never had a son or a child, and uh, they think he's infertile, and uh, and so like the leader, like the old man of the group, is like he cut 
he's cutting pieces of the pig off and awarding it to each warrior, you know, like ton ton, you get the, you know, the, the butt and Billy, you get the ribs and big Dave, the testicles. And everybody's like, Oh shit. And big Dave's looking at the testicles. He's like, really again, like, <laughs> come on now. We've all done it. <laughs> Jimmy's done it, haven't you, Jimmy? Jimmy's like, I have eight sons. And he's like, fuck, eight, huh? He's like, yeah, that's right. And he just takes these raw boar testicles and just yeah. takes the biggest stringy, tough, yeah. gnarly bite and tears it off and chews it up and then starts vomiting. And they all start laughing because none of them have ever eaten boar testicles. They've <laughs> never even seen such a thing happen before. <laughs> Certainly not raw. That's just an old-timey practical joke. And then the old man doubles down at that point. He's He's like... All right, we were fucking with you about the, uh, you know, the boar testicles. But what you really want, he pulls out a pouch, like a leather pouch, these leaves right here. You want to grind these up and rub them all over down there, right? He's like, for real? He's like, how many sons do I have? <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. And he's like, thank you. And he's so appreciative. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm going back home right now. And he like goes home right, right then. His mother-in-law is calling him a piece of shit because he's got no kids. He's like, get in there and fuck. Literally, like, like sending him into the tent to, like, go fuck her daughter. And the daughter's <laughs> like, hey, big boy, you back? And he goes in there. Like, ten minutes later, you just hear screaming. And they both run out of their fucking tent, tent or whatever. And she's washing her, her mouth out because yeah. she's been sucking his dick. And he's... <laughs> And he just sits in like a trough of water, like washing his dick. Like like he gave him like chili pepper leaves or something off. <laughs> you never seen Apocalypse though, Tim? Oh yeah, that movie's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, that shit is. It's amazing. not available for streaming for free anywhere, which stunts. Um, I checked I it with the last week. Yeah, yeah I think I'm just gonna back. buy it. I haven't seen it since it came out. It might be on Amazon I remember, right now. I remember loving it. I, I had I got it on Apple. Apple TV. That's the only thing I don't have. Apple TV? Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I don't have that I'm, one. I'm already either. paying so much. I've got I've got yeah. Hulu and Netflix and HBO and um, Amazon Showtime and Stars and I'm Amazon Prime and Disney Plus. I didn't had to I had to get Disney Plus though. I did too. It's got it's got all the Disney shit on there. It's got all the uh, Marvel stuff and I like the National Geographic stuff. Yeah, that's like it really dope. It's not as good when you're sober, honestly. I like watching <laughs> like. I really like, like, that was my favorite thing when I could smoke is like me and my girlfriend would watch like, um, that Neil deGrasse Tyson stuff, like about yes, space. Bro. Yes, Get that's bro. The cosmos, I used to watch high all the time. <laughs> that was our the, jam. Like, so, like, so this was not to cut you off, though. But no, this, no. Was, this, this was my aha moment in science and where mm -hmm. I went over the edge with being a extreme like science like nerd was when i was high and i was actually it, this was in the cosmos but i was watching this documentary on einstein and they were explaining general theory of relativity and and it finally clicked like it clicked what that shit actually was like because you kind of understand like you kind of hear about it why einstein was brilliant you kind of know what he, he gravity you know whatever but it finally they showed this like this graphic where he had to like uh, prove that space time was a thing. And so the way he proved it was like he predicted that starlight would bend because the mm -hmm. mass of the sun was so heavy. And <clears throat> when they showed that graphic, it just clicked to me. Like it, you have an aha moment. I was high as shit. I was like, dog, this, 
is insane what he figured out. Like it is yeah. wild. The you universe can see that stars that are behind the the disk mm-hmm. of the sun because space time is bending it around the uh, bending, around yeah. the, uh, the 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 sun. The, the, just the force of the gravity is moving light. Yeah, we me and my girlfriend loved that shit. That's yeah. what we would do. Like that that was my favorite show, Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, Cosmos, which uh, Seth MacFarlane helped produce because yeah. nobody wanted to fund that shit. I wish they make a sequel to it. No, they're, they're supposed, supposed to be too. Yeah, he I, was actually, I, I, he was on my podcast and we talked about it. Like, oh, it's so be, cool. You got to talk to him. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. Did you talk uh, about those photos of him back in the day? Like like where he's fucking ripped and he's dancing <laughs> and stuff in the club? <laughs> you ever seen that? I have seen him, yeah. Yeah. I, I think he was working out though, the, the picture I seen. I haven't seen him dancing in the club. Oh, he can he, fucking he was break like, it down. He's like, he's like the John Travolta of science. <laughs> he's got some moves. Yeah. I think he's, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson's straight. Well, look, forget John Travolta's proclivities. All right. John Travolta's gay. Um, yeah. but and he's also very bald. But we don't talk about either of those things because he doesn't want us to talk about him. He's a private man. Clearly he doesn't want to be out. All right. If he, it, look, if you're gay, you're gay. It's cool, John. How do we, how do we know how, how do we know he's gay? A lot of masseuses, male masseuses, because well, I actually masseur. A masseuse is a woman. A masseur would be a man. A couple of male masseurs. That fact you just kind of just had in the in the arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> That's an amazing fact you just have in the in the cannon right there, bro. Oh, he's so, got a lot of massagers. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of masseurs myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a little John Travolta in all of us. <laughs> a little more of John Travolta in some of us, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, he was grabbing these uh these these masseurs um, you know, while they were giving a massage and I guess they complained and there's been a few stories about John over the years, I guess, but, but you know, he doesn't want to be out. He's not out. So it's, it's cool, but, um, he's, he's he, yeah. or maybe he's just a really weird straight guy. I mean, I don't know about straight guys who grope other dudes. Like, know, like, this isn't a ass slap in the locker room. This is, this is him grabbing their junk during a massage, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That is more compelling. It's interesting how we draw that line, though, right? Like, like I, I, I made that little little comparison. You're like, yeah, of course. I mean, you slap another man's ass in the locker room, no big deal, right? You know, you yeah. slap a little yeah. ass. But then I was just like, you know, it's not like you grabbed some balls in a massage. Oh, that's completely different. No, 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 no. Never grab that. Grab the back, not the front. I did not <laughs> like when people would slap my ass in baseball. I was, I was just like. You had clothes on when they're like, hey, Kyle, good hit, good hit. And you're coming back into the dugout or whatever. Yeah, no, no. At the coach's house in the basement. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems a little Coach Johnson, are the straps necessary? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I just never This understood. is to teach mental toughness. <laughs> he said, you know, this is what the pros do. He would always say that. You want to be a pro, right, son? Right. Yeah, you, uh, and I did. <laughs> I guess I, I didn't. I, I never really thought about that actually it was just like always a part of the culture not yeah. the strap but like just like slapping ass like it was just like shit boy like shit is i don't know i remember one time i remember one time we were playing baltimore and uh we were like driving like to tie the game mm-hmm. and i made this like dope play to where like i made two dudes miss and we didn't have any timeouts and i made it was dope i made Ed Reed miss and then i like jumped to get out of bounds but it was like really close when and the ref stopped the clock 
like so he saw that I was out of bounds and I slammed the ball down and I slapped the ref in the ass I was like good shit <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just instinct just because <laughs> yeah, it's like good shit no like it's just part of it it's just part of the culture I guess I never really thought about yeah it, did he just kind of look at you like uh, he was because you could see him on film and he was just he was he was just like <laughs> just laughing. <laughs> I called the shit out of that call, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. a little weird how that's cool. Like, like I never <clears throat> liked it myself, and, and I never did it myself. It's like, it's like, I just slapped you on the back, dude. I feel like that means the same thing. But it's nothing compared to what we read a few weeks ago about minor league hockey teams and, like, the <laughs> hazing. And I wanted to talk to you about this because you've obviously been at every level of the sport of uh, football. And and I wanted to ask about what, what kind of hazing, like, was at any of the levels like like first let me tell you what they did in these minor league hockey leagues and you tell me if you've ever even heard of anything that approaches this all right they would and and help me out here taylor if i miss anything but okay. they would um i think they would fuck these guys in the ass with fingers they would like finger these guys butts they'd make them like uh they piss on them in the shower they would come on them in the shower they would um Seems like they would make them bob for apples, you know that thing where you got like a bucket of apples and water. I remember and you put that your head one. In and but it's piss and and like all sorts of other stuff like cum and shit and piss. Um, they would beat the fucking shit out of them, like like all sorts of like serious like like paddlings and spankings and stuff. Like it's at some point it, it it's no longer it's no longer hazing to me. Hazing has always seemed to me like some sadomasochistic, borderline closeted gay shit anyway. But like this, like goes over that line to like, yeah, this this sounds like like hardcore gay pornography. But, <laughs> and, and some of the some of the leagues these guys were in, it's like, what are you initiating them into? Really, none of you are knocking on the door for even like the second tier down from the NHL league. Like you're initiating people into this yeah. team where anyone that's halfway good is going to be gone in three games. Like what? So it was really it seems like people who were stuck there probably taking shit out on the people who showed up almost like, you know, cause that doesn't sound like hazing. That's just mean spiritedness. I don't remember. I don't remember them fingering each other's asses, but I definitely remember the bobbing for apples thing and the pissing. Uh, they might've fucked him with a hockey stick or something. And like beating the shit out of each other. I remember it like Kyle. I'm looking for it. Yeah. I don't remember the name of the article. That's insane. Got friction tape on that big ball at the end of the hockey stick. The, The worst shit that they did was like, um, in the pros, it's not really a thing because it's like mm-hmm. at that point in time, you like low key an adult, and you like like nah, dog. Like I got a family. Like you have to fight me. Like that yeah. type of shit. <laughs> and the majority of people are like, I mean, at that point, like people got money, so they're like secure in who they are as men. So they just let you be. Uh, there's, I mean, there's small stuff like they'll like they'll make you do shit like like a like rites of passage. So like you have to carry the older cat's pads, or like they might fuck with mm-hmm. you. Like they put. Icy hot in your helmet, like that happened to me. They put icy hot in my helmet. They hid my playbook, like little shit like that. Did they like? I think this is going to like humanize me. Like mm-hmm. fuck no. It's so what I heard on um, like thirty for thirty. I think it was called broke, and they talked about players who were forced to like buy everybody's food at a restaurant, and that yeah, could be like, like a fifteen thousand dollar <throat> bill. Which yeah. and fifteen grand sounds like it's not a big deal. Guy, big deal when someone has a five million dollar contract. But then it's like, I actually dial that back. It's actually $1 million a year for five years, and half of that goes to taxes. So now we're talking about that, and then other people get cuts. And suddenly it's fifteen grand out of like a $450,000 take-home, which is a bite, you know? Add yeah, some bad decisions and a divorce, and you're out of money. 
Yeah, no, for the for the most part, those kind of like the financial ones were reserved for like first rounders where fifteen oh. grand wouldn't 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 Yeah, that makes like, sense. Okay. So I, I had to pick up a tab once when I was a rookie, but I was like I was undrafted. So I, I told the dude, I was like, Look, if it's too big, like I'm like I'm y'all <laughs> you walking out that <laughs> thing like I am. I'm, I'm paying my tab. But uh, so the waitress like, comes. Can I take a drink order? She's like, "Yeah, cokes all around. Coke's all around. <laughs> water, water, water for me. Water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flat, sparkling my ass. Come on." <laughs> with, the, with the dude, the dude that uh, that picked the restaurant. It was like um, I don't know if you ever been to. It's it's like this place called Fogo de Chao. Yeah, like a yeah, the oh, Brazilian restaurant where they like they bring all the. It's like all the meat you can eat. And like they cut it right in front of you, it's really dope. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's it's like a buffet though, so it's fifty dollars a plate. So it was like it came out to like five hundred dollars. So I was like, all right, cool, like I can do that. Dude, I but, went to Foga de Chao thinking I could somehow beat the restaurant. <laughs> I don't, no, I, don't, I keep coming. No, I don't know not, who you are, but you can't beat that restaurant. There's no way that. that yeah, we got a family rule that like you can't have no sides, straight meat. <laughs> you still yeah, won't win. It. <laughs> it's funny that you went into that thinking it's like a competition. Like everybody there's like, here's your table, sir. The chef's back there sweating, making the meat, and you're the only one who's like, game time. <laughs> time to show this Brazilian. That's literally not what happened. <laughs> Kyle Joe Lozon and I had an eating competition that time, and I won, and I was proud shortly, and now I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> We've all been there, man. <laughs> did you see? Matter of fact, did you see that dude, the hot dog eating dude, won again? Yeah, yeah. Joey Chestnut, uh, maybe. Fucking record, man. Yeah, what? what an American hero. Is Kobayashi not the king anymore? <laughs> no, it's no. American. Has been for a while. I think his wow. name is his name Joey Chestnut. Do I have that right? Uh, dude, that guy's been winning for a while. What is it? Yeah, it was Joey Chestnut. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that legend, is a man. yucky sport to me. I. I yeah, he's a, he's a legend though. But nickname Jaws, that's cool. You think you can get pussy doing that? Like, like there's some things that oh, like have, on TV, dog. It's coming. It's weird <laughs> the things that can get you pussy, right? Like, like there was a time when like you might not think somebody that's good at a video game could get some pussy, but that changed. Like all of a sudden, if you were good at a video game, you get a lot of pussy. And we found out recently. Might get might might get the wrong kind. I, if, all, all these guys like 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 it's so ridiculous. Yeah, these people in the like Smash Bros community are all fucking pedophiles. Apparently, they're all banging like underage pros. Like 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 it's allegedly what? Not alleged. Look, there's fucking text messages of them admitting it. At that yeah, point, it doesn't seem alleged anymore. Allegedly admitting it. <laughs> I didn't say any names. I didn't say which one of I'm these Smash around. Bros. Yeah. There's so many of them though. It, it's like oh. It's, it's, I was talking about this with somebody the other day and I, I was like, yeah, yeah. I read about, and I explained, I was, I was like, yeah, it was like a 20 year old girl, fucking a 15 year old guy. Right. And they're like, Oh no, this is a different smash bros pro who was fucking an underage person. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. And they're both smash bros pros. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently pedophilia is rampant in that community. And I'm like, how big is that fucking community? Like, isn't this like 50 people on the planet? It's the point of the porn jump. The porn Smash Bros. Is that what you're talking about? That's no, it's the not, game. No, no, That's no. a video game, Smash Brothers. It's a fucking Mario video game where like you got like Mario and shit fighting on a stage. <laughs> no, I got you. This is a kid's <laughs> game. It is yeah. a kid's, kid's game, game, but there's a high skill ceiling to it. So, you know, there's a pro scene. I saw the picture of this dude that this girl was fucking, and he's she one of those 20, guys. Right? Yeah, he was 20. She was 15. She's 20. He's 15. And he looked 
he did not look like 15. Like, like you know, some, do you know what I, her name is so I can look it up? I probably shouldn't say, but but just Google like Smash Bros pedophilia and it'll pop right up. But anyway, he looked 11. Like he oh, did not look way. okay. Yeah, like 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 I had a girlfriend in high school and her brother at 15 was six foot three with like full chest hair, full beard. I'm two. I'm three years older than him, and he looks like way more of a man than me. He's 15. I'm 18, and he looks 22. Mm-hmm. This is not what we're talking about. This is like. I don't want to call that guy out because he pays us money, so I'll, I'll, I won't do that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'll write it in the chat in a little bit. So what do you what do you know? So I'm thinking. But sometimes you see somebody who he did not look his age. It like like. He was immature for his age. He looked like a little kid, because he is. And was it a, it, that was a Smash community that happened, made this happen. You know, like it wasn't just Smash; it was another video game community that that that, that also had the same thing going on. And I, I, it goes back to what I always say whenever we talk about pedophilia on here, which seems like a weekly fucking occurrence. <laughs> there are all- pedophiles every fucking where. I think that it is way more rampant than we believe. I oh, think no I, I think that it's. No I think really? that it's like, and I, I don't like making this comparison. I, I'm not comparing the two things. I'm comparing that. I'm comparing the way the people who are um, part of them behave. All right. So like, like back in the day, and I've I've heard like bigots and pieces of shit be like, you know, in my day there weren't any gays, and you're like, no, there were. There have always been lots of gay people. It's just that in your day, you guys were such bigots and pieces of shit. You would probably beat them or kill them just for existing. You know, just living the way that they're born. I feel like that's how pedophiles are right now. That they're everywhere. That like I, I, I think ten percent of people are pedophiles. So I, what I you're really saying do. is we need an acceptance movement. No, that I mean is I, not I what can't I'm line saying. up with that. But but, I'm but that's it. what the pedof- That's what a lot of pedophiles are trying to do, and that's what a lot of far left wing people believe is the future. Yeah, that at some be- point, pedophilia will be added on to the LGBTQ. I don't know what the rest of that acronym is at this point, but they want it to eventually be LBGTQ. I, I don't think that's a left wing because I'm a leftist dog. Now that's not like further left, left than you. I don't get I, much further left than me. I know some right wing people, but they're not Nazis. That's ultra far right wing, right? Like like there's a big spectrum if we're talking about left wing to right wing, and on the far left. They're wanting to make pedophilia as part of LGBTQ. That is such bullshit. It's not a left thing. That's a pedo thing. Oh, is it a right wing? Does that sound right wing to you? It's a pedo thing. No, you can't. Political affiliation. It absolutely is. How would you define that under a political affiliation, though? Like, what what defines that? It's definitely a liberal viewpoint. How is more acceptive and according to one American news network? I mean, I I I, I'll do a little Google. It sounds more like a Trump guy thing. What makes it a yeah? What makes it a liberal? It's just I think Kyle's saying that the people who are putting this forward are not like I'm a Nazi and also uh, I'm I'm not a pedophile. I'm a minor attracted person. That's what I was trying to get in there. Is there are people out there who are trying to make this a thing where they're like, no, 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 I'm a non-offending pet minor attracted person, not not a pedophile. That's that's mean. I'm a minor attracted person, but I would never, ever, ever, ever act on my urges. And there have been people out there who have said shit like this. There was one guy, a convicted pedophile, who wrote an article in Vox after he got out of prison saying that they needed to like lessen, you know, lighten up on this all this shit. And it's like Vox, notorious right wing rag. And so they- the, like 
like I, it, it, there, there are select it's not a huge movement of people of course not but i think kyle's saying there are people out here who exist who genuinely do want to make their perversions more acceptable and palatable right i mean i i would i would probably think that they would right because then there wouldn't be ostracized for them i i do believe and this is probably controversial to say but I, I think i do believe that there's a conversation to be had right so it's like when i'm typing in my porn <laughs> my desires right i don't i don't ever click teen just for the mere fact because i don't know like i don't know I, I you can't outsource none of these porn channels right so like i don't know what i'm looking at like i could be looking at some like pedophile shit and i wouldn't ne- i would never know so i don't even i don't even stay with it plus i'm attracted to older women anyway so like so, but when I type in my desires, my desire is older, older women. Like that's just mm-hmm. what I desire. There's nothing that happened to me. Like there's nothing. It's just what I desire, right? Yeah. You like so if, like I like amputees. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Don't men. judge. Don't laugh. Why is it when I search milf for and these bitches laugh. come back at twenty five? That's not milf. <laughs> like it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> is it a real thing? You've for? never had the love of a woman with only eight inches of arm before. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I have a funny TikTok that'd be hilarious to share about that, but I don't think it's appropriate. Yeah, but um, okay, I'll send. <laughs> <laughs> but so okay, so it's like it's probably controversial, but uh, so my my desires are my desires, right? Like, there's nothing I inherently did to to whatever the brain chemistry I have. I desire mature women, like so the the fact that people do desire young children. I'm un, I remain I'm unconvinced that it's H um, I, would, I would never make a blanket statement like that, but I'm I'm unconvinced that the majority of it is a choice that says I want to inflict pain and harm on a child. Like I don't think that there are probably some people that feel like that, but yeah. I think that that it's a thing. Oh, I agree hundred percent. So, yeah. And so my thing is the, the conversation to be had to me is not uh should it be allowed i don't think it should ever be allowed the conversation to be had is should we give some kind of refuge to people or outlet to people to say okay you're having these thoughts let's 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 express that to a, they can all go there to where at least it, say, at least it, say, move them to fucking madagascar okay. <laughs> none of this well, yeah, case, i agree i, I, I agree I with you 100% because and, and we we've had the same discussion on here like three times before, but I think it's interesting to talk to new people about it and see see where they are on it. And I, and I'm glad you said what you said because I agree 100. percent I don't think anyone chooses to be a pedophile, right. uh, or just like I don't choose to like whatever I like, right? Like yeah. like it, the kind of whether it's the kind of ice cream I like or the way I like to have sex, like it's not really a choice. It's just what I like, and. It just so happens, though, that what they like is this horrific thing that is literally the most awful thing. I think that most people agree, especially if you have kids or you care about kids. um, It's like the most awful thing you can do. I would if you had a choice between like palling around with a murderer and a pedophile, you're definitely going to get along much better than the murderer. Maybe you can understand getting mad at somebody enough to kill them, but you can't even you can't even understand fucking a child or wanting to fuck a child. It doesn't even fucking compute. So, so so I don't think anyone would ever choose to be the most repugnant, disgusting thing that any of us can even imagine. Yeah, a lot of it is an outgrowth of uh, what they've found is like an enormous compared to the normal popul like like regular population. People who commit pedophilia as adults are like a million. 
real stat here, a million times more likely as a kid to have been abused by a pedophile themselves. And so it's like a cycle of abuse where it's like this little kid gets abused by a pedophile that fucks with their head, fucks with their sexuality. And then who knows, 30 years from now, their mind's all fucked up from being abused. And that's, you know, how a lot of this stuff delivers. So, so. And then there's just two, two, relate, out there. <laughs> two related ideas, Arian. All right. So obviously child porn is bad because yeah. there were children involved in the making of that porn, and that's a problem. Yeah. But along <clears throat> the notion that there are people with these urges and no way to express them other than to rape children, what if we allowed animated child porn as an outlet? No, there's no, there's no victims in the making of animated child porn. I think that's legal. Like, like I've seen like I'll, some. I'll, I'll put myself on the list. Is <clears throat> animated. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I have to really get up on myself on the list. I'm definitely not googling that. Uh, <laughs> hang oh on, Jesus! Gotta, when you open the tab, I mean, there, there are dude, Google we... Google snitches on you, fucking right away. They're what? like. Is child, warning child sexual abuse imagery is illegal <laughs> oh i guess got, i guess that, ma- that makes it illegal yeah they yeah, got a hotlines and shit i guess you're not supposed to google it's not there where do what's i go that, no, what's that uh, number I, maybe i'll get some credit with the fucking feds <laughs> uh, but here the top link might answer this question my friend has been questioning <laughs> some things but if you do we'll get a knock on your door from the fbi tomorrow you can use this podcast as as evidence. Like, Maybe if they're Patreons. Otherwise, they can wait till Saturday. Back me up, boys. <laughs> At 3 a.m. and 5. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, actually, yeah. so it is not legal because it includes drawing cartoon sculptures and paintings. You can't do it. Well, there's also I like disagree. that we've made fun of on this show before where like, Someone who is a pedo and is attracted to young people will be like, will be like, this is my waifu, blah, 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 Japanese name. She may look 11, but she's actually a 3,000 year old vampire. So I'm not a pedophile rapist. And it's hell like, yeah. You shouldn't be allowed online. I love loopholes. Yeah. I love loopholes in every avenue of life, not just the That's child porn stuff. I, I do, though. Don't we all like, like whatever we're into, like, like if it kind of skirts along the acceptability guidelines, like for me, it was always guns. Like there's so many loopholes with guns that can will allow you to do this or that or the other when like it wasn't intended to be that way. It, it's, I, I love loopholes. Someone in my universe uh, needed to take a foreign language for school, and uh, he's just struggling with it. Apparently, you know, he's, he's, some people take to it more naturally than others, and he's fucking banging his head on the wall. Can't can't learn another language. He's not wired for it, but he finds out that. Sign language is another language, so he learns that. Did you do that? I did that. Ah, you're not who I was thinking of, but uh, yeah, I thought that was a neat, like, that's a clever loophole. Look, so much easier if you suck at Spanish and you just can't get it, but you can, but sign language works for you, knock yourself out. Yeah, I took sign language for two semesters in high school. Um, and I mean, I know the alphabet, <laughs> do you still? Let's let's I... see. Something like it's B, C. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anymore. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> I knew the alphabet. <laughs> F, F, I, think G, F, I think F and then G, and then I don't know. I I, I don't remember it. Yeah, I really don't. I used to. That's rough. 
Yeah, you're muted, bitch. Taylor, do you know you that did. you're muted? Sorry, I was muted because I was clearing my throat. It's because I, you know, I thought muting might have been part of the sign, the sign language, language. gig. Yeah. <laughs> well, in that case, it was an intended bit. It was not. <laughs> uh, do, you do, do you want to do your ad reads real quick? Both of these uh, real quick since we're a couple hours. Get a glass of wine, dog. Go All right. Everyone hates talking to someone with bad breath. That humid, awful smell that keeps you from focusing on every, anything other than finding an excuse to leave. Now, just think about all the times you were the gross, smelly one, and the other person was thinking about trying to get away. You probably can't think of any examples. That's because we rarely have an accurate read on our own breath odor. In other words, you could be walking around with trash mouth and not even realize you're grossing everyone out. That's why Smart Mouth was invented. Smart Mouth's clinically proven two-liquid formula combines to instantly eliminate bad breath and prevent bad breath from returning all day. Rinse once in the morning for all-day clean breath and once before bed to prevent morning breath. Just two uses a day, and you'll never have bad breath, guaranteed. Whether the boardroom or the bedroom, having confidence in your breath spells success. Go to smartmouth.com slash PKA now for a free coupon. You can find SmartMouth products in the oral health aisle at Walgreens, CVS, Target, Rite Aid, Amazon, Walmart, or wherever you shop. Once again, that is smartmouth.com slash PKA for your coupon. So check that out. SmartMouth, check them out. That's how you have good breath. Makes you sexy. Yep. Get yourself some good-ass breath. Take advantage of that coupon. You don't want to be sitting around. Even if you're in quarantine, you don't want to be sitting around with ass mouth. Being no, no. no this is a good time to have bad breath. Take some pride in your breath, for Christ's sake. Develop some good habits now for when you get back outside. Exactly. Don't don't leave the house a fucking ghoul. Uh, and this episode of PKA is also brought to you by Honey. We all shop online a lot. We all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout, but thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that finds promo codes for you and automatically applies them to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. Please notice site where Honey... No. <laughs> Oops. Imagine you're on one of your favorite sites. When you hit checkout, the Honey button drops and all you have to do is hit click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey scans its database for all the working coupons for the site and watch the prices drop. Honey has found its over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, including Walmart, DoorDash, and Lululemon. If you don't already have uh, have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free money. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash PKA. That's joinhoney.com slash PKA. Check it out. It's free. And you can save a lot of money. If you're if you're enjoying DoorDash, like a lot of us are right now, you're you're losing money if you're not jumping in and taking advantage of it. So uh, I know Kyle does that. I have as well. And check it out. Click on the in. link, install it, and watch it save you money. Yeah. I was expecting to bring up DoorDash at the end of the read, but it was dropped in there real quick in the middle and I didn't I didn't proofread before. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll do that at the end. But check out honey. You're a you're a, a fool if you don't take advantage of these free savings. That's what people are saying. Let's I mentioned, be- uh, I think I mistakenly mentioned two weeks ago. I don't know if you guys corrected me last week that um, <clears throat> with the Patreon now, uh, we've got like the Patreon Discord. I got a bunch of the guys in there. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time I said that it was like different dollar amounts other than 50. Right now it's just the $50 guys are all in there. We're, we may or may not add the five and $10 guys in there in different rooms. Like you get access to different rooms based on uh, what level patron you are. But right now the $50 guys are in there. And it's really funny. There was a guy last night, <clears throat> Mitty and I were playing Rust and we were in like a, a voice chat and this random guy joined. And I know all the guys from the Hangout pretty well by their voices, but I didn't recognize this guy's voice and he was wasted drunk. <laughs> and it was a little awkward at first, but 
uh, you know, we started talking and we talked to him for almost an hour, I guess. And uh, it turns out that he's been a patron for a long time, but uh, the timing's never right. So they can get off work to like attend one of the meetings. So he's never been in one of the hangouts. That so um, I'm going to try to work with him to try to find a Saturday or Sunday, not this month, but because this month he said he's working every weekend. But, you know, the next month after this one, uh, August, I guess, where we can get him in there. <laughs> he's uh, apparently he's been listening since he was 11. He's 21 now. <laughs> and um, but but he he's he's like PKA PKA for me is like the office for you. Like <laughs> I, I go back. I go back. I was I was just listening to Taylor scream at Lefty. It was, it was brilliant. It was <laughs> You know what? Fuck you that guy. Sick. <laughs> Fuck that guy anyway, right? Am I right? And I was like, yeah, man, that was hilarious. When he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm on like episode two hundred and twenty-seven right now, and I'm like, dude, we're almost to five hundred. It's like, yeah, I got some catching up to do. Um, <laughs> so I'm hoping we can, we can hours of content to catch up through. I'm like, well, you know, uh, two or three years from now, you'll you'll be caught up. <laughs> we'll be on episode six fifty. <laughs> do you know what Make he does it, for a living? shit no um, that's often interesting about the amount the kind of people that can throw 50 dollars away to talk to me are interesting people that's what made me want to try even harder to get him into the hangout he's like i'm poor as fuck <laughs> really? I, i'm poor as fuck you know i remember you were talking about tito's vodka and i was like i want to drink what kyle drinks i'm gonna buy Tito's vodka. That shit's $35 a handle. And I'm like, yeah, it's really affordable. He's like, fuck, my shit's 10. My shit's $10 a handle. That's all I can really afford, but I still give you 50 bucks a month. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if that's a prudent financial decision, boss. It doesn't sound like you're We've doing identified so why he's poor. Um, I think <laughs> I've identified it. Um, but real nice guy. I enjoyed uh, talking to him. And then, um, uh, the gentleman that's in the hangout who's in the military. Um Couple. who uh start with a V. Yeah, it's it's the 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 thin fit white guy who does um, like medical stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And he like, like like I was talking to him about uh the stitches in my eye and everything and um hung out with him for a, a little while the other night while we played Rust too. So yeah, uh if you're a fifty dollar patron, you know, make sure you've accepted that invite and you're in the Discord. And uh if you ever see me like hanging out like that, you feel free to pop in and uh and chat or whatever or just at me in the discord and i'm people do that a lot and ask me random questions or uh you know gun advice and stuff like that so uh, you know i try to resp I, I do i respond to all those no i don't even know how. i got a gun question oh. while he chews on discord i see these things that like a 378 ets waiting for me to go check out Oh my God! I don't even know how to see those messages. I, I click them. I, I click on it, and there's just a ton of messages in there. I want to know the ones for me. I need to filter it. They're somehow. all for you. No, this is like a group server. I click on it, and it just shows me the most recent things people have written. Oh, disable that. So you you only want to see at mentions and PMs. I I think I did. This particular one I'm talking about is wings, so they'd be more likely to at me than like um. You know, some Tarkov streamer. Um, I definitely want to get an update on Wings, man. But the oh, there's a big update. There's a the huge update. All right, we go, let's wait. Let's wait for Taylor. Oh, okay. And then and, until then, I can give me a gun question. 
Because you said you're like a gun. Are you an aficionado or like? Yeah, it sounds like you like gun. He's yeah, I ran the expert. biggest uh, gun YouTube channel in the world for uh, for for years. Um, I, I owned uh, well over hundred guns. I'm I don't like to use the word expert, but uh, I'm pretty well versed. Got you. Okay, so is there a way to get gun online? Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> how do so I you're do gonna um, you're gonna so you're gonna want to you have to go through your local gun store or get yourself. A, um, a federal firearms um, license so that you are in fact a store if you wanted it like directly mailed to you. What there isn't, and this is one of those political hot button issues, people see talk about online gun sales and how there's no background check. And that's just a lie that people that people tell. Um, what, what happens when you buy a gun online is they ask you for your, you know, what dealer do we need to mail this to? And then they mail the gun to your local dealer, your local gun store. And then you go into that gun store and you're like, hey, is the gun here? And they're like, yeah, this one's for you, Bill. Just fill out your background check. Show me your identification. We'll run your paperwork. We'll handle the transaction and we're done. The The reason to buy guns online is if you're getting a good price, like better than you'd get in a gun store. Or if you're buying like a used firearm from another individual. Like if I wanted to sell you a gun, not me because I can't anymore. But if, <laughs> if Woody wanted to sell you a gun... Um, <laughs> The, the purely hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. If, if you guys were in the same room, you could just give him $500 and he could, he could hand you the firearm and that's perfectly legal. But if you wanted to do some shipping, then you would give him your local gun stores information, just their address and all that stuff. And he would go to his uh, gun store and they would mail the gun, uh, you know, through UPS to the gun store and you'd go in there, fill the paperwork out and they'd handle the transaction for you. So is there places like, because you hear this all the time, because I don't know shit about guns. I don't know nothing. I could shoot. Like I used to, I went to firearms, I mean, the the range a couple of times. <clears throat> I have a, 40, a Glock 40, mm-hmm. but I don't ever touch it. It's just in case some shit pop off. That's it. But uh, I want something a little more powerful than a Glock 40 in case some shit pop off. And so- like a uh, long gun? Yeah. Like some kind of something that will really, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Woody I, and I are going to be on the same. Woody and I are going to uh, pretty much agree completely on that. I would guess, and that's a shotgun, a twelve gauge shotgun, um, probably a pump action because they're a hundred percent reliable. And at that point, there are really only two options. They're both about three hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars, and that would be a Remington eight seventy, which is my preferred uh, ergonomic setup, uh, or the Mossberg five uh, five hundred, I guess. Um, they're both ultra reliable 12 gauge pump action shotguns um, with a shotgun. Um, it's just going to instantly kill any, anyone that's in your home. If you're shooting buckshot or something like that. Remington 870, you said? Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of different kinds. Or Mossberg you know, some 500. Are, is that the other one you like? Yeah. Uh, I would prefer the Remington 870. I like where the safety is on that one. And uh, I like where the, uh, the pump release is located on that one. They're just more ergonomic for me. And it's what I grew up with. Uh, but you know, those things are three to $500 depending on which one you get. And there's some of them that are made for bird hunting. There are some of them that are made for like turkey hunting, which is a different kind of bird hunting and requires a different kind of firearm. And then there are tactical and self-defense models. And, uh, but, but if you're talking about something that you could just put in the closet and if some dude broke into your house, you'd feel a thousand percent secure that like, it don't matter what he's on. It doesn't matter how many weights he, he pumped before he got there. It doesn't matter if he's on meth and steroids and he's mad and he wants to get you 
if you shoot somebody in the same room as you with a 12 gauge shotgun, it's going to fucking destroy them. Whereas with a pistol, maybe not so much. You you, you know, a crazy what's the range? Guy, what's the range? What's the range on a shotgun? It's a lot farther than you would think based on movies and video games. Um, video games is not good because I I run around with the shotgun and Valorant be getting toe up. <laughs> yeah, at fifty yards, you'd still kill kill a person with really with fifty Absolutely. yards farther. Than oh, that, then that's really. more than enough for me then. And if you if you were shooting like slugs, a uh, hundred yards, you know, it, it's it, they'll really reach out and touch stuff because it, you know, at the end of the day, it's shooting a handful of um, like thirty caliber balls at thirteen hundred feet per second, and they're they're not going to slow down to like wow. Slow down that much at 50 yards, 100 yards. They're still going. If you if you hit the person, it's going to fuck them up. Um, I've seen a lot of people get shot in the bird field with like bird shot, which is little bitty pellets. Like like they pale in comparison to like buckshot, which is legit. And it goes well way into their skin at like 60, 70 yards. Like it, it fucks people up. Jesus. But I get something yeah. like that. Why yeah, online, no, this, this, Aaron? This, what what uh, attracted you to do it online? Um, I don't like people that much. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I guess, but I still, I, I guess, I still have to go out and go to the gun store. Then what state are you in? Texas. Oh fuck yeah! All right, go to the gas station. They got one there. <laughs> <laughs> Texas, dude. Texas? Are you kidding me? Go to a gun show. Fuck everything else. You, Find a big so gun you, show. So you can just go. I can just go buy one and just walk up and get one. Yeah, it'll be no big deal. I mean, you you, you fill out um. A, uh, a little background check form, which is like basic information. So uh, I think maybe your social security. Um, if you had a concealed carry permit, which depending on the state, there's different requirements to get them in Georgia. If you want a concealed carry permit, you give them like $50 and your thumbprint. And they're like, here you go. And they give you a fucking concealed carry permit in North Carolina where Woody is. He had to go through like a class where they, you prove. I think, proficiency. You, I think you got to take a class here. You got to take a class. There's it's some, worth uh, having. Shooting it's too. worth having one of those. Like, 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 Having one of those, for one thing, the biggest thing for me, because I used to buy so many guns, you don't even have to do that background check anymore because just having that concealed carry permit proves that you're legit. So you can just be like, yeah, I got one of these. It's like, oh, all right, well, I'll just use that there. They don't even have to run your info anymore. But and you can just yeah. walk up to the counter and grab one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, what I'm, gonna, that's what I want to do. There's no waiting period. There's no, like, not in Texas. There's no, um, and it won't take long either. By the time you've, like, picked your gun out, like they'll be running your information and you can go pick out what kind of shotgun shells you want. And by the time you've got those picked out and paid for, you'll be done. Like it's 10 minutes. The only thing I was going to add. So um, if you buy it online, it's probably not important to you. They charge an extra like 15 or $35 ish for your local store to do the background check. If you buy locally, usually that's free. Yeah. 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 They'll, they'll, they'll often call it a transfer fee or something mm-hmm. like that. It's just something that, it's just so that they're getting paid for something, right? Because like they're handling all the paperwork, and yeah, they right. are doing the transaction. And if you bought it from somebody else, they're just they become an unpaid middleman, and they don't like that. Yeah, no, it's I not mean, fair. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. else they would do it. Yeah, it'd be free. The only yeah, other fair. thing I have a uh, Remington eight seventy, but mine's the green <clears throat> one, which is cool because it's silver. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. The different kinds of them, like yeah. there's some of them that are like, like look cooler than others. The marines. Definitely, I, I'm looking at. I was looking at some of them. Some of them look like old as shit, but some of them got check that out new the marine one. Kind of it's two things. One, marine. it's a little shorter. Uh, I guess so you could use it inside your small yacht, mm-hmm. and uh, also it's rust resistant, <clears throat> and I think it looks cool. 
it does look cool. That's a cool one. Um, and then like, you know, I would add a, a mag, a, a flashlight to that motherfucker that you flick on with, yeah, um, by, by, by just squeezing one of your hands in its natural firing position. And, uh, you can get this little thing that goes on the stock that'll hold like five to eight shotgun shells extra. And you'll be a lethal motherfucker. Um, so what about the, um, the tech, the tech 14? I'm looking at it. It's probably got some sort of like, AR it's just like, stuff. it doesn't have like a, um, like the shoulder thing, like when you, oh. like where you where you push it in your shoulder, it's more of like a handheld kind of feel. I don't do that. No, I don't do that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. No, you want to stock. You want to stock. Oh. This is like Why? some this is some movie gun bullshit right here. This is this is gotcha. this is like, if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> maybe maybe rock one of these on your motorbike, but you don't want that. No, you want to you want to you want to uh, stock. You want to get that gotcha. thing because I mean you're a big dude anyway, but like. The first time you shoot it, it's still gonna kind of kick you a little bit because you don't, you've right. never done it before. Right. But like, once you like get used to it, like I can shoot I can shoot one in each hand. You know, I can I can do some silly stuff with them, and I'm I'm not all that strong. The other thing, of course, Kyle knows this, but when you first get a pump shotgun, shoot it a little bit and get used to it. Uh, I am when I was brand new to it, I made a mistake. I think it's pal helped me short sh- shucking, short shucking, short shucking. And uh, the pump, you got to pull it all the way back and push it all the way forward. And it's best if you do it like a man, like boom, boom, you know, like get it all the way back, all the way forward. If you go halfway or maybe you're a little sissy on it, then you can introduce unreliability. So, yeah, you got to build a little muscle memory. Um, It was kind of foreign to me because I I was shooting one of these things when I was seven years old. So, like, like I couldn't understand that. But it's definitely. Yeah. The one Woody's got is like eight hundred and fifty dollars. Is it? Okay, eight eighty, I think. Like, like here's. I think it was cheaper in the day. It, it you could probably find it cheaper. And another thing is used guns is it's not like used cars. There's so there's so few moving parts, and guns are so reliable. And oftentimes people don't to wear. I, I don't. I don't. I've never heard of people wearing guns out. Hmm. Like I just, it's just not a thing. Like my dad has an eight seventy that the one I'm talking about that I shot when I was seven. He still got it. It's an eight seventy Wingmaster that he bought when he was. 25 years old and he's still got and he's in he's 65 now and it works fine it's it, it's fine there's nothing wrong with it it's a little rusty it's a little scratched up but it's, it's gonna work every fucking time you pump it and i'm telling you there's nothing more lethal inside a house and nothing easier to shoot as far as hitting a man-sized target at medium ranges because it's gonna shoot a kind of a spread of pellets so what kind of like ar would you recommend so there's it, it depends on price point, but for like a thousand dollars you can get anything you want. There's a lot of AR companies, right? Like 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 Daniel Defense are good are good, Navesky is good. Uh, it just depends what you want your AR-15 to do. If you're gonna go to the range and shoot paper with it, who cares? If you're gonna like go to like bench rest competitions or three gun competitions, you need a lot. You, you might need some fancy uh, attachments. I just want to encase some shit pop off. I just want one of those. Yeah, um, you know, you can get that done for like $650, $750. You know, I would just get like a Smith & Wesson. I don't know, Smith & Wesson is good. Daniel Defense is quite good. Um, so this sounds your, like all, an indoor gun, Kyle. What would you do for a sight? Red dot. Red dot? Okay. I'd get a red dot, personally. Well, um, I was asking, the thought process, I have, I have a red dot on mine, but if <laughs> I haven't touched it for a while, the battery can be dead. Hmm. 
And that sounds like a, a spot Arian could be in in 2026 or something. There, it, it depends on shit. Yeah, off. it depends on optics. <laughs> like, like, I'm definitely not an optics expert or anything, but there are optics that use um, iridium, which is a radioactive element. So there is no battery really, and they'll just stay lit forever. Like literally, well, there's a half life of. I don't remember what it is, but it's like a half-life of literally like 800,000 years (laughs) or something like that. Like it's, will be good for the foreseeable future of the planet. (laughs) The gun will turn to dust before the site stops working. The the earth Uh, will hit the sun before the site stops working. And the other thing is, man, like, like if you really think about the nuts and bolts of having a gun battle inside your fucking house, are you really going to be aiming? This ain't Call of Duty. You're going to spray that motherfucker down. You're gonna know, start man. shooting and like, Valorant training, man. I'm, I'm, <laughs> crosshairs be up, though. Like you ever, play, you ever play paintball or airsoft or anything like that, bro? Yes. Oh, I mean, and if you've ever run up on somebody, that you, shit hurts, dog. Like when I run they up don't on somebody, tell you that like that. In airsoft, Thanks, there's no, there's no aiming. It's just like, ah! yeah, you spray, yeah, you spray, bro. So my first, my first paintball experience was like it was one of the homies was like yo we're gonna go grab some paintballs and in your in your mind it's like yo the paint just explodes on you you're gonna have a good time with your fellas and i was like mm-hmm. yeah let's do that shit but it was like yo wear long sleeves so because it, it could sting a little bit i was like ah, oh, that makes sense it's like a gun and so we all shooting and all of a sudden my dude catches me in the shoulder and it's just like a yap and i was like <laughs> Fuck this. I threw my gun. I was like, bro, do not shoot me a gun out. I'm out. I am fucking fuck this game. Like what? Big ass bruise on my shoulder. I was like, dog, why do we why do we do this? Dude, was I, this I have been I have been pinned shit, bro. I've been pinned down by shots, right? They hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. And it's like, all right, all I want to do is leave. So you stop yeah. shooting me, right? Yeah. But they're gonna keep shooting me till I leave. And I can't leave because they're shooting me. And I've got a little bit of cover, like a fallen six-inch tree that I'm ducking behind. And it's like, yeah, I would. they think I'm cheating because they know they hit me. I know they hit me. All I want to do is stop being hit, but I don't want to stand up because they put a few extras in you. Then, then you then you stick your hand up to show that you're out, and you catch, they like, sticks off the knuckles yes! in the back of the hand. Mm-hmm. That is That puts me... Yeah. In like <clears throat> the most furious mood, when bro, I'm you be mad. You be yeah, because that's happened to everybody who plays paintball. That happened a million I times like on the trip where you try and surrender, and no, you just catch them all off. The, the fingers are the worst place. I hate that. or bro, the neck. The, the whole, neck sucks. Oh, the oh. neck is horrible. And then we play like paintball paint. when it's I don't know 115 degrees out, and they're like, "Here, Woody, here's like a padded sweater, some gloves, and a hat, and this and that." And it's yep. like, oh, I don't know what's worse, the 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 heat exhaustion or the paintballs. Yeah, well, nah. on, on our trip we made that decision remember because we all went out there like more when like jackets like lighter jackets and it was so hot within like 15 20 minutes i think we all came back and we're like i'll deal with the sting because we're gonna die we're gonna die out here <laughs> I'd, <laughs> rather, I'd rather die fuck it i'll pass out was that the last <laughs> and, they go, that you... and they go shoot and go shoot me while i'm passed out because <laughs> he's pretending to be dead <laughs> yeah, no, nah. I, no, no, that wasn't the last time i went one more time it was in 2016 i went uh they convinced me to go again it was like all we uh we trained together, so it was like a whole bunch of NFL dudes, and uh, we went to like a real paintball course. And I was like, I remember it vividly from last time. And so I was like, I'm gonna pad up. I'm gonna wear two, three sweaters. I got, I was padded up. Mm-hmm. I got hit in the shoulder again. I was like, bro, fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm out. That's so why I sat out. It How hurts, dog. 
how are you getting hammered by like 350 pound guys and they then you get same, caught in the shoulder you're well, like it's different oh, it's a really? different pain it's like a it's like um it's sharp it's anticipated like so when you're on a football field like you know what yeah, it's a sharper pain and you know what kind of you know how it's coming you know when it's coming you kind of expect it this mm-hmm. shit's like if somebody's just you just watching TV and somebody comes and like smacks you in the back of the head. Like <laughs> it might not hurt as bad, but you're just furious at the yeah. spontaneity of the fucking I, blow. It's just we played a lot of paintball. Um, I, I grew up playing paintball, and uh, uh, my manager she she used to represent paintball fields, and and uh, so like the paintball field was paying me to come and do like events and like advertise on my YouTube channel, and I did maybe definitely one, maybe two like that. And uh, after a while, I was like, you know, let's just take all the money that they're paying me and use that for like flights and travel and bring in like a, like eight, 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 eight YouTubers and like, like just get a huge event going on. So we started doing that instead. And so like Woody and Taylor and like half a dozen other YouTubers, we'd all go to this, this uh, paintball field in Chicago. And, you know, we'd all make videos and stuff, get our fans to show up. So we'd get several hundred fans to show up and we'd play in these big paintball scenario games where they play on like a hundred acre field that's full of like towns and cities and obstacle courses. And there'd be like 600 people on each side fighting each other. It was just crazy, crazy paintball. Nope. That was so much fun. Yeah. I, I love paintball. Sounds amazing. Is there a way to make the guns like a little less, not like the, the, they, they fire really fast. So if, if you lessen the fire rate, it probably won't be as fun, right? You could lower the velocity, um, but but everybody's shooting as fast, wants to shoot as fast as they're allowed to shoot their gun because the paintball has a big arc anyway, even at 280 feet per second. But um, if you're at 250, it's just like lobbing them in there. The rate of fire is is kind of a problem because the guns, like the gun that I've got, the gun that Woody's got, it's just a machine gun. You know, it's, mm. it's shooting... F- just, just really spitting paintballs out. So when you get shot, you don't get shot once. You get shot no. three or four times. And if somebody panic fires you at close range, they might accidentally shoot you 10 fucking times. And if you're playing, like I said, it's 600 people versus 600 people. So you could easily get in a scenario where you turn, you make a left around the corner and you didn't know it, but there's like eight guys over there. And all eight, eight of them are going to shoot at you 10 times. And mm. accuracy is going to vary, but you could easily get shot fucking 20 times like that like and you're just covered up and like Mm. when you feel that pain like where you've been shot like 10 15 times in a split second your body doesn't know how to compute it your body's like (laughs) it's like your body it's it's like you got stung by a whole swarm of bees and 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 your body's just like fuck what did you do pain yeah Yeah, i never doesn't even know how to say leg arm chest ear (laughs) It's just like pain, pain, pain. <laughs> yeah, I've never given up like in such a like um, because like there's no way to like you don't really want to cheat like in playing ball. That's how that's what I found. You don't want to be like you don't want to get hit and continue playing because like once you yeah. hit, you're like I right, I right, I right, fuck like fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck mm-hmm. it. I said fuck it, and then like they keep shooting you. Fuck, <laughs> that's just the it's one of the worst feelings. Yes, my love. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Airsoft hurts more. Um, Airsoft is. Uh, guns that look like real guns and uh they shoot little plastic pellets little plastic um balls that are hard plastic um they're small though like like paintball 68 caliber and i want to say that like airsoft is what like seven millimeter or 0.7 millimeter tiny yeah 
they're real fucking tiny. <clears throat> I, I can't even think think of like what to, to compare it's them like to. But, but they BBs, go four hundred like feet per second, bigger than BBs. Maybe like twice as big as a BB, three times. But they they're hard plastic, weighted plastic, and they go four hundred feet per second, like thirty five percent faster than a paintball. And what's the point? Of, what's the point of those though? Because paintball is like obviously for like games and stuff. Like, what is it? Airsoft's the same thing. It's the like same tactical. thing. the The crowds tend to be a little more milsim. Tactical. You know, yeah. I was going to say tactical, but there's tactics in paintball. It's just more milsim tactics, where uh, you know you can shoot really straight and you can maybe snipe a bit farther. Uh, you you dress like you would if you were in military combat. And but how uh, do you how do you how do you know if you got hit though? You, well, you'll know. It hurts. So, you know, pretty, you know, the hurt the pain is a little interesting. Like if I were to hit your bare skin, I think it would hurt even more than a paintball. Having said oh, yeah. that floppy clothing, like a jacket is way more effective against airsoft than it is against a paintball paintball. Yeah. Well, like a loose t-shirt, a paintball doesn't give a fuck about a loose t-shirt. It still hurts. Fact. Found that uh, airsoft does though. Like you really won't get hurt under a loose t-shirt. You know, if it's the part on your chest where it sits flush, it hurts. But if it's like the middle of your back, you're going to be fine. So uh, sometimes you just like hear the it's real distinctive, this like tick, tick, tick of it hitting your jacket. And you know, you've been hit. But there's a bit of an honor system because yeah, so that's what I was saying. More yeah, so it doesn't like, mark yeah. you. But I've uh, I've with a paintball. I feel like I'm lucky when I hit a guy with airsoft. It's so much more like I had a basically like an M4 if like a assault rifle and uh, uh, and I had a scope on it and I could really hit what I was aiming at. And I'm just like shooting a rope at a guy and he's begging me to stop. And I was like, oh, this shit really works. <laughs> you know, <And> I, <laughs> whereas in the difference, though, like in paintball, like people will wear like silly stuff and like mm-hmm. brightly colored stuff. And I like that. It's kind of fun. Everybody's laid back. There's a lot of like dudes that play paintball. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of I remember like it smells really we, skunky at the paintball place. I was about to say, we were at the paintball place and Woody and I were walking off the field and I wanted some weed, and but I'm in Chicago and I don't know where to get it. And I look and there's a paintball referee and dude's got hair coming down below his shoulders. He's got this big handlebar mustache. This. And I'm just like, let's go talk to this guy from there. I'm just like, hey man, uh, I don't want to offend you, but you look like the kind of fellow that would know where the weed is. And he goes, yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! <laughs> and like literally three That's hours later, he he's in my hotel room with a big bag of weed. That guy <laughs> is a big entrepreneur too, right? Do I have the, or am I mixing my people? You're definitely mixing your people up. This guy is a big pothead. <laughs> I think the guy that I'm thinking of is also a pothead, just an entrepreneurial <laughs> one. I don't want to give away his whole thing, but you probably know. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. But this guy was just a paintball referee, and uh, I remember he showed back up to my hotel room, and he's like, "Yeah, bro, this is White Rhino." he's turning into steve-o for some reason and we got so <laughs> fucking high that night do you remember how i walked into that applebee's taylor <laughs> they were like you're going up weird stairs like uh, yeah i was you, from the ministry of silly walks you're walking, walking in but i remember during that day we were like man we should we should get something for tonight and you were like i'm gonna talk to that guy and then just 15 minutes later you come back and you're like it's under control i'm like, really? <laughs> you're like yep one for one, like just the, the only person I, t- I requisitioned this from. Yeah, got yeah me. immediately found the fucking weed and had it that night and had a lot of it. We all got baked, not except for Woody. Woody is a Woody did not smoke. I, I don't remember if he was driving or not, but I know he did not partake. I th- maybe 
maybe Woody was in the van without us, without people smoking. Weren't no. there two cars? Yeah, two- I was driving the other car, and there was a van where a lot of people smoked, and then there was the car that I was in. Yeah, yeah, we were in a van, and me and White Boy were in the back seat, and I'm breaking the weed up, and he's got a copy of Modern Warfare 2, and he's rolling the weed up on that copy of Modern Warfare 2 like a fucking pro making these beautiful <laughs> joints one after another after another and he'll make a joint pass it to me as i'm breaking the weed up i'll i'll fire it up take like three good hits off of it and then pass it forward and there's like eight of us in the van so he's just continuously rolling joints and like every joint i was getting a hit like four or five times more than anybody else so i'm getting wicked high and there's like so, a fog machine in the back of that van and so like at some point i just go to another realm and I, <laughs> like 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 i have memory loss at, of this moment which had never happened from marijuana before but all of a sudden i like come to and we're pulling into a house we were going to applebees and now we're in the driveway of a home and i start freaking the fuck out i'm like where i think i'm being kidnapped <laughs> i'm like With where the, the fuck are where the fuck are we where are you taking me? Whose house is this? Was Jeremy and, and, driving that car and got us lost? Is no, that possible? Okay. No, it was no, this is a different trip. This was it was um what was the guy whose girlfriend threatened you and said she was gonna shoot you in the eye? Oh, oh that, I think the gassy Mexican is the guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was driving. It was his van. He owned that van. That, okay. That, that rape van. <laughs> and uh <laughs> and y'all had to explain to me, like, like, calm down, Kyle. We just made the wrong turn. We're <clears> turning around in this person's driveway. And then we're all going to Applebee's for appetizers. And I'm just like, any tizers. Any tizers. All right. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do. All right. I, I'm feeling better now. And like walking into that Applebee's, I'm taking, I'm walking like there are trip wires. Like I'm, every step is coming super high up off the ground. Like I'm walking like a crane or something. Your knees are like going to a right angle with your belly button. It's, it's yeah. I was, goose, I was goose stepping. Yeah. That's the dude. <laughs> that dude's that's an entrepreneur. Dude that got, that's the dude that got me the weed. Dude, that dude, that's <laughs> that, that guy is an impressive businessman. Good for him. Clearly. <laughs> Not in that picture, but <laughs> I, mean, I did give man. him $80 for that quarter ounce of weed. So, <laughs> you know, that's what got him started in the t-shirt biz. That's that that's what did it. That's what did it. <laughs> Some points on that investment. <laughs> yeah, great guy. I, I he is a great team. guy. Yeah, I've talked. He lives like. And where where was him. this? Paintball at a at that big paintball. No, like what? Juliet, uh, Illinois. Uh, and it, what was it called, Kyle? CPC? CPX Sports, which is now defunct. They sold. Uh, they sold the the park. Um, mm. Made a shit ton of money. Yeah, that park was enormous. Many millions of dollars. Aaron, can I ask you football questions? Yeah, man, shoot. All right. So you were a big deal in high school. I looked up your stats. You got 17 touchdowns one year and 1,600 rushing yards, roughly. And then you went to Tennessee. I was in the, I was in the NFL. Um, it says it's I, your high school stats, actually. I could be. I mean, I don't remember. Yeah. Them, but okay. I did that in the NFL as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... What was it like getting recruited? Were you like one of the elite recruits? You, so you went to Tennessee. For, oh, for people that don't know, <clears throat> Arian Foster was a pro running back, and he wasn't just a pro running back. He led the league one, you know, a couple of years in different things. He was a very good pro running back. Um, when you were going into college, were you like one of those highly recruited super kids? No, I would say I was like uh, 
like right in the middle. Like I wasn't like low. I, I wasn't struggling for offers, but I wasn't like the five star or whatever they call them now. So um, how did they lure you to that school? Like what kinds of like what were the college visits like and stuff like that? Right. So for, for me, uh, the reason why I went to Tennessee was purely ego <laughs> okay. because I was coming from the West Coast. I went to high school in San Diego and um, in the city. It was like like West Coast at, at that time, like Pac-10 was like just starting out to be like more of that uh, run and shoot offense to where they have the little running backs and they couldn't carry the load is, is what they would say. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like one of those kind of deals. And to where I felt like I was like, yo, I'm a I'm a true tailback and I could play all three downs and carry an offense. <clears throat> and and so the SEC was where those running backs kind of shined and uh i had a few offers from the sec but tennessee was the biggest one in the sec and there was people in the city like you know critics like saying oh he, he's not an sec back he, he needs to stay out west mm. and I, and then and who like looking back it's like who the fuck cares what those dudes were saying like at some fucking mm-hmm. podunk website you did right? at but, like, 17 yeah as a kid like that's what you reading rivals.com and you like man fuck this dude I'm gonna show him I can play in the SEC, and so that that was that was like my main motivation. Other uh, aside from the fact when I took the visit there, it was every visit I had. Let's see, I went to I went to North Carolina, I went to Oregon, Oregon State, and Tennessee, and I had a West Virginia visit set up, but I didn't go because I had committed to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. When I went to Tennessee, it felt like uh, the the feel that the dudes gave me on a host and visit was like it felt like a real family atmosphere. Like it just felt like it was like fun and 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 dudes was like yo we when you get here we gonna rock when it was the other ones it, it more felt like um okay over here is the campus and uh, over here is the you know it just uh, felt like that feel yeah it didn't feel like home and and Tennessee just felt like home. So after you picked uh, Tennessee and people were or whatever talking trash about you in a local newspaper and such was that always fuel or did it ever fuel self doubt or like how did you take it? No, that's definitely fueled self doubt. Okay, but, um, a little of both, maybe. Yeah, no, it's it's for sure. I, I think I think you naturally have self doubt as a human, anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think those kind of things kind of validify your self doubt. But like I said, the majority of <clears throat> my success you could contribute to ego because there's one part of your brain saying, "Yo, I'm not sure, man," but there's another part of your brain saying, "Fuck that, I'm the best to ever do it," right? And you have to you have to have a little bit of that in order to have success. Yeah, it's a drive. Yeah. No. Because I mean, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I I feel like I was going to cut off something cool. Probably probably was. <laughs> okay. Probably. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so you were a three-year starter at Tennessee, right? Which is kind of a big deal. I think would you say it's more normal yeah. to start just your last two years at I, I don't know. But uh, you were three-year starter, and then you went undrafted into the league into the, as a pro. Why were you undrafted? Uh, that's a can of worms. Uh, <laughs> so if it's um, – I feel the reason – I mean, you never know because mm-hmm. it's, it's other people drafting you, right? But from the information I gathered post-college uh, career, excuse me, when I was in the NFL – was that uh, one? My, I wasn't the player that I was in college. That I was in the NFL. Like my body changed, my game changed, but I was still NFL caliber for sure. I should have been drafted. What do you Especially mean by that? Guys. Like, did you get smaller or bigger or slower? Or I, th- I thinned out, got faster. Um, I really stepped into my potential, and I think it was just like a shock because <clears throat> I think I got comfortable in college, 
mm-hmm. where I was, where I kind of like in my setting, I got really comfortable rather than there's another level that I, that I need to aspire to get to. Um, I knew it was there, but I just, it wasn't tangible to me and it, there was no real, like a real life awakening of like, yo, this shit about to end. You need to get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And so when I didn't get drafted, that was kind of like my wake up call as, and I was like, it's, it's on now. That's it's, it's life. Like it's life now. Like, cause I got, I'm packed all my clothes. I remember this is a vivid moment in my life where like I packed all my clothes from my mother's house and I went to training camp in Houston. <clears throat> and I remember telling her like, yo, I'm not coming back. Like whatever, like however, how I'm not coming back to your house. Like I'm, I'll make it somewhere if I don't make it here. And so like that, it was that kind of drive I had going into that season. That was like, this is different. So what happened um, your senior year in college? Your numbers went down. I don't know how to say it nicer. Yeah. Like we, is it just you know, it happened? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to put numbers how on it. Dare you? <laughs> he rushed for like twelve hundred yards as a junior and yeah. a little under six hundred as a senior. So that's mm-hmm. that's less than half. Um, what were you just like? Do you think you just didn't get like some big runs? Did maybe the rest of the team wasn't as good and it's hard to thrive when maybe, you know, they all know you're running and there's no passing or like how'd that go down? So I think it was a couple variables, right? Um that year that that year my junior year where I was like all SEC and they have this thing called the NFL advisory committee mm-hmm. where you send your your film to them, right? You give them like your best five games. And they slot you. They say, okay, like based on this, what we film we saw, <clears throat> like we feel like you can be drafted in this round. And so they give you a, a grade. And so my my grade was the second round. They they felt like I could be drafted in the second round. Which so looking awesome. back, yeah, it was a bit of been great. Um, I should have left, but in my mind, for some reason, I was like, yo, I'm a first rounder. It's just ego, man. It's like mm-hmm. I'm a first rounder. And so if I stay one more year, like you know, and plus the the rumblings you hear from like agents and like runners for agents that they, they kind of tell you like, yeah, you're like slotted from like second to third. Like that's probably where you're going to go. And so I'm like, fuck that. I'm a first round running back. And so like, let me just stay, work on my craft and, and get in the first round, uh, which makes sense fiscally, but like, um, but not really uh, in the long run. I was thinking short term, like first round money. Uh, but so anyway, uh, we ended up getting a new offensive coordinator and this particular offensive coordinator, we didn't we didn't mesh well. I mean, I never have been like a super like players coach, like a, a coach that like I would like a player like me mm. because I'm not like one of those dudes who like yes sir no sir. Like I'm, I was from the West Coast, so that yes sir no shit sir shit was like slave talk to me. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> like I used to get I used to get in trouble. Like I remember I got in trouble a couple of times because <clears throat> they like if you ask a question it's in the south now mind you like that that's a whole that's in a whole nother variable like so i'm coming from the west coast i go to the south where everybody says sir and ma'am that was foreign to me i'd never even heard of that before like other than like movies like old slave movies and so like they would ask questions and i would answer like i would like i remember one time my coach asked me something i was like huh because i didn't hear him and he goes huh huh what do you mean huh what the fuck is this what is it i'm tired of this fucking disrespect and i was like what the fuck is with this guy? Like, what, what is this dude's deal? And he stormed off. He's like, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. Uh, you're, you're leaving or I'm leaving. One of the, but I'm not putting up with this anymore. And I'm like, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck just happened? I have no, no idea what happened. And uh, one of my guys said, what happened? I was like, I said, huh? And this nigga, he flipped out. And, uh, and they was like, oh, you can't say, huh? I'm like, 
what do you mean you can't say huh? And he was like, that's disrespectful. Like, you have to say sir. Like, I'm like, I'm going to call this. Fuck that. Like, and so, like, <laughs> my, my whole college career was a whole bunch of, like, cultural differences like that. You didn't um, think you could meet in the middle? You know, like, it, you don't have to go to all the way to sir, but maybe you could have been like, what'd you say? No, like, they won't meet in the middle. Oh. That's that was that was my issue in, okay. in, with authority authority figures in sports in general mm-hmm. is that they and this is probably why I got docked the way I did and the reason the part of the reason why I didn't get drafted which I found out later was the coaches the 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 scouts were to, they told me that my coaches in college said that I was uncoachable mm-hmm. and it was nonsense because like if you tell me to do something I did it all the time but it was those kind of things that I used to challenge like. If they cuss you out, I'm like, you don't have to talk to me like that. Right. Like I used to, I, I used to defend myself in that capacity. I hang on your and, every word. Just make them nice. Yeah, and it doesn't like I, I, I didn't understand why. Like if we were sitting at a bar and I didn't know this dude, this 50 year old man or 40 year old man, and he didn't know me as an 18 year old kid, mm-hmm. there's no way he would be like, "Hey, you son of a bitch, listen here." Like because I would be like, it would fight, we would fight or something like that. You know, there'd be a conflict. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand, like, why couldn't I get treated with that same respect that you would treat a stranger? And we in this, they, they, it just didn't make any sense to me. Like, it just it blew my mind. And so I was always like, this is not, like, it was, the whole concept was nonsense to me. And so I think a lot of that, me bucking the system or always asking questions or always challenging them, not in a way that was, like, disrespectful, but more so, like, okay, like, why don't we do more? Of this, because obviously the defense is doing this. They only take those kind of questions from quarterbacks. Like quarterbacks mm. are the only ones traditionally mm. who can challenge <clears throat> the schematics of an offense. Everybody else is like, you do what you're told. And I'm like, I'm I see the shit. I I know what's going on. I'm smart I, I see too. the game. Yeah, I see the game within the game. So why can't I give any input? This doesn't make any sense. So all of those factors combined, on top of the fact uh that we had a new coordinator. And we clashed, and um, there was a younger cat behind me who they really liked. I can I could tell when they first got there that they liked him more. Like it's just he, the right the writing is always on the wall. Mm. Um, all those factors combined, my 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 carries got cut in half. Everything everything yeah. dropped, and so and and by the end halfway through the season, I'm like fuck these dudes. Like it's obvious what they're doing, so I was like fuck them. And so, <clears throat> uh, so you went into the pros undrafted. Yeah. Do you felt like I guess they gave you a shot? Like how did you? Mm-hmm. I, in my head, I have. You can tell me if I'm close on this, right? If you're like first, second round, you kind of have to fuck up to make to not make the team. You know, you, you you, you, a, I know you have to fuck up bad. You have to. Okay, so I'm on target here. And, to, and if you're you somewhere to. like six, sec, six, seventh round, you make the team. <clears throat> and if you're like, it goes to twelve, right? If you're twelfth round or no, it's un- just six, seventh round. Oh seven. my bad. I'm sorry. It used to. So, so, oh, okay. well, what do you know? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so anyway, if you're towards the end of the draft or undrafted, you have to be covered in gold to make the team and sort of, you know, earn your spot. Yeah, you, you got to be special. Um, so how that. Do you feel no, like they, you barely they made the, the team, team, or were they like, "Holy smokes, this guy"? I didn't make the team guy. at first. I got, I got cut. <clears throat> I, didn't know I got that. cut. Yeah, I got cut my my rookie year. So I, I thought it was over. And so, so what happened was, <clears throat> I was obviously, I, I might say this, but to me, in my eyes, I was obviously better than all the running backs that they had. But they they were older, and they were just kind of building this team up. To where it's like, okay, we're we're gonna be a contender, mm-hmm. and they don't they're not they're not gonna trust an undrafted rookie. Like, and granted, mm-hmm. I wasn't making all the correct decisions, but 
they're not going to trust an undrafted rookie. They would rather have a savvy vet that's more we know we know what he's going to do. We know and the bad decisions. Of. This is football decisions, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, all yeah. football stuff. I, I didn't get in any trouble off the field, other than um, uh, uh, I had a uh, a baby out of wedlock, but that's not trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the um, NFL. They, I think you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, far for far for the course, man. But um, but uh, no, so. You blocked the wrong uh, guy here and there, and but but mostly you were a top very, athlete that very, showed potential. Very rarely, no, very rarely I made a mistake on a, on the field. Like like that that was you can count. I could probably count those on one hand in my career. Like I I never really had a missed assignment. Um, I took those personally because because I was always my my mind frame was always like, All right, if you're gonna cut me, it's gonna it's gonna be because I'm not talented, not because it's something I could have controlled. Right? Okay, like that's that was always my mindset. Mm-hmm. And so uh, during my rookie year, I had. I had a I had a bad hamstring injury during training camp and I was killing. And you can hear the rumblings like in the newspapers and stuff. It's like, yo, he's this undrafted cat's gonna make the team. And uh then I got I got injured. And uh it's it's just hard to climb your way back into coach's favor after they lose sight of an undrafted dude. Was this Houston? And, yeah, this was Houston. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I and I came back <clears throat> and I wasn't hundred percent for the for the very last preseason game. I still did good. But uh, didn't do enough to make the roster initially, mm-hmm. so they they cut me and they put me on practice squad. And I thought I thought it was over. I didn't know what practice squad was, but I remember when my, my dude two time Reyes Reyes he put me he pulled me to the side. Low key changed my life. I, I, I t- my life. I told him this one day because he he sat me down. I was like, listen, bro, this is the best thing that could ever happen to you. And I'm like, why? Because I was upset. And I was like, why? He's like, it's like a liaison. Like he's like, this is like you can you can you can show the coaches what you can do every single day in practice he said but you have you know to just ball out and practice every single day and you can get brought up to the active roster and i was like oh word i didn't i had no idea he was like yes he's like so just keep your head straight this is a good position you're not gonna get paid a whole lot of money it's good money but he's like just keep your head straight and you're gonna grind it out and you'll be all right because he's like because you have it and uh that changed my attitude and from then on my whole mindset was like fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna embarrass the defense and make them play me. That was my whole. Every single day, I was like, "Man, I'm gonna make you play me," and and so that's what I used to do. I mean, the defense used to be mad at me because like during practice, they just trying to get a look for for the for the game. They're mm-hmm. not trying to like tech. But like my thing is like these dudes upstairs, they're trying to cut me every single mm-hmm. day. And on mm-hmm. practice squad, you see dudes getting shuffled in and out every single day. Every like dude that was there one day, he's gone. And like you don't ever know when you're on the chopping block. So my thing was like, I'm going full tilt. Like, I don't I don't care. And I love it. um yeah, it was it was it was I mean it was nerve and looking back, it's a really dope story to tell, but it's nerve-wracking as shit because you don't know like your future's in the balance. I got a baby, right? It's like mm-hmm. all of this shit is combined. <clears throat> How much you earned like, a year? 125 ish? It was 88,000 88, 88? Okay. for practice squad. <clears throat> 88,000 for practice squad at that time. I don't know what it is now. CBA changed uh changes all the time. But uh, I remember uh D'Amico Ryans, who was a Pro Bowl linebacker at the time. I remember one time he's in practice, like He's like, he's like, hey man, slow that shit down. We just trying to get a look. And I was like, you ain't gonna pay me. I'm gonna <laughs> run this motherfucking rock, dog. Until they tell me to slow down, I'm not slowing down, fam. And he ended up being one of my good dudes. But um, so they ended up pulling me up halfway through the season. One of the other guys got hurt, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was because I was killing like I was, on practice squad, I was killing cats. So they had to <laughs> they had to notice, and um, and they gave me an opportunity to start. And once they did that, I was like, I'm never like I'm not looking back. They so what's the culture me. like, right? So I'm a running back. I'm I'm currently whatever first or second string, and mm-hmm. there's you nipping at my heels. 
do those guys resent you? Do they like, how do you, there's, I mean, cause you're on the same team, but you're competing. Yeah. And that's, that's always been the thing. <clears throat> different rooms have different feels. Like, so like for DBs, it's different cause you have four starters in there. So it's like a really, it's more of a family atmosphere. Okay. Running backs, everybody's competing for that same spot. So you're close, but everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. And so there's a little bit different uh, dynamic. I always, I was always super cool. Like I, I would never like, if you beat me out, you beat me out. And there's never no funk, but there's always just that underlying like competition, that undercurrent in your relationship. And it's never like settled Unle- until that didn't change for me until I got a big contract. Cause once you get a big contract that you're going to play, that's what they pay you for. And mm-hmm. so I kind of eased up on the, uh, everybody's against me mentality and i was just like let me and then and then once you start aging to the dynamic shifts it's like let me bring these younger dudes along and show them how to sustain themselves in the league how to take care of themselves financially make sure they're doing the right things on and off the field like you, you kind of turn into a mentor more than like i'm out here trying to take these dudes jobs <laughs> <laughs> so on the aging thing so you got released from houston and mm-hmm. you were 28 years old uh, I, 29 okay yeah Incalculable. So <laughs> that's a that's a big difference in running back years. Okay, okay. I just took your current age and subtracted five. But anyway, so uh, yeah. uh, anyway, so but you're 29. You're you're in your 20s. Like like you're. Mm-hmm. Did you did you always anticipate 29 being a, a date where you might get released, or did you think it would last forever? Like where was your head as that was going on? Uh, I mean, it's sad more so because of the relationships you build over the mm-hmm. years. And it's, it's something like, yo, it doesn't really hit you until you don't go in when everybody's supposed to be there. And like, you miss your dudes, you miss the staff, like, you know, like the, like the lunch ladies, like I, I haven't talked to the lunch ladies in I don't know how long. And I ended up like having a really good relationship with them because I saw them every day. Mm-hmm. And like, those were one of the, like, the people who people can always kind of like pass over and they don't, they don't really acknowledge because it's a small job, but it's a big job to me. So I was always like engaging. And I bet so, like, they liked them, you right back. Yo, they loved me. They loved me. Like, yeah. and they were they were all they were all uh, Mexican women, and I told them I was half Mexican, so I would like speak this Spanglish with them, right? Uh huh. Um, and so like little shit like that, you you like you miss. But from in my mind, when I when I first started, I was like, I didn't want to play past the age of thirty. And when I got to thirty, I was like, I could play longer. Like I really could, but. Um, I just didn't. I, I didn't feel it anymore. Like, did you get I, hurt in Houston? It, it, when you, I, I hurt a lot in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't phrase it right. But you played four games in 2015, the year you got released. Yeah, so I tore my Achilles. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, that sucks. I, yeah, it's part of it though, man. But, but I, I came. I came back. It feels good. Um, I came back and then uh, I got assigned by Miami. And mm-hmm. midway, th- even earlier than that, but midway through that season, I, I realized that I wasn't into it anymore. Like my heart just. Oh, just but you got hurt in Miami, though, right? Mm, uh, it was like a soft tissue, soft tissue injury. So, it wasn't like a debilitating. Like I could have played. The uh, season. But you just realized you football wasn't your passion anymore. I just, I just wasn't into it, man. Like it, there used to be a time where like I, I woke up and cared about the the grind of it. Like I cared about waking up and, and getting after it. Like it was, it was on my heart. It was on my soul. Like I wanted to just go. And then when you wake up and that's like, I was thinking I had a, what the, the, the moment it flipped 
was very vivid to me. I was we were playing the Cleveland Browns and I was actually not suited up. I was I was still recovering from the soft tissue injury. And I'm looking up in the stands and I'm just like, yo, I don't give a fuck who wins this game. I don't even <laughs> care. I don't care about this shit like at all. Couldn't care less. And I was in the middle of this book, uh, this uh, Fabric of the Cosmos book. It's by Brian Green. And I was reading this book at the time and I was like, yo, I just I really want to go home in my bed and read this book. Mm. I got, I, in the middle of the game, I was thinking this shit. And I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to do this. I can't do this anymore. So the next day I told the coach and he was like, take a couple of days, think about it. And he was really cool to his credit and the Miami organization. They were really cool about it. They were like, we respect what you did here. Cause when I was there and I was dedicated and I gave my knowledge to the younger cats, um, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't in, in me anymore. Dana White talks about that with fighters. Uh, do you follow UFC at all? You know these names, Dana White? Yeah. I didn't until I got into uh, jujitsu and that uh-huh. shit. Yeah, that shit okay. got really dope. So uh, sometimes fighters talk about retirement. And sometimes it's a negotiation tactic. Sometimes they're thinking about retirement. His advice is always the same. He's like, look, man, this isn't baseball, right? You can't go out there and hope your passion comes back. This is two men fighting in an octagon. If you're thinking about retirement, retire. We'll move on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like football has a lot in common with that. You know, if you're not up there trying to get the respect of people through violence as a running back, then uh, maybe you should retire. That's, no, that was exactly my thought. And that's when I was talking to my coach, uh, what I reiterated. Where I was like, yo, this isn't like, a, I mean, even if I was a quarterback, I might be able to fake it a couple more years. But like as a running back, I could hurt myself really bad. I could hurt somebody else really bad if I'm not mentally into every single snap. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's just not, it's just not worth it to me anymore. Like I'm good financially. Like it just isn't, Yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't so, do it. So the financial we, aspect definitely plays into it where I'm sure at some point you're like, I got more money than I can spend in my life. My kids are going to be fine. That, mm-hmm. that is removed. And then in addition to that, like you had to have some, some thought in your head where it's like, I did some really tremendous, had some tremendous accomplishments in Houston. If I, I'm not going to be able to match that now. Like, you know, I'm getting older and if I don't have the passion the way I did, it's like, was it almost like a, a legacy thing as well? Where it's like, why don't I quit while I have this tremendous career instead of being one of those guys that tries to hang on for an extra three years and becomes the ESPN story where it's like, oh, this is sad. You know, <laughs> You just broken your body so much, and then you have fifty years after you get out of the league of just debilitating injuries and physical therapy, and I'm sure all that came into it, right? Yeah, I'm probably still gonna have the debilitating <laughs> physical injuries, um, just because of the nature of the position I played. But no, f- mine was a little more different. Mine, mine didn't really have anything to do with like legacy. I remember one time somebody asked me like, "Yo, what do you want your legacy to be in football?" Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember telling them like, "Like, what does that even mean?" Like, I, I didn't really give it ever give it any thought other than like what what is a legacy other than like people talking about like where you rank in a, in a barbershop or some shit like that like mm-hmm. what is it other than other than that what the fuck does it it doesn't mean anything and so once i was cool with that because like i remember like reading articles about me while i was playing <clears throat> like i'm a four-time pro bowler and there was articles being written like oh he's a system back and like all the negative shows like oh he's not an elite back like all of this shit and i'm like oh, these, like who gives a fuck what these people think like why would i care like it doesn't make like I'm, I'm busting my ass every single day to have some dude that 
what does whatever for a living critique what I've given my life to. So I was like, yeah. it came to a point in time where I was like, fuck my legacy. Like, I don't care. That shit doesn't, but like, I don't care. Like all the only, mm-hmm. the one of the realest shits I've ever heard in my life was by Bill O'Brien. He's the head coach of the Houston, Texas, which, you know, we had our riffs, but I don't, I ain't never had a problem with dude. I feel like he's a good coach. <clears throat> he said some of the real shit. We were getting our ass whooped uh, at halftime, some game. And he said one of the real, like halftime speeches never work, by the way. <laughs> like, really? They work on the never, movies. Like, man, they, never, <laughs> they never work, though. <laughs> but this shit, like, resonated with me so hard. He was like, he was like, because like, we were away, and he was like, fuck the fans, fuck that other team, fuck this. Fuck that and fuck everybody else. The only thing he said, my dad said, the only thing that matters is the front two rows in your funeral. And I was like, oh, that's hard. That shit, that shit stuck. And to this day, I'm like, I've never really heard better words because it's like that's real. At the end of the day, what matters than the people that's gonna be sitting in the front two rows of your funeral? Those are the people that matter. Man. And so that's 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 what my legacy is. Too. And it's gonna be my kids. It's gonna be people who really mm-hmm. love me, who like call on me for support, suggestions, and life advice. Like those are people that I'm trying to impress with the things that I do in my life. Everybody else, fuck it. Yeah, that phrase has a lot of perspective. I've never it thought does. about it like that. Yeah, Dude, it's a real, it's a real thing. So before you came on the podcast for the first time, I just didn't expect a football running back to be smart and introspective and who you are. If I met other running backs, would they surprise me too, or would they be dumb jocks? It depends, man. <clears throat> I would like to say that you'd be surprised, but I All don't know, kinds. man. It, it, it just depends. I've, I've met a lot of very intelligent athletes, and I've met a lot of dumb athletes. But in the same likeness, I've met a lot of very intelligent human beings that don't play sports, and I've met a lot of dumb yeah. human beings that don't play sports. So I don't think the... the the axiom of sports has anything to do with it. I think it's just the, the, yeah, there's this traditional thought process. that's like, wow, he's so blessed physically. He's okay. gotta be a moron. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there's no there? way he won both yeah. lotteries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I mean, it is kind of a, it's a backhanded compliment when people say that. Cause mm-hmm. I, I I got I get it I get it a lot where it's like oh man you're so articulate oh you're well spoken you're well spoken <laughs> and it's I mean there's a lot of implications that that, mm-hmm. that it's that not what I was going for to be clear it's it's but it's a part of it though it's a, it's a it's a thousand percent a part of it about and it's it's one of those things that I've had to fight my entire career and my entire life was like. Uh, and I ended up letting go of it, but caring about people's perception about your intellect, because j- I could sit down and and talk with that. I, I take pride in the fact that I could sit down and talk to any gang banger on the street that I grew up around, or I can sit and chop it with any politician. Right? To me, that's that's just being a well versed human being and being an active citizen. Um, and I think we all should aspire to do that. Uh, but it is a it is a backhanded compliment when people say that because the implication is you're I don't think you, you you're not giving people the benefit of the doubt rather than you're casting judgment on them for what they do. Remember you were talking about the only thing that matters is the first two rows in your funeral, and that is something mm-hmm. that burned into your head as like words of wisdom. Yeah. You gave me one. I have used hurt people, hurt people 
in my own thoughts and explanations and understanding since since you said it. And so he says thing. it every time his feelings get hurt. That's <laughs> not true. No, no. But like I, you know, whatever. I'll be talking about something, you know, usually with Jackie or something, and then you know, it circles back around. Like, yeah, sometimes people are jerks because they're in pain themselves, and uh, that's. I remember watching some hockey player interview, and so many of these guys, it's like, oh, Kiri Yusflexvanov from Yugoslavia. And he'll be like, <laughs> what did you do today? He's like, I try very good to uh, piss puck better than uh, before. And I'll be like, ah, look at this fucking goober. And then like a little time bomb will show up, and it's like, Kieran speaks nine languages. Kieran's <laughs> <laughs> a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> hey, bro, you did that Russian accent fucking very well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you were asking earlier for the update on Wings. Wings got married. Man, shout out to Wings, man. I almost finished my football questions, but all right. Oh, okay. (laughs) If I had a soundboard, man, I'd give the round of... Shout out to Wings, man. I genuinely wish good for Buddy, man. But then somebody went back, and they found where the girl that he's married, he's discussed on our show before, back when he was a host on here with us. This is new information to me. No, I know nothing about this. Kelly the cunt, I believe, is what we called her on that episode. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I coined that phrase. Or We've changed our did. mind about that. That sounds <laughs> like a you thing. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a guy out there. Well, I mean, I mean, we were discussing so, uh, she, and and this is going to be conferred, but it, it definitely seemed like it from the YouTube video that I watched, made by some degenerate. Uh, but but it seemed like um, she was that story where the girl had like wanted wings to come like hang out with her and then he he like kept calling kept calling and there were all these missed calls and she got freaked out so she started lying and say she had to stay long at work and he was like all right well i'll just wait at your house then for you to get off work and she's like no don't do that and he was like all right well i'll just come to your work and she's like no don't do that either (laughs) definitely don't do that (laughs) and uh, so of course he did that he went to he went to her work Oh, well, he dear. gets to her work and um, parking lot's empty. Nobody's fucking there. She's lying. She's not. She's not there at all. Um, uh, she's the only Chick Fil A Sunday employee. <laughs> 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 he gets to the Dairy Queen and it's empty. Yeah. And and so um, he, he's like, he's like, so st- you're working late, huh? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he takes a picture of the parking lot and sends it to her. And uh, I guess she was, she was, she said, "Oh, I'm sorry. I just, you just, you freaked me out because I had all those missed calls." And uh, and long story short, he uh, he drove like an hour, maybe more, to go see this girl. She blew him off, and then not not in a sexual way. She just didn't meet up with him, and <laughs> yeah. then he had to drive all the way back home. And we were hard on her on the show, and he was agreeing. Like like maybe we could dial it back, right, <laughs> Kelly, the con artist. Right, Kelly, Kelly the con artist. Um, still, but, still but, keep the alliteration, but just uh, yeah, just, yeah. We yeah. were hard on her. Like, like, like he kept dropping like these little hints about where she worked or where she lived, and you were like adding them up. She's like, all right, you're like, all right. Well, we know where to find her now. Know <laughs> no, where- I did that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we know where to get her now. All right, all right. good, Damn. good, good. We can find her, not, not get her. I'm a nice <laughs> Uh, you know, Ob- I mean, observe I, her in her natural. We've evolved habitat. over time. We're not quite as dark as we used to be. 
<laughs> we were, I guess we were going to get her. I don't know what that meant. Um, uh, but, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm told that now that's his wife, but yeah, he got married like out of nowhere. Like, like there was no, like, like Taylor lives with his girlfriend and there was like a whole buildup. Like, like as like people who watched the show were like, they were like, yeah, I'm started dating this girl. And like, yeah, I really like this girl. And then months went by and it's like, you know what? We're living together. It's great. We got a couple dogs. I really care about this person. There was none of that, that this month long buildup of a relationship. One day it was like, he just posted a picture of him dressed like Abraham Lincoln in a tux. And he's like, <laughs> he looked great. Come on, Kyle. He, he, looks just, good. he looked good. He looked good. <laughs> All right, take a picture of Abraham Lincoln in a tux, put it next to the picture that he put up on there, and and you tell me what the difference between these two pictures is. They're One the same picture. One of them's in color. Yeah, Fair enough. Know the photo Fair enough. Abraham Lincoln. No, he he's got the top. He's got a top hat and tuxedo. He literally. The important like thing is he's happily married, man, and we can all we can all give him that. props for that. We can all agree that that is probably a net benefit for his life. Yes, I like the way you put that. That is a definite net benefit for Wang. So I'm I'm happy for him. Facts. Even no if even if, <laughs> even if even if your Lincoln comparison is apt, you know, even if it's a very good comparison, was Lincoln happily married? No, yeah, he was. Mary Todd. Aren't there rumors rumors that he was gay, or am I making that up right now? No, you're thinking there about, are rumors uh, that he's gay, and it stems uh, from the fact that men used to share beds back then in a non-gay way. Because I guess beds oh, and furnishings there weren't a lot of beds to go the fuck around. Yeah, yeah. Is that where that from? because that's ridiculous. Of course, he had to share beds. There were dirty bugs on the ground, and the bed they didn't have a lot of beds. I yeah, I, I just don't think people don't had big houses with it. guest rooms or guest like you know it wasn't the same world. <laughs> I like how he was like six foot seven and he still rocked the top hat. That is alpha. That is high T. Not not only are you towering over all of the five foot nine average guys, five foot eight at that time, because you're like getting grub protein. He's just an extra foot on top of his grub protein. (laughs) Or whatever they ate back then. I don't know. Probably grubs. A lot of salted pork. (laughs) Salted pork. Every time I watch that extended version clip from Lord of the Rings where Gimli accosts Merry and Pippin for eating the salted pork. I'm him feasting! I'm smoking! <laughs> it always, the salted like, pork is particularly good. Yeah, exactly. Salted pork. You gotta check that one out. crazy eyes because he's got his prosthetic stuff on. Yeah. yeah, that always makes me watching that scene. I'm like, man, I've never had salt pork, but damn, the way Gimli's just fiending dripping, over it. Yeah. Fe- it makes me want some salt pork. So wow. I watched Townsend and Sons, learned how to make salt pork. Turns out um, I'll just I'll enjoy him making it. It doesn't seem very practical. No, you don't want salted pork. You don't just <laughs> salt All pork. pork is salted. I mean, uh, I think that the only part of the preparation is salt. Well, but that's for preservation. So what they do is they take the pork, they put they pack it. They like take a jar and they pack it in in there and then surround the entire thing with salt, like to the brim, and then seal it up. And so when you take it out, it's not like, oh, man, it's got a nice, like, the way you put kosher salt on a steak like that. It's like, no, you have to soak this thing for hours or it is unedible, like, mm-hmm. to get the salt out. Like, if you eat that, you'll just, you'll be fucked. You'll so what's the point of putting the salt in if you're going to soak it to get the salt out? And the pork can last in that jar for a very long time. So it's yeah. like, an, it's, a, it's an age or a way to preserve it, not a way to, like, yeah, it dehydrates it. it, it mm-hmm. They couldn't it'll, stick it'll it last in the for freezer a very long time. back in the day. No, they couldn't. It was either pickling or salting things. <laughs> I've heard of pickling. 
Yeah. yeah, that's just vinegar and salt water. You can pickle anything. And pickles yeah, have really Dude. survived the test of time a lot better than salt pork. In the South, there's some disgusting pickled shit for sale at gas stations. What? Eggs, for example. I mean, um, those aren't that gross. They're not, like, that gross. Not bad. Pickled I mean, pig's feet. You can't really do anything to an egg. Right? Pickled it's pig's feet egg. comes in. in a, a, yeah. yeah, that's a thing, that's right? A, that's a cultural thing, though. Not everybody egg. eats those. Eggs? Pickled feet? Pickled oh, pig pickled. feet. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard of that. They're in a Southern. really gross jar when you check out. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, they, 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 they color the vinegar uh, pink. Yes, that's the stuff. <clears throat> Is it pig's feet that's in there? Uh, they put everything in there. Um, <sighs> pig's feet, eggs. Uh, you know, it's not the sort of thing I like to eat. Um, I oh, mostly like pickles to be like, pickled. It's like you just like whatever is being pickled. If you like, it really it takes, you have to like vinegar and then you have to like whatever's in there. Oh, what's this? What's this? What's pickled okra going to taste like? Well, it's going to taste like okra, okra with vinegar. Oh, what's a yeah. pickle going to taste like? A cucumber with vinegar. What's a pickled egg going to taste like? A fucking egg with vinegar. Stop asking, idiot. Like, it's that. <laughs> you can even add like spices in there to get like spicy pickled. I guess I can't yeah. get past the look right. of the pink pickling stuff. Yeah, yeah I don't eat that shit. Uh, I don't eat anything in a jar behind the counter of a gas station, generally speaking. You probably want to avoid that. Oh, that's you're gotta live on the really end. limiting my choices in life, huh? Yeah, you're not. You need to closing a lot of doors when you a lot of honey buns. Honey buns. <laughs> honey buns are my gas station guilty pleasure. You put uh... it in the microwave for 17 seconds. And you and you devour that shit. It they take, love just, those things in prison. Do you take it just, out of the <laughs> plastic bag? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you can or you can't. I know some people that just pop it open for 17 seconds. Okay. I I take it out of the bag. But if you haven't had a honey bun warmed up, a glazed honey bun warmed up from the gas station, just try it once. If you don't like it, the worst thing you're gonna do is not like it. Did you? Well, that shit. That you're shit. 17 seconds. On your that's own? just that's just no. I was it was like it was like a <laughs> passed down tradition or whatever. <laughs> it was just like it's I guess it's folklore at this point. But seventeen seconds is just it feels it's perfect. You want yeah, it feels Sweet perfect. Sixteen and eighteen. No, <laughs> right. Eighteen might be eighteen. Might be, you might burn it. I don't know. Yeah, okay. yeah. Can I? Honey buns were a pretty big commodity in prison. Um, it, people like those a lot. You can only buy so many per week. So yeah. there were some guys in there that were. After those honey buns, I have my last football question. I want to circle back to, and none of these have been about yeah. football, really. They're all about people. But uh, circle, circle back around, man. I can teach you cover two if you want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you'd find a slow learner. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so now you're. I'm going to call you thirty, right? At this this furthest question, and um, we'll say it again. I'm thirty three. I know you are, but for the question, you're like back when you I'm were 30, 30 you're gotcha. you're done playing football. You're the, you, you've had your injuries, your passion's gone. All you wanted to do was be at home reading a book. Well, now you can do that. How are you feeling? Are you almost wishing you could get back in the game? Are, like your identity had been football since I'm making this up, since you were seven, and, and now it's not. How's your new life as you first entered it? So... Uh, that was one thing I was always cognizant about was not making my football my identity. I was I, I always used to get mad. Like even like I know a lot of cats used to use their prestige to like get them into play. So when they talk to people, like yeah, I play in the NFL. I was always the opposite of that. I used to I used to tell people I play chess. Like they would have to recognize me before I tell them because mm-hmm. I it just wasn't a thing that I liked to I enjoyed to tout. And so <clears throat> when I when I left, it almost felt like. Um, 
uh, I woke up from like a whirlwind because the reason I played football in the first place was to get away from the trauma that I was growing up in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that turned into, okay, this is an avenue to get me out of the circumstances I was born into. And so it was more like always a a means to an end to me <clears throat> rather than like, yo, I, I love this shit. I used to love the grind. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're so good at it. Are you telling me it wasn't part of your sense of self-worth? Oh, a thousand percent. Definitely not my self-worth. It was It was more like... Huh. Like I, no, I, I grew up in projects, so I grew up broke. I mean, we bounced around, but uh, I grew up like extremely broke, like like broke to the point of like you know, mom's was like I remember vividly one time like she said like one time just put us to bed and it was like, like there's no dinner like we there's no food here like we have no food like you gotta go to bed and like she's crying telling us because imagine having to tell your child that you don't yeah, have anything to sad. eat that night is tough and so like that's the environment that I come from uh, and so. My mindset growing up was like, yo, I'm going to take care of moms. I'm going to take care of dad. I'm, t- I'm going to do this shit. And I did that shit. <clears throat> but it was never like I score touchdowns for a living. I, I, like, I, I, took, like, I, I was a philosophy major. So like those are the kinds of existential questions. Those are the kind of things that interest me or keep me up at night. Like how do we get here? Why do we get here? The, the, the problem of evil. Like these kind of things like keep me up at night. What I did for a living never really factored into who I was as a man. Um, and I, I understand why people do that, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, it feels good. Like that that uh, that reverence feels good. That attention feels good. That making people making you feel like you're something feels good. I do understand why people do that. Mm-hmm. But for me, I never really craved the attention. I didn't like the attention um, for that. Um uh, I, I like I, I like I much rather like when people come up to me now <clears throat> and tell me they enjoy my podcast or they tell me like yo when I listen to your music like it just I, it resonates with me like that shit means always way more to me than somebody saying I like the way you ran like always and so it I was never tied up in that I, I why do I you came think from, that is because the the way you ran is a rare skill too for sure but I I, I don't think. I I didn't personally place any value on it as far as outside of I do now actually it's funny that this happened I, I I place value on it now because my evolution politically and my evolution uh, socially has <clears throat> changed over time and so what I value now is is different than what I valued in in the NFL and it's quite the opposite and I'm I'm very aware of how our culture is interwoven with entertainment. And how I used to detest it, and now I kind of understand it in a different aspect. As where it's like a, it's like escapism for people. So like yeah. for th- for three hours of, of a of a Sunday, like I can take people's problems away from them, and they can focus on this and enjoy themselves. And that's very important to the zeitgeist of our culture and our community and our society. That that relieve or that reprieve of their pressures of their day to day life is important. That's why sports is missing so much now. And people yeah. are like yearning for that shit because it's like, it just, it helps it. It helps just get that shit away. And so when I was in the league, I was like, yo, I'm just a distraction of people getting to themselves. But now as, as I'm a little older, I'm like, yo, I, I, I was a, I played a part in helping people 
detach. Yeah, you realize like it served a really important purpose in a way. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, now that, you that kind of see. Yeah, I thought it was surface level, but I got a little older and realized it was very deep, deeply rooted, yeah. actually. Sports are great for that. Like, I only really yeah. follow hockey. And so, like, I keep, I keep waiting for the fucking NHL to come back. But it is nice when you just have a really shitty day or you're stressed about something. And, like, for some reason, it's easier to lose yourself in, a, for me, a mm-hmm. hockey game than it is even to, like, turn on a TV show that I love. Because it's like, you, you, everything's, everything's going to be new. You know, like, mm-hmm. you, there, there are plays you're never going to have seen before out on the ice. Like, it keeps you more mm-hmm. engaged. And you feel like yeah. you have a dog in the hunt, even though you have fucking nothing Definitely. to do with them. Yeah. Don't fucking know you, you you contribute nothing to the team but you still get to be like yeah fuck yeah that's awesome yeah bragging rights but i mean it's um you you kind of share uh that plight like you can you can identify with that plight of that that's why people love underdog sports stories like they mm-hmm. love that they love that plight that came from nothing and it just gives you that little bit of motivation or inspiration that that then it help it helps people it really does help people whereas when i was younger i didn't understand that shit and now i i, I get it a little bit more how much attention do you pay to football now is it zero or more than that uh, it's not zero you know i'm, I'm always going to be involved in some capacity because i do i do love the sport i'm not i just do i wasn't just a journeyman i didn't pass through like it was a big part of my life um but it's it's just not something that um i fancy like a lot it's like if it's a good game or if I, there's a player that i really want to watch i'll watch the game if there's a good game i know it's a good game it's gonna come on i'll watch it of course i'll watch the playoffs or the super bowl something like that but like it's not like i'm not i don't got the nfl ticket and i'm not like you know what i mean like are you into uh mma at all i can't remember yeah so i wasn't but so I, I yeah so i started taking jujitsu and i started really learning jujitsu and so like um I would be blue belt by now if if it wasn't for this COVID shit. Because um, one of my buddies, he's still training over there, and we started together, and he's a blue belt now, and mm-hmm. we always go at it together. Um, <clears throat> and so they they promoted him, but I stopped going because of this whole COVID shit. Yeah, he's still open because Houston don't think it's a thing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that um, seems like a great way to get COVID. Right? Is and as I'm like, I'm like amongst the and, best. And one of my one of my professors uh, uh, was on Instagram, and one of my comments was like, "Hey man, we miss you, man. When you coming back?" I'm like, "Y'all are wild." Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got to be nugget. second only to like volunteer CPR test dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like literally sex. <laughs> that is yeah, the only like, better way. Yeah. To- Everybody line up. Bob here's gonna be our victim. <laughs> it's fake but um it's funny guy but when i when i when i first started taking jujitsu just off the whim because i was i was tired of just working out regularly mm-hmm. like i was running and i was lifting weights and so uh i hit the dude that I, that just got promoted <clears throat> i hit him i was like he's like really into workouts i was like yo let's let's do something else or like give me something else like what are you into He's like, come with me to jujitsu class. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm not doing no kung fu shit, man. What the fuck is this? But I was like, fuck it, bro. Let's go. Kung fu. And I no, it's way gay. I had man. no had had no <laughs> idea. Had no this is this is just me. I heard I heard jujitsu and I think all the tropes and weren't you surprised until you got into missionary position. But carry on. <laughs> right. Well, uh, well, uh, yeah. So what what drew me was I, I was there I, at this time. I'm two thirty, right? Right now I'm two twenty, mm-hmm. uh, but at this time I'm two. No, I'm like two forty actually. I'm like two forty, and uh, I'm I'm grappling. They, and they and they they just threw you in the fire. They're like grapple. Like they they taught me very little at first. They was like you're an athlete. You'll pick it up. I went to a sparring class at first, 
and uh, I got tapped out by a fucking 16 year old. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like 140. Uh-huh. And I, I tapped. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I'm like, I should be whooping this little dude ass. And he and he tapped me out. And like a lot of that deters people from jujitsu. For me, I was like, give me more because this this shouldn't happen. And how was he able to do this? And I wanted to be like I thought I I think I before I was like, Yo, I could fight, you know, I could hold my own in the in a street fight or whatever. But if, if I meet somebody who understands this, I have no chance. Like if we go to the ground, I have no chance. I, have I bet you beat that sixteen-year-old if you add striking. If you add striking, just because you're you, may, may, maybe though. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe. 100%. Like, who knows? He if who knows? Who knows? Like how whiff on a on a punch, and he tackles me, and we're on the ground now. And that was the beautiful thing that I learned about jujitsu. Is I read a quote from somebody who practiced jujitsu, and they said, um, uh, "In jujitsu, the ground is the ocean, and and not everybody knows how to swim." And that shit is the truth. Mm-hmm. And I and and I, I didn't understand it until I really started learning the art of it. And then that took me back to answer your question, Kyle. Like it took me back to understanding the history of jujitsu, like where it started from, how it stemmed, and then the introduction to MMA and uh, the Gracies. Like I learned the whole history of the shit, and it, it just it blew my mind. And so like I used to look at MMA as like barbaric. I was like, I don't want to watch that shit. Like boxing was as far as I got like for a blood sport. Mm. But when I start when I when I learned jujitsu and I started getting into MMA, I was like. You could see the art form rather than just the gore. Like you could see different styles match with the um, the Muay Thai versus the Jiu-Jitsu and then the boxing and the wrestling and all that shit mixed together. And it was like, it's a beautiful art form where I didn't really respect it before because I didn't understand it. Yeah, I and then agree. there's guys who just seemingly don't give a fuck like Nate Diaz. It's like, it's like oh, you I'm are good at boxing. No, keep it up. you're getting tired aren't you i like (laughs) i like the heart of it too right like the a guy can lose a fight and gain your respect if he just you know if there's a lack of quit in him if there's a drive if there's a you know like tommy toehold did this great description of the nate diaz cowboy cerrone fight if you haven't seen it oh my gosh so these guys both came into the fight thinking they were going to win and i i haven't described that well enough just then they both came in thinking it was insane that the other guy thought they were going to win and they're both kind of chip on their shoulder alpha shoulder alpha dudes and you know they're flipping each other off and they're cursing and they hated each other two rounds into it it is not going well for Cowboy Cerrone. Cowboy Cerrone is just getting wrecked. And these are elite athletes, elite athletes, some of the greatest fighters in the world. And Nate Diaz, after the second round before the third, flips the bird at Cowboy. And Cowboy's like, ah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and uh, and then Cowboy goes out there for the third round and gives it at all his all, and he just takes another round of punishment, and Nate Diaz wins by decision. Cool. But you have to finish that thinking, oh, my God. 1% of the people on this earth would go out there for that third round because fuck this. It's obviously not his day, but he's going to call it what you will. Face the music, try his best, give it his all. He's going to do it, and he did. And he, he didn't zero chance. It he was cooked, right? Some days it's not your day. And he went out there and he showed his heart. And well, I still fuss at Cowboys sometimes. You know, they, I have to respect that performance. You have yeah. to have to. So there's there's the style and the art and the technique to it. And then there's a certain will that fighting requires in a way that I feel like baseball doesn't. 
Oh, definitely no, not. Definitely baseball. not baseball. Yeah, <laughs> I picked that one on oh. purpose, or I could have used curling. There's, there's, <laughs> a, there's a lot of chilling in baseball. <laughs> I my a little bit. I'm gonna take the week off. All right, Bob. Cool. Right? Really? Are you sure no. you want to miss ten games? <laughs> <laughs> I've got Nintendo thumb. A little con. <laughs> what are we, what are we like five, six hundred a year? I'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, huge UFC card coming up this weekend. Um, Jorge Masvidal being added just adds it. It might be the best card of the year. It, I think it's the best card thus far of the year. There's a couple big cards coming up. Um, uh, you never know when Connor's going to fight. Khabib is supposed to fight this year sometime. And uh, obviously, um, Butterball is going to fight at some point. What's his name? Um, Cormier. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He is. He's so round. Uh, but but this is a huge card. <laughs> I've got it pulled up here somewhere. It's uh, Kamara Usman fighting Jorge Masvidal for the belt. Volkanovski fighting Max Holloway for the second time. Max trying to get his belt back. Peter Yan going against Jose Aldo. Whenever Jose Aldo fights, it's a great fight. Uh, Jessica Andrade fighting uh, Rose Namajunas for the second time. Really rooting for Rose, but God, last time she got dropped on her fucking skull and you thought she was paralyzed. And two of the hottest women in mixed martial arts and Paige Van Zant and Amanda Rebus uh, facing off at the bottom of the card. And that's just the main card. It's a great fucking card. I, I'm so excited for this. It's going to be huge. And they're doing it on Fight Island, which adds a little something to it, I think. At least it does for me. Uh, I'm very excited for this thing. I really want Jorge to win because um, he's just so – he's such an entertainer. He's so funny. And Kamaro doesn't entertain me. Like I don't find him to be interesting or funny, whereas Jorge kind of is a meme – you know, he's always photoshopping himself into like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that and wearing outlandish robes and just being silly a, and ridiculous. Sorry, he has a bit of a Nate Diaz thing going on where he just oh, kind of yeah. tells his truth and it's so unfiltered and it can be kind of funny. And <laughs> he's rough around the edges. He's a thug. And I like that. <laughs> it, you know, in fighting, like. Fuck yeah, that's about as real as it gets. And you got guys like Wonder Boy, who it's like, oh man, this guy's a Boy Scout who just happens to be one of the baddest people on the planet. I bet I could have a very intelligent conversation with him. Mm -hmm. But then you got somebody like Jorge, where it's like, I bet this guy's sold some drugs before. I bet this guy's <laughs> beaten somebody up over a drug debt before. I bet this guy has slapped a woman before. This is a rough customer, right? This guy's a thug. <laughs> customer. Yeah. And uh, and and I like that in my fighter. I like I like fighters who are bad motherfuckers. I don't need them to be Boy Scouts. I don't need them to be admirable or role models. I kind of hold that against them. I want <laughs> you to be kind of a piece of shit. Like your job is to go into a ring with another man and hurt him as severely as possible. I don't need you to be doing charity work outside the ring. I don't care I, what your religion is. I don't care if you have a good family life. I don't care if you. You, you're, you're honorable or if you cheat on your wife or not i prefer if you do fuck some bitches on the side like <laughs> let's go i want a bad motherfucker inside and outside the ring that that is not i don't want an admirable guy i don't want a good guy i want a mean bad motherfucker preferably with some weird body hair and some facial scars and i want you to have some illegitimate kids i want you to to like have a criminal <laughs> record if at all possible some prison I'd tattoos love that. If you got some prison tats that look like Snow did them, I'm 100% on board. That's why I like guys like John Jones and Conor McGregor. That's why I like guys like Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz. I like people who are real as fuck, and it's like, man, if this guy weren't fighting on TV right now, he'd be in an alley somewhere in a, in a scrap <laughs> with somebody. He'd be yeah. in a bar somewhere. And honestly, that's why I like Mike Perry. Mike I Perry won uh, two weeks ago. 
No, he won Mike two Perry days won. ago. He, he he keeps on winning. Two weeks <laughs> ago, though, he won on television, right? And uh, post-fight, they do the little interview. And he's like, you know, I'm not one of these guys that complains about the UFC not paying enough. They paying me plenty, all right? They paying me plenty. But the government needs to stop reaching in my pocket. This is bullshit. Because, <laughs> you know, obviously he gets paid as a contractor, so no taxes are taken out. Uh... And he forgets that, right? So he's, he, he makes 200 grand. He spends 200 grand. He's like, he's like we, me and the IRS going to have to work on this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And they just let him keep going because... instead of being like, all right, Mike. Uh, well, anyway, you were really working the jab in there, and I liked your footwork. No, they're, they're like, really? Tell us more. He's like, I don't know, man. They're just re reaching in my pocket. Donald Trump <laughs> going to have to do something. <laughs> this week, seven days later. Wait, wait, there's I see, more. I, he, uh, this is my favorite part. He's like, maybe we could do my contract over something, get the UFC to take taxes out, because if you give me 200 grand, I'm going to spend it. That's just how it is. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the man is not fucking kidding. Cause he probably made about 200 grand. I would guess that's where he is. If he wins he a fight, <laughs> dude. So he's complaining about his taxes and having problems with the IRS two weeks ago this week. He, it, by the way, he, he, he did not bring a corner man or a coach to the fight. He brought his fucking girl. He brought his hot ass girlfriend in to be his corner. And so this week he's taking her to the dealership. She buying yelled, a brand new she yelled, punch him in the face. He's like, best great coach advice. Ever. So, so he take and she's she's pretty fucking hot. And so this week bought her a brand new truck, like a fifty thousand dollar SUV. He was just complaining about his IRS money troubles, dropped, dropped like fifty grand on a truck. And then but the week like Three days prior, he had bought her a Tesla on Instagram. So it's like either he bought her two fucking cars worth about 150 grand in one week, or he bought the Tesla, returned it, and then went with the SUV. In any case, wildly irresponsible. Last night, well, I have a video of what he did last fucking night. And by the way, see. Mike Perry fits the bill of being a street thug, a bad motherfucker, a, a guy who is not eloquent. A guy who is not to be admired. You don't want your kids to be like Mike Perry. But if you're going to watch somebody fight in a fucking cage against another man and be a bad motherfucker and make you laugh and entertain you along the way, this video shows you why Mike Perry might just be that guy for you. I am cute at zero. I am cute at zero. I'm ready to watch this guy fight. Uh, I need a I moment. Am... My embedded never works like I, I want. I mean, you, you made him sound pretty cool, Kyle. He's got some face tattoos, too. Oh, the cool, the best decisions. All right, I'm cued in. Uh, the, the whole minute and such? Yeah. Yeah, you okay. want to see the build up. All right. Uh, ready, set, play. No, no, I stay here. Let's go. Stay here. What do you want? Go, Mike. That's his girl. Which one? That one with the pink or the first one? You know, they both look the same to me. They all did, right? Yeah, they look really. It's pretty fuzzy. Y'all calling the cops? I'll stay because if I leave, y'all calling the cops? I have a side. So they want him to leave, but he feels like he should stay so he's not missing when the police arrive. Because if I leave, then did you touch me? Oh, mine buffered. Oh, he's faded. Wait, 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 wait. Can you guys go back to thirty-two seconds? They're thirty-one, thirty-two. Yep. 32? Okay, how to... Uh, uh, I'm paused at 32. I am scrolling back. Okay. So they, called the, so they called the police on him, and he's, he's saying... He doesn't know. Here. He invented oh. that, I think. They really just want him to leave, and he's like, I'm not leaving. What if you call the police, and I'm not oh. here when they get here? Are you guys so he's ready? just making stuff up. Okay. I think well, so. Ready, we'll set, 
play. Touch me? No, sir, I oh, you didn't touch he was me? trying to calm you down, bro. You were hitting my fucking He touched me. You were hitting my fucking So he touched me. He touched me. You can all buy this if you want to. This old guy on the left side of the frame needs to shut the fuck up. It's good advice. He's mocking him. Mm-hmm. Don't you mock Mike Perry! Hey, no, 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 no. Hey, hey! Now you knocked the fuck out! Jesus Christ, gonna kill him. <laughs> Good night, old man. Mm. I'll go Conor McGregor on your ass. You don't think I would hit an old man? <laughs> They're very upset. All right, that's probably enough. It's just screaming at this point. Yeah. Is that back to where he pops that guy? I want to. I want to see him. He. So the old guy kind of comes at him with one of these. This. I, is I this believe Joe this, Rogan narrating this. Am I tripping? <laughs> right. I don't think he was present at the bar, but I do like that he hit him so hard in the side of the head that it like laterally turned his body. So yeah. he didn't even. He didn't even crumple like potatoes. He like almost lifted him with the. I don't even, is that a right hook he threw or some sort of yes. right check yeah. hook? Yeah. I don't know. He, he threw a fucking right hook and the guy was coming at him with like this number and like, like crowd him and it was a big guy who looks like he's late 40s early 50s somewhere in there maybe. Had to be 50s. Had to mm -hmm. be 50s actually. Talking about the old dude that he hit? Yeah. 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 He's 50s 60s dog. Yeah. Well, Arian knows his ages. I know he's KO'd age. now. <laughs> he woke up he woke up somewhere else. He transported that day. He should have left fucking Platinum Mike Perry the fuck alone. When if you're ever at a bar and Platinum Mike Perry is screaming, maybe you don't want to rush him. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. He's not a fan of being touched. He hates it. <laughs> He's a, <laughs> he hates being touched. He really does. And it's it's funny. It's like, did you touch me? And and his girl's like, he was trying to calm you down because you hit that man, but, but he, he touched, touched me. me. And I'm just like. My, my 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 head goes here. I think he felt like the touching was this giant sign of disrespect, maybe, or or maybe something he could leverage into justification for almost anything. Like like, of course, I punched him four minutes later. He did touch me on the shoulder or elbow or wherever he touched him. <laughs> you know, it seems uh, that he'd been drinking. Yeah, well, I mean, he's at a bar. He's, he's having a few drinks. They said he was drinking some berry mojitos or something like that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> when Mike, when Platinum Mike Perry is enjoying his berry mojito, you do not touch him. You do not disrespect him. And if you are about to have your AARP card, you certainly don't fucking rush him. <laughs> do not look at me. You do not breathe near. Yeah, he, it seems like uh, he I think, you know, I think he overreacted. <laughs> I, I love that video. I wish he'd uh, not said those things he said at the very end. Uh, especially not screaming them in public, uh, but um, but everything up to that, I was I was loving. I'm sorry. What did he say? Uh, at he, the very he, end? He's, he starts dra dropping some racial slurs there at the very end. Oh, uh, that's why I wanted to end it there. But um, <laughs> is it the one that rhymes with bigger? Yes. Of yeah. course. Haven't you learned your lesson? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I just so, I forgot. He Icarus that. flying so close to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Those wax ones. I have said that word so zero hard. times <laughs> since then. I learned a lesson that day. <laughs> I learned a lesson. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's a really good video, that. Kyle. Mike Perry is it that made him so much. I, I saw people on Reddit. It's funny to see the two different <clears throat> Reddit threads, right? There's the, the MMA Reddit thread, right? And they're all like, 
talk shit, get hit, bro. Talk shit, get hit. <laughs> and then there's the public freakout uh, subreddit. And they're like, oh, UFC will cut him for sure. And people are like, John Jones nearly killed a pregnant woman with cocaine in his system. He got a year suspension. And it wasn't even for that. It was for steroids. They just lumped it all together. <laughs> no, wow. And, and it, I, didn't, and, I didn't know none of that. Oh, yeah. My, you didn't know John about Jones John Jones? Favorite. John Jones. I, mean, I, I heard about uh, cocaine, but I never heard of like I, I'm not like yeah. I wasn't I'm, I'm not into like so next he, MMA. I just be watching he, the fights. He was driving. I don't know if cocaine was true while he was driving, but he's definitely been caught with cocaine several times. You're sure of it, Kyle? He was in his system. He had cocaine in his system. He had a marijuana and, pipe in his car. Yeah. So then he he hits his car into this pregnant woman and broke her arm. Now cars nowadays. It takes a pretty good accident to break an arm, right? The, the, the cars have gotten so much safer. I can only imagine the collision that it takes to break someone's arm. Cool. So then Soy he boy runs. Bitch probably had weak arms. John Jones can't be. <laughs> so then he runs from the scene, right? He hits and runs. <laughs> Pregnant woman, broken arm, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm he's out of here." He's champion of the world. He's got places to be. All right. So then he <laughs> says, "Oh, wait a minute." I've got What's like a, woman? Where's a, she going? a crack pipe, a bowl. I don't know what he has in his car, but he's got some sort of drug paraphernalia back in the car. So he runs back to the car, not helping the woman, gets his drug paraphernalia. Then then he, he hits it, but he runs twice. He hits once and runs twice. And uh, he got caught. He's getting that. his cardio in. He's the champion of the world. He can't be mad at that. So I put the uh, so I put uh, we was talking about your uh, your amputee. Oh fuck yeah, you got some fetish. amputee hoes. <laughs> I just I, I I was on TikTok. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's got music attached though. It does, and it's hilarious. You, you could watch it, Woody, but you got to watch it muted. Oh, that, I don't know how that, to click on this. It, it, it's a, it's a joke. That girl is obviously joking. But it's really funny how she did this. You, I mean, she you, really uh, doesn't have. Oh, oh, that's funny. The way. Oh, that's hilarious. I, I only seconds. noticed the eyeball thing like like the second time I watched it. But but goddamn, those are some fucked arms. It's it's great that she has uh, spaghettio arms, but she still has uh, enough happiness in her life to break it down. Facts, right? That's what I got out of it. Honestly, I got out of it. Like, yo, you still doing your thing, but. Like she obviously recorded that by herself, and you know she uh, uses those arms on somebody. Yeah, somebody's getting penetrated by those arms. I mean, why not? Why not play the hands you're dealt, man, or the hands that you weren't dealt? <laughs> the, oh, you gotta play the man. hands you're not dealt. Oh man, it's hard to <laughs> laugh at this, but this is really creative. Man. Oh, it's it not that hard. No. <laughs> yeah, that's God. That's gotta be a rough fucking. Not life. as hard as it is for her to wipe her ass. Oh, I, I you, think you know, only, she's, she's got a bidet, I bet. Damn. No oh, question. I guarantee she's got a bidet. No question, no question. <laughs> I, I guess hope that, she got the one be, we're sponsored by. <laughs> I haven't gotten my bidet would... yet. Did you guys get your bidets in the mail? No, no. I haven't received a single bidet. Hmm. <laughs> a, a, bid, a bidoxin? I don't know. Bedazzle. A bedazzle, maybe. A bedazzle of them. You just you Jesus put Christ. two on the same toilet, absolutely blast. But yeah, I, I like my UFC fighters to be part-time criminals, um, and um, and to and to like be about what they're about. Like like, I, I really do. That when Conor McGregor hit that old man in the bar that time, and everybody was like, "Boo!" I was like, "Fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah!" Sucker punch that old fucker. I bet he said something rude. 
Yeah. So, so borderline He's, kill him. He didn't want to drink. And Connor was trying to sort of force his uh, whiskey down everybody's throats. He's an like, Irishman who won't take free whiskey is no man at all. It does seem like an unbelievable story now that you break it down. Yeah. There must be more. <laughs> I don't care if you're clean four months. You're having some. Why are your accents so on point, dog? The Irish I'm and the honest. Russian one. I mean, what else we got, dog? There's so I mean, many. There's many. Just, I, <laughs> I drive around in my car and talk to myself as different people. <laughs> <laughs> totally normal. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, that's why I can't get get behind somebody like Daniel Cormier, who's like He's good so natured, wonderful. good natured family man, right? Who fights for a living, spends his yeah, spare time fuck. like coaching high school wrestlers. Oh, that's the worst. Anybody who's into charity too, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You shouldn't have if you've got enough. Your extra money should be going to pay off baby mamas and buy abortions and shit. If you're if you've got enough free time and money to be doing charity shit, then you're not the kind of fighter that I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, it is not. Does it bother you at all when fighters beat up like normal citizens at all? Like I prefer it. I love it when <laughs> fighters beat up normal citizens okay. because I, I I think equal rights. What is it? Equal rights for or equal? What was it? Equal rights what, and equal saying? lefts or something like that. Something like that. Like like the same way if a woman hits a man, like legitimately attacks a man, I like it when he beats the shit out of her. Like I <laughs> equally like it when a fucking civilian goes after a UFC trained fighter and he fucking dunks on their ass. When Cowboy Cerrone head kicked that guy on the beach and KO'd him, I love that story. So when Conor McGregor right sucker there. punched that old man, I love <laughs> okay, it. Okay. When, no. when Jorge Masvidal knocked that bitch out in the bathroom and he doesn't even know if it was the guy who was after him or not, hilarious story. So so are you saying that hyperbolically? No, I love that. honestly enjoy that shit? I honestly enjoy that shit. These guys, <laughs> like... like I, I'll never understand how people are like, oh, whoa, whoa, he fought at the wrong time. We only think it's okay for him to fight when he gets inside the cage and we turn the cameras on. You're telling me he's an actually violent person? It's like, yeah, all he does all day, every day is train to do physical combat. And you're surprised when he KOs a citizen who gets in his face? Philosophically, I do not disagree with you. <laughs> I, I don't because I, I, had the, I was having that debate online with people um, when um, – I forget the name, but the dude from Cleveland Browns, he hit Buddy in the head with the helmet. Yeah. And there was outrage. And I'm like, why are y'all outraged? Like, people get CTE from this sport. You just don't like your concussions within the rules of what you're okay with, right? I do philosophically agree with you. But it doesn't mean I enjoy it. Like, like I don't like, like it. it. I don't like it. Because I put myself in the position of a normal person because that's that's where I am. So, like, let's, let's take him down the line. Uh, cowboy. Hit that guy. Now, the way he tells the story is the guy kind of got up in his face. What did he kick sand on his girlfriend? Like bumped, it's some he bumped his boat. He bumped. It's like some nineteen fifties Archie. I think there was kicking sand involved. Archie there cartoon. There was sand kicking, girlfriend <laughs> insulting, and hit and run on a on his watercraft. I this am man is a redneck. It doesn't get more serious than that. I am suspicious that thing. Cowboy's uh, version of the events is totally what happened. Right? That Unfair. Cowboy's like I can only take so much take more bullying from myself. Right? We have uh, to take the man at his word. We can't. Uh, Meanwhile, Cowboy's a professional fighter who wants me to believe that like. 
random boaters are bullying him and he had to stand up for himself and his girlfriend's honor. But let's say that's possible. There was at least a disagreement that led to... to, led to <laughs> all right, all right, cool. Now let's go to the next one, Conor McGregor, right? Conor McGregor punches... Or actually, I would say the next in the line is Mike Perry, is the one we just saw. Uh, fat old guy who's clearly not a threat to Mike Perry, who's like still in shape from his last training camp, does what? Some sort of calming He's rushing spastic. He's rushing him with hands up. <laughs> it was him or me, right? <laughs> dude, dude, I'd have hit that old man too. I'd have hit I don't I, know. I, I really like him like trip that, in that situation. That I feel you like he could have held his wrist, guide him to the ground, and said, Hell, now look at you, you're on the ground. Dancing now? The You'd have knocked the, that motherfucker the, out. You'd have choked him out. I've seen you choke out children. <laughs> the funny shit is, like, if that was that, little, <laughs> that kid was, like, was probably what, what, eighteen. Was he might have been eighteen. <laughs> so, so you choked? You really choked the cat? That was a joke. You really Somebody choked? wrote me Woody and said, "Woody, Woody, Woody me out. I'm Woody like out everybody I know." <laughs> <laughs> he wrote me. I I done done a little Brazilian Jiu Jitsu too, and he's like, "Look." I'm on my state wrestling team. We were like seventh this year. It's really cool. Whatever. I want to roll with you. And I didn't write anything because I thought he might be huge or something. I was going to get my ass kicked. And then he meets me at the paintball event. And uh, he's like, Woody, I'm the one that wrote you. I, I-, I want to roll. And got 50 uh, pounds on this kid. I had 50 pounds on this kid. So I said, okay. <laughs> I said, yes. And uh, your battles wide. <laughs> Next thing you know, this poor little son of a bitch is guillotined off the ground. <laughs> legs kicking. And just like, go to sleep. Little <laughs> your st- mommy's not here. Now. I stopped first tap. <laughs> he tapped and, and it was cool. It was, and, and he it was, was a nervous reaction. Not a tap, but... <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was bigger than him, but he was a grappler and, uh, and you know, we grappled him. It was fun. We don't, know that old man sports history he probably <laughs> played a little bit of pigskin back in the day one of those leather caps on that old man was ripe for the picking but at least okay. he's i feel like he started it almost you know now mike Perry's clearly overreacting and he's but it seemed he's like the old the man was right? ga- alphaing him to some extent oh, yeah. you know so that's Ego, why i put him man. second the Ego. connor one the connor one there's a old man sitting in a bar elbows on the table I don't know. It, let's worst case scenario, he maybe said something to Connor, like I don't want your flipping drink, and Connor hits him in the face. That one's really pretty uncalled for, right? That, that, Connor started that fight. At worst, the guy disrespected his. Whiskey. Isn't it illegal? I like, like, isn't it like? Yeah, yeah, I think this is all fine in Ireland if you're Connor. <laughs> and then the worst one is Jose Masvidal. So Jose <clears throat> Masvidal gets in some sort of disagreement in a nightclub. And there's two guys, if I have it right, and he hits them both and wins. Pop, 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 pop. Both right? of them out. Both of them out. So then Jose decides to go to the bathroom and Jorge. like, thank you. Uh, Jorge decides to go to the bathroom and like clean up or what have you, right? You know, sort the, of wash the blood off of off him. Off his knuckles, <laughs> perhaps. Not his own blood, obviously. And uh, then another person, just a random guy. In the popping off nightclub, walks through the door. So Jose knocks him out too. And Jail Sonnen's interviewing him, and he's like, How do you even know he was with the other ones? And, and Jorge, damn it, is like, I couldn't chance it. You couldn't <laughs> chance it, motherfucker? You're like one of the best 185 yeah, founders in the world. 170, yeah. he used to do 155. Big boy, regardless, walking Big around 195. Big boy, yeah, of athlete. And he couldn't chance a regular person being in the same room as him. 
That one to me was the worst. The man could have cut ones. him, could have stuck him, could have could have blew some sort of drugs in his eyes. People so, do that. I've, I've, seen, <laughs> I've, I've seen in movies. Cocaine. You know, that's, that's what happened to. My, that's what happened to the people's champ. John Bones Jones. He was he was he's he's a hundred percent natty. He was in the park doing his doing his three hundred twenty five pound walking lunges. Some fucking crackhead came up to him, blew fucking steroids on him, blew fucking steroids on him. Totally now he legit. pops hot and everybody's making him out to be the bad guy when he wasn't even anywhere near that place where the steroids were. He was beating a woman up somewhere. But I'm I'm unconvinced that sports shouldn't have that. steroids anyway though. Oh, they should have steroids. I, like, I, I wanna I want I want leagues of sport that are like like <clears throat> like like it like an auto racing, like like if, if there's a league where it's like no restrictor plates. Like let's go. Baseball like, restrictor plates. Like like when like when Lance Armstrong got caught like doping, but all he did was like 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 I don't remember the proper terms, but like he a little bit of everything. blood or blood whatever. Doping. Yeah. I mean, that's not really doping. Like Are you that. sure that's all he did? I don't think that's that's, that's from my understanding. I, if, I, if I'm wrong, I, I when all this came it. out, it was like, oh, everybody was roasting him, but they didn't mention it's like, okay, but also the people who came in second through 24th were doing the same that, thing. And it's yeah, like, all right, well, yeah. you were the king among the people doing this. So, like, I know, you just that's the win. league that Kyle was looking for. <clears throat> yeah. So I know a lot of dudes that ran track, like, professionally mm-hmm. and they they tell me like in, in the olympics like you you'll be it'll be harder to find somebody that doesn't dope yeah did oh, you like, see in, you know about the top the 100 times something like all the top 100 times except usain bolt have been busted yeah i think dope. he's actually clean though i think he's actually clean well he's a genetic freak he's, like, he's never been caught i look forward to like 2030 technology retesting his blood just to see i'm curious it's weird yeah, to me that cool the thing. best ever what is I, a clean one from what I know, he's actually clean. But he, he's like, okay, the reason why he's like such a like a like a an anomaly is because to get your turnover with that stride is very like you just can't do it. And, the, and like when you have a long stride, people with faster turnover usually you're gonna catch them. But that stride and the his form is just really it just doesn't happen a lot. So it's like it's just it's just a rare case. But he could be doping. Though. I don't know. He should have done. It. It's just like everybody does except the best one. Really? I was saying, saying well, he should have looked into the NFL. Or I guess if you're already the best runner on earth, maybe not worth it. Sprint. Nah, yeah, it's not worth it, man. It's the, he was the greatest runner ever. What about some I remember one. What about the bronze medalist, right? Could they do well in the NFL? How come it never happened? It, it just depends. It just depends. Like there's like there's a lot of fast dudes. I know a lot of fast dudes that just suck at football. It just is what it is. Like but I remember one time um uh Usain Bolt broke uh, the world record the first time, and there was some like older track dude. He was like a he's a legend too. I think he broke it one time. And there was somebody asked him like, "Yo, is he the greatest ever?" And he was like, "Nah, man. He he's got a lot to prove still." I'm like, "This isn't is basketball. Like he broke the record. Like he's yeah. the fast. He's the greatest ever. Like, <laughs> like this number was like, the number to beat. Yeah, he's faster yeah. than this. Yeah, yeah think like, about that sport, right? Like like." It's not like like basketball. There's so many intangibles. There's yeah. so many stats. It's yeah. like, well, he did all this and this and that. It's, but he was terrible in the postseason, and that's what really counts. Look at this yeah. other guy who was kind of average all year round, but when the yeah. fucking postseason came around, I got like Derek Jeter, who like you see his numbers through the regular season versus the – it's like he started his steroid cycle <laughs> to like fucking peak during postseason. Clogged his numbers you. go up by like 20%. When he gets in fucking October, 
It's like, that's a fucking all-star player. That's the guy. Like, like, like who cares if you beat the fucking Orioles eight times and you, and you hit in X amount of RBIs if you can't do shit in the postseason? That's why, like, like I'm from Atlanta. So, like, the Braves, we, we, have the, we have the record for most consecutive postseason appearances. It's like 15 years in a row we went to the postseason. We won one championship. It's, it's a disgusting stat. <laughs> it's, it's absurd. It's absurd to go 15 times in a row and win once. They'll turn it around. Fuck you. <laughs> fucking cardinal fan you piece of shit you piece of shit funny. very upsetting it's very upsetting i was a huge i'm gonna, I'm gonna get a cardinals band just to banner don't even give a fuck about baseball <laughs> oh yeah that would be that'd be a really lame thing to do yeah. it's spiteful. <laughs> it's so spiteful <laughs> hey now, now that we now that we have the cup it's okay we can we, we can handle the bands a little better hey we got one too that's how the Blues were. Uh, the no, Blues made the playoffs don't. 20, uh, 26. Golden Knights didn't win one? No. Yeah. Let's show us what I know. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time, you thought the banner behind you won the Stanley Cup? I had to think for a minute who what they lose to. Can you remind me who they lost to? <laughs> they, uh, they lost to Washington. Oh, the Washington okay, Capitals. Yeah, right. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> Ovechkin and his gang. Dude, yeah. they... Uh, I, mean, I don't know if they're making, the greatest that, team that ever. That makes fun of COVID, and this one makes fun of you. These are <laughs> yeah, white I know they are. You one time, Kyle bought Perfect. like a hundred and fifty dollars, very nice NHL Chicago Hawks hoodie. sweater, like pullover yeah. hoodie, just because that's my team's rival, and we had just been like knocked out of the playoffs by them or something. Yeah, so he dropped one hundred and sixty bucks on, which is a lot of money for a spite gift. Oh, peak to myself. Petty. To yourself. Peak, yeah. Yeah. Peak, yeah. peak petty. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I was really hoping that um I can't remember who the St. Louis Blues, his hockey team was playing um last year when they won the cup, like like in the finals. But yeah. I, okay, I had a whole Boston surprise for Taylor. <laughs> like like I had a whole group of people working with me on it. I was gonna have a cake sent to his house that was like it could only be you with like 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 all Boston like 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 frosted cake. There was gonna be like all sorts of Boston memorabilia coming in like tiny packages so they were annoying to open and shit. Like, like there was going to be a big banner behind me like 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 <laughs> Boston Bruins 2019 Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. And and, yeah. and then and then like Fucking blues one, and I'm just I'm just on Amazon like cancel, 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 cancel. Call the bakery, call the bakery. I can't, I can't be bothered with that right now. Do you know how many fucking hockey sticks I've got to send back? In <laughs> <laughs> like the first, uh, the first show back after the blues one, because I'm, I'm a real avid hockey fan. The blues have never won before. Oldest team to have never won one, sixty-seven to now, first time. And I was like so excited to talk about it and go through the series and everything, even though nobody who listens to the show gives a fuck about hockey. And immediately or soon after, Kyle's like, I had so much planned and, you know, it's just kind of ruined my day. Just <laughs> ruined. I, I was really looking forward to you being sad about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like spike gifts and joke gifts. Um, I sent Kitty this thing the other day. It's like this big um, cylinder, like you put a poster in. But it says "big ass dildo company guaranteed to make you come." <laughs> and so the mailman would have been like, "Good lord!" Because it's like a it's like a twenty inch cylinder that's like this big around from the big ass dildo company. And uh, and I was a messenger of like, "Hey, uh, I sent you a gift." She's like, "Oh really? What you send me? Lovely, lovely." I'm like, "Go check the mail. You'll love it." And then a few minutes later, I get a message. You 
motherfucker, I know that mailman. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're lucky I didn't send it registered mail, so you had to sign for it. Ooh, <laughs> it's a good like idea. You, you, can, you can send your friends dildos for only $12.99. I was like, yeah. It's on I, don't, I don't think there's actually a dildo in there. No, there's no. it's an empty fucking tube. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fully expect to have some something awful sent to me now that's equally embarrassing. So I'm, I'm bracing for impact. From Kitty. From Kitty, yeah, she'll want some payback for that. She 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 uploaded it to TikTok, and she was asking for ideas to fuck with me. So something will happen. <sighs> All right, Arian, would you like to tell our fans about what you got, what you're up to, pimp something? Uh, yeah, I ain't really doing shit, man. Honestly, uh, I, I guess um, I'm in the mixing process of a new album that I'm excited about. Uh, I don't know if. Last time I was on, uh, I signed with Mass Appeal. It's a Nas's record label. Cool. And so it's my first project under them. Um, and so I'm excited about that. So it's, it's it's the album's done, but it's about getting mixed and mastered and then the marketing and all that shit. Uh, other than that, just look out for that. Just follow my socials. Um, I'm on tw- oh, uh, I'm on Twitch now. We, we plugged earlier though. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah we'll link that up. up. Yeah, yeah, down play there. games, shoot the shit. I just I don't be doing shit. I just be enjoying. Bobby, Enjoying the games, man. Nice. Bobby Fino on Twitch with two E's. Yeah, B O B B O B B Y F E E N O. Bobby Fino, yeah, yeah, one word. Yeah. 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 Right. So yeah, enjoy. Cool stuff, man. That's Thank it, you. man. Oh, Thank you so much for coming on. I was going to say that too. The people watching don't know. Uh, you were actually scheduled to come on a couple of weeks from now. Our guest yeah. had to cancel last minute, and you stepped up, and we are thankful. Yep, yeah, big deal. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no I doubt, know man. Not, you know, it's four hours out of your night that you weren't planning on. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No sure. doubt. No, I appreciate y'all having me as always, man. A yeah, joy and a pleasure. All, for sure. Much love. Really oh, All right. PKN 499.